Hello, listeners, and welcome to RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment on the RPG hobby as a whole. Or a partial whole. A partial. A sliver. Section. No, no. A section. There we go. A slice of pie. Mm, I like pie. I am John Maxley-Oshlo, your favorite not-so-humble curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me, as always so far in our 24 episodes, is Brett Ethendog Grissomer, the much more reasonable and centered co-host. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Doing? I hope we find you well, and uh, today is uh, going to be a good day. I hope you've had a good week up until now. A lot of people have not. I'm sorry for that. But uh, I hope that uh, you are doing as well as can be expected. Why are people having bad weeks? You really want to get into it or just take, take the illusion? Oh, you talking? Okay. I mean, I think All I right. know now. <laughs> if they're still having a bad week now, I mean, come on. <laughs> but uh, uh, centered, what is Baldahar saying? Centered. Well, he's more centered than I am. I scream. Yeah, fair. Fair. His job is to, when I start floating away, uh, he's to grab my legs and pull me down. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, Back to the world, uh, brother. I'll take this off the screen. We'll come back to that in a moment. But I picked the wrong one. That's right. You picked the wrong one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, other than apparently people having bad weeks, how has your week been? Uh, it's been all right. Uh, the the school thing is exactly the same. Uh, Baldar says when he dog is voice of reason, moderation, and center. You have a real fun bunch of folks. That's right. Real fun bunch of folks. That's why you're but here. That's why I'm here. Exactly right. Uh, yeah, the, the homeschool thing is exactly the same. I mean, it hasn't changed. The, the, the teachers themselves are doing their best, but you just can't do well. And with, uh, with small children in a virtual environment, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So my, my day, I wanted to read much more uh, of, the, of uh, Big Eye, Small Mouth than I got to because of uh, teaching you know, division and factors and all that stuff that he couldn't get from 30 other kids screaming on a monitor you know the teacher's attention to actually actually get sounds like you read more, i mean from what we talked about pre-stream it sounds like you read more than i did <laughs> <laughs> I, I i picked areas that that i thought were were going to be different than most games and i was right i was right as a matter of fact i'm going to say a general thing right now about uh, big eyes my mouth uh -oh. what i've read about this game uh everyone's like no no it's 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 just a regular RPG 
game just with with anime stuff in it. It's not an anime game. And then I, you know, the writer was like, "It's it's an anime game. I wrote it for anime stuff." Then I started reading. It, I said, "He's right." The reason I disagree being is because it is a what's that? I disagree. You and disagree I'll get into well? that when we talk about that when we get to that okay, part. Okay. Well, the 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 reason I think it is is because uh, it is written more for drama than roles everything is dramatic even even the the length of a combat round is up to the game master depending on how much drama it it creates or or, or destroys well, it's supposed to be three to four seconds that's what the book said well no but it says it says it can be up to 10 it depends it's on the game master disturbs. you know it all, it all depends on what is dramatically appropriate and that and that just harkens back to dragon ball where where one fight could last 15 episodes and and another fight could last five minutes it all depends on if it's dramatic or not if you can create drama you will lengthen the combat if the combat is not dramatic or just incidental or has to happen but isn't really part of the main story you can make it short and sweet you can do that the, the game master has amazing ability to not only go forward in time but backward as well because you are because as the game master there are rules in this thing for allowing you to do flashbacks to create information that's pertinent to now that you didn't give them before star which, trek or so which, uh, not star trek star wars the original star wars had that too the original star wars had that too. okay well the, the it happens in every anime it happens in every anime you know all all of these things happen in every anime but they don't happen in every tabletop role playing game so I, I will like like I said I I will I'll talk maybe a little bit more about this here but for me yeah I mean I, I felt that the attributes and so forth definitely had an anime flair to them I would say that if you want to play an anime game yes this game probably does it better than anything else but you know I, again I'm looking at the 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 how everything's rolled up and so on and so forth and it's just a tristat system with with uh, you know, goofy looking anime characters well, everything has to have a framework. Right, I mean, no, no, no. I, I get that. But I could, I could use GURPS and do the same thing. I could use I Champions and do the same thing. Well, and Champions to be... will be harder with the drama thing because Champions is is really enmeshed in in uh, statistic and die rolls. It's really too ingrained into the system to to have a greater anime feel than this game. Now, to be fair, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. I just to sit here and I mean, I could run. D and D and give my character spiky hair and that's an anime game. I mean, just I, I selling it as an anime game. Yes, I see it. Uh, playing it as an anime game. Yes, I see it. But uh, and even he says it in there. It doesn't have to be pigeonholed into that. And and I, I, I stress that way. He feels it's an anime game. I feel that it's tri-stat system game. I mean, so. Okay. <laughs> but that'll be coming up in a, in a little bit here when we actually get into that book. Um. Where were we? Oh, we were talking about uh, about we uh, your schooling thing. Uh, my coworkers, <laughs> the same thing. So, as far as me, I had a job interview this week. That uh, I wouldn't say I bombed. <laughs> you can tell it's been like six years since I interviewed. I kind of yeah. treated it like this live stream, uh, where it's like uh, she asked a question. I was like, all right. I wrote down a couple little notes, and then I just started rambling off crap. Like, here we go. Yep, this, that, next thing. Well, how did I do this? Da -da 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 -da. I don't know what I just said. Do you want to add anything to that? Probably not. <laughs> like so. so we moved on to the next question. But uh, I wouldn't say I bombed it. Uh, you know, it's it's like fifty percent of what I do now, which I would say I'm an expert at. It's fifty percent of stuff that I don't do right now, which I'd say I'm not an expert at. So just that they've got other people they're interviewing. <clears throat> Whatever. In like three weeks, I go on what's called PPP, which basically is like mandatory orders. 
So as soon as a job pops up for me, I'll have orders to somewhere. go somewhere unless you have a job already. Right. Which is why I looked for this one. Go somewhere. Right. Hey, well, Ogre, how are you doing? Well, it's not my you know favorite job ever. It's probably better than what they're going to force me to go to. So. <laughs> so wait, how long do you have to stay in the States before you can go back? Two years. Two years. Oh, I mean, I can do anything for two years. I mean, if, if I have to, it's just <laughs> right now, I don't want to go back to the States for obvious reasons. Uh, a lot of things happening over there that I don't have happening over here in farmland Germany. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I got this job, I'd be living in Iowa too. So, you know, as a Minnesotan, I don't know how I feel about that, but I eh, guess it's the job would be on the other side of the border in Illinois. Other than that, this bronchitis, man. Wait, that, doesn't that cause like, isn't that going to cause a whole bunch of tax issues? Living in a state yeah, that you're not working? Yeah, I won't, hopefully won't have to pay so many damn Illinois tax. <laughs> well, no, you're, you're probably going to have to pay. Wait, what city are you going to be? It depends. It'd be close to Davenport, Iowa. Okay. The thing is, so like in, in Minnesota, I don't know exactly how the tax situation works, but we have Anderson Windows in my hometown. Um, and a lot of people actually live in Wisconsin and work in Anderson, uh, work at Anderson windows, which is on the Minnesota side. Mm -hmm. So because of different tax, whatever's, so I'm sure if it works for them, look, Illinois, no, <laughs> I've lived there twice. I'd rather not do it again. Could be worse. Could be California. I know, right. It could be Minnesota also. I'm just saying, <laughs> like I was not looking so bad now. Let's well, you know, Minnesota has the benefit of not being on fire most of the time. So. Mm -hmm. There's that. Well, it's more Kansas that's on fire. But mm. is that after last night tax and going to police in Minnesota? Okay, that's or New York with the double taxation. Well, yeah. Well, there's some of that too. Most big cities have that either through the county or yeah, through yeah. The city, you have but... a state tax, then you have a city tax for some for some large cities in some states. Yeah. yeah. If you work, if you work or live in that city, you have to pay the city tax on top of the state and federal tax, which is weird all right i don't have much else uh so i think we go through our obligatories and then uh start the uh the actual segment let's get it going so all right what is rpg digest we are informative we're irreverent well i'm more so no i think we're both irreverent yeah, we don't yeah. give a crap we don't give a crap no nope. nope. and uh we're also interactive somebody's reading the chat somewhere uh so these are conversations about the ttrpg hobby we are truthful from our perspective, but we are also very opinionated because, you know, uh, you guys need that. Hmm. What more do you need? Information. We tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. We're not an echo chamber for the idiots who permeate this hobby. And I had Heathen Dog look up some stuff for segment two this week and all he could find just right all here. idiots that permeate the hobby. God damn it. Yeah. I mean, not even interesting idiots, the same old idiots, the same old stuff. We've hit over and over again. You know, Trump is still doing this. I mean, Nazis are still everywhere. I mean, I, I, I check my under my bed every night for Nazis now. I haven't found one yet, but who knows? <laughs> I live in Germany and I haven't found one yet. I know, right? Although somebody did tell me to look in a mirror. Ooh. It's like, hmm, I don't know how to take that. But you know what? The mirror didn't talk back or, or do any weird salutes or stepping. So I figured I was okay. Well, did, did you say max layout three times in the mirror? I wouldn't. Nobody should do that. <laughs> I might appear somewhere. 
First of all, I don't want to be teleported from where I am. And secondly, I know me. No, no. <laughs> so if you don't like our commentary, you can tell us why in chat. We read it. Or you can tell us in the comment section uh, on YouTube for our YouTube videos. Or why don't you join us on the stream to talk to us in segment three? Why don't you do that? I've had a few of you on. That'd be the best thing. Of course, we support hashtag RPGate, which we did a whole episode on, was it last week or the week before? Last week. Yep. Last week. Uh, it's got a bunch of views, too. People seem to like it. Only got one downvote. It was like an immediate downvote, and then none after that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, uh-oh, we're getting swarmed. But nope. Uh, do you want to talk more, or do you want me to? No, you go ahead. Okay. RPGate is escapism, not representation. Games are about having fun. It's about getting away from the real world. <sighs> and I'm going to be talking a little bit about that with how Bessem is written. It's entertainment over activism. And uh, I think, I think Bessem does that. I think it's uh, highly uh, on the entertainment side, which is good. And it's about organic diversity from natural inclusion. I had somebody ask me about that again this week. Like, why do you have organic and natural? It just sounds forced or weird. Well, there, there's actually a point to that. Organic diversity means it just happens naturally. But you have the word natural in there. Well, I had to pick and choose. What do you want? Natural inclusion means whatever's in your area. If you're playing at a gaming store and there are people of all you know, races, colors, creeds, ethnicities, and so forth, include them all. If it's only a bunch of white guys or Latinos or whatever, well, that's what you play with. You can't expect somebody to magically bleach or, or, or brown face somewhere in order to uh, make you feel better at the table. Just play with what's there. It's natural inclusion. Just include everybody. Let everybody white play. White face, I'm offended. White face, I'm offended, right? <laughs> so... I saw Bessem, I'm interested. Well, we'll we're going to talk about it uh, here just momentarily. We're going to go through our obligatories first. All right. Here's where you can talk to us. Oh, thank you for the father, Saber Expert. Appreciate it. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, there it is, Saber Expert. Thank you very much. You can check out our other YouTube videos. By the way, for well, I'll mention that later. So let's just get through this. Discord is by far the best place to get a hold of us. <laughs> Everything else is kind of hit and miss, although YouTube, I think... Uh, I think we keep up on the YouTube thing. Oh, by the way, one of your old anime segments got got a comment, and I forgot to tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I only check every three or four days. I try to check every day, but because you know yeah. that's like three years old. So I'm like, eh. hey, if it's right. three years old, but you know, show you show interest, maybe they check out our newer stuff. I don't know. Maybe they. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you can also hit us up on Subscribe Star, and you can buy our stuff on Spreadshirt. Did you see that uh, DM Bloodworth uh, wore our RPG Digest shirt? No, his videos. Oh, he did it in uh, the first of the module segments that he did. Nice. Yep. So he got it in. All right. Oh, we don't need. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess this is the one for now. So later on in segment three, you can join us on the stream if you have comments, questions, concerns, opinions of your own. As long as it's on the topics we talk about today. Uh, all so you need is a microphone. You don't need a camera. Just just correct. a mic. And uh, tell us what you're thinking and ask us, ask us a question, uh, call Max an idiot, say I'm awesome. All those things are completely proper <laughs> and expected. Absolutely. I, I, I agree 100%. Wait a minute. I want to thank all of our monetary backers, our Twitch subscribers, and those who give us some cheers, our YouTube members. Wow. Members. I can do that. <laughs> members. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> and then those who give us super chats our subscribe star backers and the folks who donate through Streamlabs or paypal also want to thank our awesome viewers those of you who are already chiming hey bucko i haven't seen you in a long time although you did just post on our discord yep. today yeah but, he, uh, he just came in discord and uh he said he was uh 
He was back in the when a Legion of Myth was just a a Legion uh, of RPG Myth? guild. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Get off my lawn. Well, he's the one that also posted about the Animaniacs. Oh. No, he has a different name on Discord. But it's good to see you here. Uh, but we want to thank our Twitch followers, our YouTube subscribers, the people who chat, and the people who lurk. And of course, if you don't, for whatever weird reason, want to give us money, money for all this dedication, all this effort we put in for you, all this ranting I give you in segment two, well, you can donate to the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, especially during this time, we just had Veterans Day come by. Wounded Warrior Project is a good charity to give money to, and for whatever reason, they like to throw stuff at me. I didn't get anything this last week, but I got flags and shirts and cups and whatever the heck else they sent me uh, because Man, of the donations. Know, I, I, have, I have a rant of my own on this one. All uh -oh. right, every Veterans Day for the past 10 years, I have gone to... Uh, to Applebee's because they have the uh, the oh, Fiesta I forgot about lime, that. Yep, the Fiesta lime chicken, and I th that that is for some reason. Don't ask me to explain it or justify it. I can't. For some reason, it's just one of my favorite things ever. Mm -hmm. All right, and luckily on the on the the uh, the Veterans Day menu, you can get that for free. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so I've gone every year except this year. You know why? Because it's twenty twenty. Cause it's 2020 and my, my local Applebee's, I actually, I actually called them up. My, my local Applebee's, uh, technically was doing the veterans day thing, but they weren't doing it with the drive through pickup. But the problem is they also were closed for indoor seating. So all you could do is drive through pickup. So I was very, very sad, but I'm not sad that they actually check to see my old ID or my, my uh, DD-214 before oh, they so give me free food. So, I love so it. You, so you could have just faked it? No, no, you, you can't. At my local Applebee's, you can't because they actually check. Good. A lot of places don't. They just take you on your word and people just lie and get it. You know, they'll, 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 they'll wear some kind of uh, uh, army or, stolen Navy or whatever type apparel mm -hmm. and then get in and and get get free food but yeah, stolen uh, my, valor exactly stolen valor but my my local applebee's actually checks so every time i got my dd214 copy of it in my pocket and they ask for it i smile and i pull it out it's great <laughs> all right Wait, bad, uh, bad conduct discharge what I'm like no 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 don't worry about that i still <laughs> start, shut up did you get a bad conduct <laughs> No, I, got, I, was, I, I was gonna say I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't believe that you got a bad cut. I mean, I mean no. hey, you did some weird things. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I never got an Article 15. Ah, burn. Right. <laughs> I had fun when I was in. <laughs> I always told everybody that uh, if it didn't get me kicked out, it was close. We were touch and go there for a minute, but yeah. if it didn't get me kicked out, it was worth it. Yeah, I was. They hadn't invested a lot of money in you yet. Yeah, the, right. The idea of kicking you out at that point was pretty strong. You know, you know, airmen below the zone, everybody gets all happy about that, right? Airmen above the zone. How many people do you know that got that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Oh, okay, we can get this stuff off the screen. We can show us. Um, all right. Are you ready to enter segment one? I am. Let me get uh, some screen sharing going on here. Actually, no, I don't want to do that yet. We're not going to do that yet. Get off my screen. Cancel. Because... I'm going to share some other things first. And it has to be this one. Oh, look, it's Bessem. But we're not going to start there. We're going to start with Postmortem Studios. Remember, oh. Grim? Yep. 
he's posted a lot of stuff the last couple of weeks. Look at all that. But yeah. what, we, what we want to talk about is, remember, he's selling his ah, uh, RPG. That picture was freaking me out. Oh, you, I can scroll back up to it if you want. No, don't uh, do that. RPG design from start to finish. Video course. He's charging $19.99 for it. And he does consulting for $20 an hour. And so. he has made and has, uh, and has collaborated with a lot of games. I mean, mm-hmm. mo- a, a lot of his own games are self-published, sure, to be fair. But uh, uh, we, we reviewed one of them, and it was pretty good. So he's, 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 he's a good probably, guest too. That's why I keep showing yeah, oh his yeah. stuff off here. Oh yeah. So he, he was an excellent guest as well. So yep. he probably has some, some insights for you, especially if you're just starting out some real, real good knowledge. Talking about his games, got role-playing games, story games, card games, board games, check that out at posttacmort.com. And uh, you can, he's got some featured products, some grim, dark, deadly, nasty rules for the world's most ubiquitous RPG. Aerotech. Actually, he has this on the other one, too. I'm not going to zoom in on that one. <laughs> Another good guest. Unscripted, unchanged RPG review. Yep. Look, 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 check this out. Check this out. Subscribers last 30 days. Come on, guys. Share our stuff. <laughs> We're getting beat by him. Actually, he's got some good content. So, uh, but, uh, but look at that. Look at that. We beat him here. We're the blue line. He's the red line. Don't let him beat us. Oh. <laughs> but uh it's not showing that i actually watch it that's kind of funny but uh he's been putting out some uh, good uh, videos here this will ad module uh, one tomb of the horrors that's actually one where he's wearing our rpg digest shirt nice. but uh, go go check out his content he's got a whole bunch on uh, older games first edition mostly also my farag uh which is a little controversial game but you know what he's not afraid of controversy he's like i'll take it and i'll tell you about it and here's his stuff. Notice he's got an, an extra thing over here. Got a, got a new. No, no, wings, no wings for the for fall. The yep. So here's his products over on DriveThruRPG. You can look them up as Arcel Games Publishing. All right. Before we start the big guy's small mouth, I have to do what everybody hates, and I don't care. I'm going to do this before the YouTube segment portion of it. Okay. It's only a couple sentences, but I got to say it anyway. Okay. So, uh, unlike Bessem, which, by the way, uh, Mark McKinnon, the guy who does, the, calls it Bessem. So, if anybody wants to argue about calling it Bessem, that's what he calls it. He designed the game. I'm going with that. But uh, unlike Bessem 3rd Edition, which is written in proper Kanadistanian English, meters t- with REs and tons with extra Ns and Ss instead of Zs, and so, you know, typical stuff that the Kanadistanians do, uh, Bessem 4E was written, I cracked again, I love that, in uh, SJW Kanadistanian English. <sighs> I don't know if this is because Kanadistan has compelled speech, or if it's because some White Wolf garbage, because anybody who knows White Wolf knows they're horrible people. Whatever, or if it's a combination of both. However, I will be sure to translate to appropriate English where translation is needed. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, hold on. We've got to do the segment one thing first, because I'm cutting that out of the actual YouTube side. I know, but still. It was oh. after the speech. It was a good point to do that. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, with that, let's get our segment one banner up. Where is it? Uh, I can't find it. Brand. There it is. Boom, right there. Oh, I, oh, I hit oh. it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it. No. Okay, I'm going to move my notes over here. I'm going to move this over there. I'm going to move this over here. All right, I got to cough. Heen Dog's going to cough. All right, 
So we're going to, today, we are going to be talking about Bessem. That's a big eye, small mouth, fourth edition. And so let's uh, look at these little links beforehand. If you go to uh, DiceKami, D-Y-S-K-A-M-I dot C-A, yep, can I understand? You will find extras. That's, that's the homepage for big eyes, small mouth. And you can check out all the different books that are either coming out or are out right now. Uh, There's also a Kickstarter for the extras. That's actually why I showed you that first one. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get the extras, which, is, which includes additional rules, some uh, examples and so forth, I forget everything that's in there, but uh, there's a Kickstarter for it. And you can pledge. Did I log in this time? Doesn't matter because I haven't backed it. <laughs> Uh, because of the language, yeah. I know. What's that? Because of the language. That's absolutely why I didn't back it, yes. Yep. Well, there's, there's actually kind of a separate reason I didn't back it. It's because I might be moving soon and I have to save my dollars now. Mm. But, yeah, it, it was because of the language. I, I would go back and buy third edition before I'd do more fourth edition, but that's... I wanted to keep that off this part of the video. <laughs> anyway, but you can, uh, you can back it here. If you like anime games and if you like what we're about to talk about... This is really weird. This is where you where this is where it's at. End your sentence with at. Um, this is the one you want to get the hundred sixty dollar value one. It basically gives everything. Uh, best some extras, dramatis personae, which are is like a character folio, two D animes, which are standees for the purists out there. Dice tower. It's a cardboard dice tower. It's a, it's looked like a pretty tough one though. Adventures uh, volume one and uh, Tokyo Sidekick, which I can't remember what that is. I think that's an adventure also. I saw a video on it. I forget what it is. Well, you can scroll down here and find it. There's the there's dice tower. Got the uh, the dice uh, tray. I I prefer hardback ones myself, but I know a lot of people use these softback ones. Look at that. Okay, let's just watch him. Look, he rolls his dice and they come out the bottom. So anyway, check that out. It is on Kickstarter. You can find it. That's why I showed this at first because you can just click here. And uh, you will get to the Kickstarter page. So it's just uh, D-Y-S-K-A-M-I dot C-A. Bam! Mash that and you will be there. Joy. Joy. Oh, uh, where do I want to put my notes? I'm going to put my notes right here so that I can see chat. All right, so are we ready to talk about Bessem? Big guy, small mouth, role-playing game, fourth edition. You're, you're not ready? I am ready. I'm just I'm I'm looking at the uh, at the art, which is yep. yep, that's exactly what I expect to see. Yeah, have you seen the naked one, the cover for yeah. naked, which is like the rules light version of this? No. They're, just, they're actually stripped down. Oh, well, that's probably more appropriate <laughs> technically, but whatever. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, go ahead and subscribe. <laughs> there you go. We we if you subscribe, we we may even put the that link in the description below. <laughs> if I remember, uh, so uh, so wh why why Bessem Fourth Edition? Well, the first reason is because when I ordered the books, followed the Kickstarter. So th he had a Kickstarter. Mark McKinnon, who seems like a really nice guy, by the way. No matter what I said earlier about you know the, the way the book's written, um, seems like a really nice guy. Obviously, he developed the first edition through Fourth Edition, so you know he's going to be passionate about it. Uh, he's got some videos out there, but apparently there were some issues with. Uh, with the publishing or the, or the printing company uh, in China. So there were some delays. 
could tell he wasn't exactly all the happiest about it either. So uh, I did this back when we were still doing the Legion Myth Weekly live stream. Because I figured, hey, we have an anime reviewer. And he likes tabletop games. Wouldn't it be awesome to bounce back and forth between anime games and tabletop games in an anime format? That'd be great. Well, then uh, what happened in March? Yeah. You, you guys threw in the towel. You quit on me. So we hate you. Upper management sucks. We're forming a union. It was weird. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, Legion with Weekly Livestream went away. I was still waiting for this book, which, um, oh, crap. The book's over here. Excuse me a second. There you go. Let's see. Uh, Heathen, Noro says Heathen Doc keeps looking at the anime girl. Well, of course I keep looking at the anime girl. Who wouldn't look at the anime girl? I know, right? That's why it's there. I'm a um, red-blooded American, damn it. Got my hardcover. It's a little damaged right here. That's how it came. I don't know why, but, you know, I'm, I'm not the type of person to cry that much about it. I put corner protectors on it and so forth, but nice solid book. Um, not, not 100% sure about the binding. We'll see how it lasts over the years. But, uh, yeah, I mean... What you can see there, that's that's what you see on the inside. And you're going to see the PDF here, and PDF matches the book. So uh, I'm I'm happy with the book. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, also, neither Heathen Dog or I have played this game. So yes, we're coming at it blind. I'm saying this up front because during the last time we came into a game blind, most people appreciated it, but there were a couple people who didn't so much. Like you're not allowed to talk about a game unless you've played it for five years. Like, sh no. shut up. We have, yeah. between the two of us, we have about 70 years worth of gaming experience somewhere around there. Yeah. So we've played a lot of different games. This is actually going to be more his style than my style. So he'll be able to correct me quite a few times in here, even though I think the beginning portion I might have read a little more directly than him. But we're going to do an overview like we did with Castles and Crusades. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got for that. So, and my goal is to get through eight chapters. So let's start now. Do it. Scroll down. Bessem for life. Here are the people. Mark McKinnon. Like I said, I saw some videos from him. There are some YouTube videos. I should have actually brought those up, but I didn't. There's some YouTube videos that cover various aspects of the game. Um, they're short. They're like between six and ten minutes, most of them. They're very well done. And they talk about different character creation aspects that we are going to talk about today. Uh, artwork and so forth. This part bothers the crap out of me. I'm no fan of White Wolf. I am well, not. What's that? I was first edition, you know, World of Darkness stuff. I love, just loved it. I really did because it, uh, it, it gave you an option of of going the the uh, teenage angsty route or a regular role play route. It was built in, but later later editions, you had to be angsty little prick to actually play it. Oh, I, Saber Expert's a fan of Bessem and got to play 4th edition a couple times. Good, then uh, maybe you can uh, give us your opinion <laughs> on what we're reading con uh, and, and give us a give us a contrast to what you played. That would be good. Thanks Especially so in segment three. Coming in segment three. Thanks to all the playtesters. Now, Daiskami Publishing Company, role-playing game manifesto. All right, this is for Shadzar. So Shadzar, sit up, put your hands on your knees, give a little salute. Follow the rules, or don't. I'm a game manifesto, not a cop. Always strive, strive towards maximizing, remember, this is in Kanadistanian English. Um, always strive towards maximizing inclusion, diversity, and sensitivity, whatever. You can't be playing wrong when creating enjoyment for the entire group. See, this but you, actually... But you just said you could. 
because yeah, right. if I'm not inclusive, diversive, or sensitive, I'm playing wrong. Yeah. See, this sentence wasn't needed. This one covers it, but whatever. Yeah. Should dice rolls conflict with great story development, the story always wins. Hey, Shadzar. The story, story always, always wins. That's right. Moving, moving beyond the rules with creativity and innovation is encouraged. Your interpretation of the game rules is as official as the designer's intent. Well, yeah. Because once I own the book, it's my book and my world, my game, right? Role-playing intensity increases with honest and respectful communication. Yep. Trust right. is an essential ingredient for an amazing game experience. No, I don't believe in that one. Mm. I think keep lying to the players, have them on their toes. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm joking, but only only a little bit. There, there are some times when you have to, you know, put some shenanigans out there for the players. But uh, if you're no longer having fun playing the game, stop, regroup, and evaluate. Sure. I don't. Oh, you know missed why. one. The game master works against oh. the characters, but, but never against the players. That is important. Yes, that is I important agree. Because there, there are a lot of games nowadays where the game master uh, is basically removed from gameplay and is some kind of arbiter, not for or against anything or anyone. Right. And that then, then you can take the master out of out of the game master thing and just say game arbiter. Just say that. And I'd never play a game like that. That's stupid. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I did miss this one. No, this is, but I think this is this is one of the most important sentences actually in here. This is something that I, even myself as a game master, sometimes I find myself, you know, maybe a player pissed me off that day, or you know, needs needs some comeuppance, and I find myself targeting the player vice the character. That um, happens sometimes with game masters, but it happens a lot with players. Yeah, that is true. Players players take take personal offense to something bad happening to their character. And you just got to let that go, man. Just let it go. <laughs> the game book contains the answers to all things. Well, we'll see about that. And when the above does not apply, make it up. Well, then why do I need the book? Oh, because it's a framework. Yes. It's a, it's a really, okay. We're going to try to get through eight chapters today. I want you to see how many pages that's going to be. 171. So I, we got a lot to talk about. That. That may be a lot, but okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, if we can't do it, we can't do it. I love this art. Yes. I, I guess I could zoom out a little bit so everybody I mean, can wait, see wait, 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 wait. Go, go, no, no. Zoom in. Zoom in to, uh, to his, the, the armor uh, covering his, uh, his lower section. Look at the detail in that. I thought it was a chick at first every time I saw that. No, fair enough. It probably is a chick, but uh, her, well, her no, later, later on, he looks like a dude detail in that gold, that, that gold etching. I can't zoom in any more than that. Look at that. Yep. It's good art. Yeah, it is. And I, and I, and as most of you know, heathen dogs, the anime guy, I'm not, I don't really, even though I've got the Japanese wife, which is weird. Um, I'm not a big anime person. Not, not a huge fan of it. Not, not that it's bad. It's just, it's not something I get into. But I have over the years of, uh, you know, was it four or five years of you, uh, you know, doing your anime reviews and so forth, I've started to uh, have an appreciation for anime art. So we're not going to talk about uh, what is anime or manga. Uh, we're still in chapter one. Yeah. Oh, actually, there is one chapter here I want to read. Uh, it says, read paragraph two. What makes Bessem? Okay, yeah. Oops, uh, slow down for some of the art because it is good. I like the lighting effects, how, how well the lighting effects were done. 
do, 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 do. what do you want uh, rpg what's that oh. shout out to shill who's amazing monks there we go yes no, 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 no. Yeah, did, did you I see saw, who? i saw i saw i saw okay. who it was I saw who it was. Thank you very much for coming by. Yes, we uh, are going to destroy your game, by the way. Don't <laughs> cry. We're always honest from our perspectives. There's a <laughs> lot to like and some things that uh, if you caught the first few minutes, I'm uh, not so appreciative of. But that's some falls in between on the spectrum. So we're talking about role-playing. Is this actually the right one I want to read? Role-playing with Bessem. It says, what makes Bessem a manga RPG? What the hell is it? There we go. This one here, second paragraph. This is where Heathen Dog and I have already started to have a debate. <laughs> yep. Yes, it is true that Bessem functions as a universal RPG system in a similar way as other effects-based games. Yes. For over two decades, many groups have used it as their go-to generic system, completely divorced from any references to anime or manga. I could absolutely see that because it is a very thought-out system. Now, again, uh, I did not play 1st through 3rd edition. Anime games are not my thing. Anime and manga are not my thing. However, comma, I have played GURPS. I have done some champions in Hero System. I recognize what was going on in this. It is a very well thought out system, whether it's roll low for third edition, roll high for this edition, whatever. Well thought out. I could see myself using this for any type of game. I still stand by, well, let me get through this paragraph here. Uh, what separates Bestem from other universal RPGs such as Hero, GURPS, Fate, Savage World? Okay, don't ever compare yourself to Fate. That's a garbage ass system. And, est that's, oh. and establish it as a universal anime or manga game is the fundamental design foundations of its TriStat system. In short, Bessem is an anime and manga game because it was designed with that foremost in mind. I agree. Sort of. Absolutely agree that it was, that it was designed with that foremost in mind. You can see it from the attributes. You can see it from uh, it's, getting away from the artwork. Forget about the artwork. Because artwork can be interchanged by, I mean, I could go find, you know, Victorian art and throw it in here. Sure. But how the game was developed, you absolutely can see it. They're trying to get the big guns, they're trying to get the powers, the magical cat girls, you know, so on and so forth. Absolutely can see it. But I could still also do all that with GURPS. Just saying. I, I see this more so than Heathen Dog, as, as we said at the beginning. I see this as just another version of... I, let's just say it's the tristat system. Like I would say, the step system is Earthdawn. I used to say Earthdawn was fantasy anime because if you start you start off with low power, and by the time you get the fifteenth circle, by the way, drink yes because I said Earthdawn. Um, uh, by the time you get to fifteenth circle, you were doing anime esque stuff. Well, this is a real anime game. I I concede the fact that absolutely, if I were to right now, somebody say you want to play an anime game, I would envision this one. I get it. That's that's the trope. But I don't fully see it that way i see it as a tristat system game and it can cover whatever bases i want it to okay and now i come in with my almost rebuttal whereas many other other games in, including gurps and hero and champions and and all the other ones that that have the the custom customization to become an anime game with very with you know i wouldn't say very little effort but with little effort this game has built in a much more dramatic foundation, just like an anime would have. Uh, my my example to Max Liao earlier was the combat round, and and then and then uh, by extension, how time uh, how time works in in general. The combat round is generally said to be between what three and four seconds. Yes. Yes, but in the same paragraph, it says it can be up to ten, or down to one, or whatever you need 
for it to be dramatic. And the moment I read that, I thought back to Dragon Ball. And I I told Max Dow this earlier that uh, in, in Dragon Ball, a fight could last five episodes or it could last 10 minutes of real time. It depends on if it's dramatic or not, if it enhances the story or not, if it creates tension or not. So you can you can adjust your combat rounds to make it more dramatic, to make it more tension filled, to 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 make it more nail biting, and it gives rules for uh, for for giving uh, flashbacks to 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 give you information, just like an anime would. I mean, other other games can do that as well. To be fair, but with this one, it is built in as part of the system. This because it's part of the anime system. I mean, uh, when, in in an anime, when when the when the hero or heroine comes up against against someone they've met before in the past but has not been on screen yet, after that first interaction, uh, someone will ask her ask him or her about it, and then there will there will be a a flashback of some kind. This game has that mechanic built into it. So I'm a as a game, as a game master, I, I take more control of the game than that, where, where I would agree with you. Cause we talked about it earlier about the, the, the champ is a hero system being a bit more of the phase focused yes. in GURPS. You could still do the same thing. I'm not saying GURPS is a better game for just, just to be very, very, very clear about that. I'm saying I see this like GURPS or like the year zero engine, year zero engines rules lights with four stats instead of three. I see it like that. Right. With anime, with anime dressing, right. it's not I, a bad, it's I, not I a bad thing. And and this this seems seems uh, like like I said, you could do it, mm -hmm. but why why buy GURPS when it's already done for you? Oh, absolutely, no, no, absolutely. If you're looking for an, if you don't own any either, and you want an anime game, this is it right here, Bessem. Oh, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I I, I am no. All, yes, all I'm saying yes. is I, I see it as the tri-stat system uh, vice uh, being the anime game. So Yes, and and I, I, I agree that uh, nearly all, all robust point-based, effects-based systems That's are going true. to share the same. So we, we talked about that too. I, I said the framework. There, yeah. there, there's going to be a common framework. And not everyone is going to reinvent the wheel when it comes to the basic framework on how an RPG mm -hmm. conducts itself. Nor, nor should the wheel be yeah, reinvented. Exactly, it works. Exactly. <laughs> some, 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 sometimes that old wheel is just good. You just got to, you know, polish it up, you know, put, put a different tread on it. Mm -hmm. And now it does a different thing. And that, yeah. that's what this game does. It, it takes an old framework, mm -hmm. puts some more rules, some uh, different tread on it, different lining, spinnies, because it's an anime game, so it's got to have spinning hubcaps, <laughs> <laughs> and then rolls it out, and now now it serves a different function. It, it it serves a more specific function, to be fair, but that's exactly what you're going for if you're buying this book. Now we've gone too as, long; as, we're never going to get to eight chapters now. Well, no, uh, well, might happen. You might be right. So two two things I do need to bring up. One uh, was that Lost Ogre asked, "Is Robotech or Macross two considered anime games?" Well, Robotech was Palladium. I mean, yep. I I saw it as an anime game, but I mean, no, no, because I, I actually uh, actually answered that question in uh, in the Legion, the Legion Myth uh, weekly live stream. Uh, Robotech is not an anime. Robotech is a cartoon. Uh, my wife, who's Japanese, will disagree. I'll take your, her. Your word. wife is wrong. She <laughs> she has been outside her culture too long or she has some kind of brain worm. 
Okay, well, then Probably all of your friends German who actually framework. still live in Japan say the same thing. Just no. <laughs> Japanese no. don't Macross, see it that way. Super Dimensional Fortress Macross is an anime. Robotech is what Harmony Gold murdered. We, um, as a Battletech fan, we don't talk about Harmony Gold here. I'm sorry. I, well, they're, they're, they're the asshats <laughs> who murdered Super Dimensional Fortress Macross and turned it into Robotech. It is, they, they, they destroyed the story, <laughs> the plot, completely, completely annihilated everything about it, cut it up, pieced it back together in some Frankensteinian horror. Fair enough. So it's a cartoon. And with that, subscribe. I don't care what you say. That's from our Japanese lady, but we're going to move on here. So what's new in uh, best and fourth edition? Well, you can take the time to read this. Uh, the biggest thing I, I took from this was a change from roll low to roll high. Um, mm. yeah, some, some things beca became rules instead of just role playing features and so forth. So <laughs> we're barely going to get to chapter three at this point. I, I look slow at the beginning here intentionally, but when we start getting attributes, we're not going to talk about every single attribute. We're not, we're not going to go over all that. We're going to talk about just what we see in the book and so forth. Here are the other ones. Remember when I showed off the, uh, the webpage? Well, here are the yep. things you can get from there. there. There's the naked one I was telling you about. Extras that you can back on their Kickstarter right now. Oh, I have this done by... Oh, no, I can do it. Is that it? Nope. It's that one. Bam! Kickstarter. You can find it on, well, Kickstarter. Here, I'll even put this link in the chat for you all. How many gold suck? How many gold was beyond suck? No, I agree. I'm 100% with you. Uh, they're the ones that uh, try to ruin Battletech for people yeah. like me. Preferred Battletech to Robotech. Um, all right. Got the game screen. I think I got the game screen with this one. Multiverse, Primer. Still said. All right. Introduction. I didn't think I needed this. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to tell you, when I first glanced at it, it's like, okay, it's a role-playing game. I've been playing role-playing games for 30-some years, done, done stat systems and so forth. I'm going through it. And this one right here, I can't get over this one still. I'll talk about that more later. But attribute is more like a talent. Stats are your attributes. <laughs> that, that kept throwing me off when I was looking yeah. at stuff like, ah, it's driving me crazy. But yeah, that, about, uh, about new uh, RPGs, when, when they change uh, universal what was used to be universal terminology, you know, basically it's, it's like that. No, 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 that's not a carburetor. That's, that's a manifold, but everyone else in the world before now called it a carburetor. But now, now it's manifold. <laughs> what? It, it, it's almost like you're purposefully causing confusion. Now, to be fair, remember, we haven't played first through third edition. That it may true. have been like, may have been that like that true. right from the beginning. So, um, I also want to say up front, even though we're not going to go over any actions today, I do like the TriStat system for its, its quick simplicity. I, actually, I do like it. I, I still think I like the Year Zero engine better, but for a new system that I was never uh, exposed to before, I like it. And uh, it absolutely does work well for an anime game. Like most games, uh, most good published products, example play. And this one's long. My only complaint, actually, I like this. I thought it was done really well. Uh, for a session. The only thing I didn't like about it was nobody failed a roll. <laughs> like the entire thing, everybody succeeded. Every roll was a success. I'm like, okay, that was a little cheesy. But other than that, it was done really well. I, I like that. That's not even really a complaint. It was just something that I, I noticed uh, anecdotally. Okay, so if it's consistent for him since, uh, since first edition. 1997, yeah, okay. So, I mean, can't argue with that. So people picking up... you. My, uh, my thought process on that is you would rather stay consistent with the people who already know your game 
than worry about somebody like me who picked it up who honestly can read the words and ultimately figure it out. Yeah. Again, some more fantastic art. All right, now we're to chapter two. See, we're moving along here. I am going to start reading these pink sections, though. So Ooh, good for you. I yes. am thirsty, and I have forgotten to bring my soda. So I'll be back in just one second. Okay, sounds good. I'll take a little drinky drink. Here, let's scroll down a little bit there so we can see her face. Our little schoolgirl there. All right, session zero, and so it begins. Designing new characters for a Bessem game should involve a thoughtful collaboration between you, the other players, and the game master. Your objective is to create a character who is fun to play and has a strong motivation to understand adventures, while simultaneously ensuring a good fit with the GM's plans for the dynamic stories that will unfold. Look at that. And it's one of, I'm a big proponent of Session Zero. Absolutely. For that reason. Especially when you're talking this type of game, which you could be playing a mecha game, like a Gundam. You could, uh, you could be playing a Magical Cat Girl game. You could be playing a slime game. Yeah, we'll get to that later. That was, <laughs> that was interesting to me. Because uh, Heathen Dogger, if you remember, he reviewed that slime anime uh, a year or so ago. But uh, so got to know what you're getting into in order to determine what skills are inside in this game attributes and so forth that you'll be taking so in Bessem, you can choose to spend as little as a few minutes or upwards of an hour designing a character or even longer when you start getting into items and weapons at least at first i think it might be a little longer because that became very champions-esque the difference lies in the amount of detail and individuality you build into your character at right. no time they, they, and to be fair toward the end of this book they have a lot of templates Vampire template, werewolf template, hunter template. That's not whatever. even at the end of the book. That was third edition. That was the end of the book. Oh, really? Here it's, it's yeah. I think it's chapter three or four. Chapter yeah, three. Chapter four. three. Okay, cool. It's chapter three. Yep. All right, chapter three. Yeah, they have a lot of templates that if you want to hit the ground running and like I want to be a vampire. All right, well there you go. I mean, you could tweak it a little bit to personalize you, but that's going to take like 15, 20 minutes, you know. So there you go. Here, I'll put this up for you. So you, uh, I beat you to it. <laughs> that's because you reviewed. Was it that uh, that sl was that slime anime that you reviewed and you liked it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you can check that in our back catalog on YouTube under the yes, anime yeah, section. The Legion of Myth uh, live stream, I, I, I did a, a segment on, uh, on, oh my God, I can't remember the full title now. Anime on the stream? No, no, no. The oh, name of the anime. Oh, oh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I was re that, that's how I reincarnated How did I know that? <laughs> Excellent show. Excellent show. Love it. In fact, they, they have OVAs going on right now that I'm, I'm patiently waiting for episode five of the OVA, but... It's not happening, and I'm pissed off about it. But okay, yeah, go on. The difference lies in the amount of detail and individuality you build into your character. At no time during a role-playing campaign do you have more control over the destiny of your character than during the creation process, because that's when you establish his or her foundation. I told you I'm not going to read that stupid language. As questions arise concerning specific game mechanics or special character abilities, the discussions you have with your GM and fellow players are of paramount importance. I couldn't have said it better. In terms of uh, what a session zero is about, especially for a game as broad as this could be, so right off the bat, we're 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 putting it out there. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think I like the pink text for all the chapters. It yeah. sums up what you're supposed to be doing. Sums it up in a way that is that both has feeling and has you know technically as somebody who's direction. a technical writer, right? It's yeah. it's got that direction and it has the, the emotion built behind it. You can tell that Mark McKinnon likes his game, which. Yeah. You would hope, you know, so. you'd hope that you're like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just doing it for the dineros. No, you're not. 
can see it. So we're, we're not going to go through all this, but uh, you know, you talk about you know scoping the game. You know, what, uh, he's got his own multiverse also, but you know what uh, what universe you're playing in. Um, this is where I'm going to slow down a little bit because uh, power levels. Yes. Now th this is important as a day zero thing because you do not want one one of your characters going no no i want to i want to play a normal human lost in a world of of, of godlike mythical powerhouses like no krillin f off get out you don't belong here get out raven so, zero yeah, wants to want play a dating sim game page. Well, I liked um, when I was looking at points and I was kind of looking at how things could go together. I think it was the no, it was actually it was right at mythical is at 100 points. Exactly. Is kind of what I liked. Um, although, yeah, yeah, when I was looking at the templates and so forth, although if I were to run a game, it'd probably be adventure because you know how I am. I like characters to start low and become powerful after that. Uh, so I was wondering uh, on the choice of color palette for colorblind people if it's an issue. Well, uh, apparently it is for Shadzar, but yeah, I'm but, not. Hey, you know what? If I'm sure to a colorblind person, it would look gray. I guess. See, I don't know. I'm blind, blind. <laughs> so we can't say. We we can't say. <laughs> I I have so much light that's focused um on the, my retina right now <laughs> that uh, that doesn't matter what color it is. I'm going to see it. But uh, you know, you have human adventurer, heroic, mythical. If you want to play your god level, super powered. Did you make a dragon? Did you try to make like a Dragon Ball character or anything just to see like how many points no. you'd need to blow up a planet? No. Okay. No, I didn't. Godlike, probably there. Probably there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, in uh, in the early in the early stages of Dragon Ball Z, like the first couple of of uh, chapters, so to speak. Uh, uh, one of the characters blew up the moon. Okay, well, and not even the strongest character, <laughs> like like you know, number three or four blew up the moon. Nope, that moon's problematic. Blah, and it was blown up. Yeah, Piccolo, exactly. Yeah, Piccolo blew up the moon, and when that happened, I'm like, if you're strong enough to blow up a goddamn moon, what the fuck are you training for? You're done. You're done training, dude. Hey, planets are next. Then the sun. <laughs> then black holes okay uh so one of the things in here that i did like um it is possible to create a broken character i'm absolutely happy that a game came out and said that and said hey by the way and, and we'll show this i think it's actually on this page below um that there are minimums and maximums these benchmarks right here so if you do go let's say the heroic route maximum stat values 10 maximum attribute levels 5 most games cap out at six per, you know, the suggestions given here and so right. forth. Um, establishing boundaries. Uh, you know what I feel about all this yeah, X yeah. card we, crap. We'll just, we'll just skip over that like it, like it doesn't exist. Really good art again. I, I don't know why. Whoever this artist is, that's in me, I, I really like. Well, it, actually, uh, it was said earlier in chat. I think you're right. Um, I, the, for me, it's the lighting. Just love the lighting effects. Shillin, there you go. Or sh sh Shillin? Yeah, it looks like Shillin. Gotta blow that up so I can see it too. Love it. Love it. Uh, doesn't mean, again, I'm not the anime person, so when I see stuff like this, <laughs> uh, you know some of those, uh, what are you, stereotypes about uh, anime or that uh, people think about anime? I still hold some of them, so... All right, your character framework, human versus non-human. Obviously, uh, humans are going to be kind of the base, the normal um, 
in terms of points and so forth. When you start getting non-human, you have to start thinking outside the box a little bit. But mm -hmm. it's anime. You have cat girls. Oops. Uh, oh, sorry. Somebody posted over there, but it's already been commented on. Uh, you have cat girls. You have robots. You have vampires. You have demons. You, it, if you can imagine it, it's in anime. I mean, anime is so diverse. I love it when my wife talks about, or when I talk to her about anime, be like, hey, have you watched this anime that Heathen Doc talked about? She's like, no, that was made for Americans. <laughs> She's like, I actually watch Japanese anime. I think the closest thing that she watches that is be westernized is Black Butler. Black Butler? Dark Butler? Yeah, it's Black Butler. Yeah, that's right. I can see that. Uh, other than that, her, the anime she watches is totally different than pretty much anything that Heathen Dog ever reviewed no, I in get five it. years. So. I get it. But, but culturally, we're different. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. So, Character strengths, you got to start thinking up like, hey, what do you want your character to be able to do? And remember, this is all in the whole session zero part. It's like, well, Heathen Dog and I don't want to have the exact same character. That'd be lame, right? So in here, you start talking about what is it you want to do? How many points do we have? What is it you want to do? Okay, let's, let's build up that nice synergistic team. Uh Character quiz will come up to that in a moment. Character weaknesses, defining character. This is all, we're going to get through all of this in a little bit. But what I like about that it's written in here, character weaknesses, is the fact that, come on, you might be a hero, you might even be a hero character, but everybody's got a weakness somewhere. So, you know, game characters may be large in life, sometimes even figures of myth and legend, but usually they still have one or more weaknesses. Actually, if you think about a lot of good stories, the more powerful they are, the more pronounced the weakness is. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I missing anything in chat? You, you got chat, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So, and what's in a name? This is the part that kills me, but he's absolutely right. <laughs> the freedom to name your character, whatever you like, but the GM may have some ideas for your character. Where is it? Anime series are often notorious for employing odd but plausible fictional names for fan. That is one thing that just absolutely drives me crazy. I hate the weird names in anime, and I, I give my wife crap about it all the time. Well, in in anime, they usually name the the character for one of their traits or one mm -hmm. of their failings or one of their powers that they're going to have in the future or or the the place they're going to have in the story, something like that. That's their name. Now, to be absolutely fair, uh, this is how you name an anime character. I'm not an anime lover. Okay. <laughs> So, so that's why it, it irks me. Now, would I do it for anime? Absolutely, because I, if I'm playing this game, I'm going to be playing it within the spirit of the game itself. I'm not going to treat this as Tolkien fantasy. That'd be dumb. If I wanted to do that, I'd play Dungeons and Dragons or Middle Earth uh, role playing. So it's just I, I, part of me is glad that this was written here for people like me. It's like, uh, okay, <laughs> like I think it was needed. Structure the game mechanics. How you can roll dice. Now, um, I'm gonna go through this quickly because we're not going to talk about actions we're going to do that probably next week but uh it quickly goes into the the formula for uh, rolling dice health uh temp uh, i can't talk reducing health points got your templates keep customization to a minimum strip down with sm naked remember that's kind of the rules light version of this yep so all right Best some character quiz. We're not going to read them all, but these are, it's a really good starting point for saying, hey, what is it, you know, think a little bit more about your character. Make the character a character, not just stats on a piece of paper. No, wait. When I Before we continue with this, I want to stress that the game master or it, what, uh, what, what is the, what is the person called in this game? Ga game master. Okay, game good. master. That the game master tell you what the world is first. So you can answer these questions within that framework. 
Right. Because if you start going outside of the, of the world the Game Master has in mind's framework, your character is going to be vetoed halfway through this process. So, mm -hmm. so come on, stop making trouble, okay? The so Mark, Mark McKinnon? You, okay, we're based in Tokyo. It is going to be 2045. Uh, technology and magic is a thing. Portals open every once in a while from, from, from a demon dimension. And go. Now right. make your character with all of that in mind, answering these questions, and you're going to have a good time. If you don't, your character, you're going to start over. You're just going to have to start over or walk away. If if you uh, go to the uh, YouTube channel for, oh my God, I already forgot the name of the company, I, Daiskami. Um, mm -hmm. Mark McKinnon's got some really good, I said this at the beginning, but some really good five to 10 minute videos on each of these chat, these character creation steps. Really well done. And he spends quite a bit of time on this session zero one. So you can see how important it was to him. So, uh, and he goes over this as well. One of the things that I think would be neat for this right here that I would probably do as a game master is I'd say, okay, answer half of them. Okay. Keep them all, but answer half of them. And then after every session, I want you to think about one more and answer it before the next session. Keep you thinking about your character to give you that character growth and so forth. Or I'd say, hey, this is what's needed. You know, I, I would really like to know your character's hobbies, interests, desires, and likes simply because this next one, we're going to have you kind of all chilling and so forth. And, you know, I want to put the story out there in terms of what your character would actually do as oh, a group. No, as, as an example to that, I mean, if, if, uh, if the game master wants to prioritize your character's hobbies and interests, that means you may be starting in a high school type atmosphere mm -hmm. and all of you may be in part of the same club or or be be uh, meet each other because of the same activities or or you know tangential activities and stuff like that that's a good way to start the game instead of all the D, &D you meet in a bar bullshit <laughs> what's wrong so, with yeah. that or or as a prisoner <laughs> or as a prisoner yeah in the back of a wagon sure that happens too <laughs> this elevator pitch one you know i'm not going to read it the way it's written here but uh, how would your character describe him or herself in a single sentence i think is probably one of the most important ones i i that elevator pitch for your character but for the rest of the group for the re for the you know, not not just for the game master for the rest of the group then you get a really good idea of like oh so you're making your character like that well i'll make my character like this now at first when i looked at this i was like oh the art degraded but then i thought about it this kind of reminded me of Lotus War. I know it's not, mm. but it kind of it ended up kind of reminding me of Lotus War, which is one of the few animes I absolutely enjoyed. So, yeah. All right, we're on to chapter. Wait, wait. What if that art is alluding to the fact that because you're at this point in the book, your character is not fully fleshed out? Therefore, the artwork is not going to be fully fleshed out either. Oh, meta. That is deep. Oh, that is big deep. brain. Five brain right there. Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excuse me. You made me cough. My All right, we got we to read, read the pink part. Templates are ready to use archetypes. You can assign to your character to speed up the character creation process. Not sure I agree with it. Actually, no, I do now. But at first I was like, what? They're subdivided into three categories, size templates, race templates, class templates, and I'm going to slow down a little bit to talk about those in a moment, because I was horribly confused about these templates, mostly because of the word attributes. Um, once, once I got that in my thick skull, then, then I was good, but assigning templates is optional if you prefer to build your character from scratch, but it is recommended for novice players. I agree. Yep. 
or players who are not familiar with the openness of a point-based creation system like the one presented in Besom. I still agree. I am familiar with them. I still agree. I think templates are the right way to go because you can modify the templates based on points and so forth. You can create a character without using him by selecting stats, attributes, and defects appropriate to your character's vision and scope of the game storyline. Look at that again. Mm-hmm. Always pointing out that you've got to got to make... Where was this when I was playing D&D? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I, I don't know how many times some character always wanted to do something really weird and off the wall and it didn't fit. It's like, well, I can still make it. No, right here. The book's telling you. Boom, do it. Even if none of these race or class templates fits the type of character you wish to design, all 50 of those entries, there's 25 race, 25 class, can serve as examples how you and the Game Master can collaborate to create new race and class templates. Really, you'd just be creating a character from scratch, but you can turn it into a template. So reading the templates. Not going to go through all of this. I have a couple of notes over here. So, yes, it's a good way to jump in and start playing right away. It's a good way uh, to start with a base character you can edit. I kind of mentioned that before, but that's, that's how I saw the templates. Like, well, you know, I can take this template and I'm going to obviously have some points left over or I'm going to have to, you know, scrub a couple of uh, ideas. And yes, you can talk about limiters and so forth later, but it, it, it's definitely a way to open the door to say, oh, I want to be a mecha pilot. So this is, I'm going to take that template. We're going to look through a couple of them. We're not going to spend a lot of time on the templates because you know what? You should get the book. All right. Uh, oops. Uh, as long as you have the points, you can combine templates. Okay, it's going to say that here, but I'll, I'll mention that now. Uh, you can combine two class templates if you have the points. If you want to be a vampire mecha pilot, you can do it as long as you've got the points. Um, of course, you can edit those, but we're just talking straight, uh, straight templates there. Other template notes. Uh, I didn't see anything in here that I felt that I had to jump on. Again, watch those videos uh, from Mark McKinnon. It's going to go through this process step by step. It helped me. It helped me prepare for today. I got to be honest. Oh. Yeah, you can assign any number of race class template. I... Uh, the race one gets me a little bit, but okay. Uh, size templates. So size templates are only needed if you're anything other than medium. Right. Any normal human size, then you're you're fine. That you can just basically skip this. Right. Yeah. Larger characters. Here you go. For every size rank, we're going to show you a chart in a moment. But uh, these are the bonuses and penalties you get for that. Smaller characters, and there's explanations for everything. Apparently, enough people complained about, I don't understand why being large makes it harder for me to throw uh, missiles at somebody, that the explanation was written in, in the book. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, larger you are, the smaller every other target is. That's the way it works. Size templates are kind of annoying. It's much easier to just make every character medium size. I could see that. The yeah. other thing that, uh, well, I mean, I, I can see that based on simplicity. The other thing that I noticed with the size templates is if you so i'm going to use heathen dog in a way here whether he likes it or not i'm going to use him as my example heathen dog is really versed at hero system right he knows how to use the power pools he knows how to use multi-powers whatever all that other weirdness is right what so he knows how to go in and he can look at all the points like one of the examples in this game is what if you made a cat a cat can't use ranged combat so you should get those points back because you're not going to suffer a penalty to range combat because you don't have range combat <clears throat> i get it 
I personally wouldn't want to deal with that. I would say that all the races that I would make would say, if you're large, you're in the large category, soup to nuts. We're not going to bump up and down. You're not going to have less hit points, but more action. No. If you're taking the large template, you're just sticking with the large template. Because uh, to me, it gets point heavy. I know there are a lot of mathematicians out there that love to just dive into how they can eke out every little thing. It's one of the things I don't like about the hero system. That's not for me. It's fair. So I, and uh, goes in here, talks more about, uh, these are things where you're going to see on the chart. <clears throat> also, every time I see this divided by five, I keep thinking it's plus five and it's throwing me off. It's like, what the? Oh, it's a divided by sign. Okay. Some players may find size templates too detailed and realistic for their needs, although the parameters for each size, yeah. All right, so here are two size templates. And this is where I started to lose my freaking mind <laughs> when, I first, when I first looked at this. Because I'm like, attribute, range attack, how does range attack have to do with an attribute? I, and I'm like, I'm telling you, I was losing my mind. <clears throat> the math of it wasn't so bad. But to end, we compared down to here. Here's the size modifier chart. But if you look at it, if you are size rank one, which if we scroll down to here, size rank one large, right there, right? You have all these, these things to consider. Instead of just scrolling up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, I'm just going to stay up here and look at this. What you get is you get armor of 10. You get special movement fast. Super strength, which is actually, uh, isn't that enhancement? Or it's either enhancement or an attribute. Uh, unique attribute times two thrown weapon distance. But you also suffer these penalties. Inept attack range, minus one. Inept defense range. You're big, you're easy to hit. Yeah, yeah, this is all, this is all understandable. Yeah. Exactly. And unique deficit, big, heavy, and obvious. So you're not going to be sneaking around. No. At least not easily. No. You can, you can use other points. You can spend some points to, you know. Yeah, you, you can still get sneak. It's just that you're going to have some, some minuses, that's all. I mean. and, and all of that is represented right here. So. That's your size templates. Uh, unique defect spam annoys me. Um, I read a little bit about that. I can... I will just say that I understand where you're coming from. I have no experience with the game to say yay or nay. All right. Wait, uh, what is he talking about, unique defect spam? Uh, when we get to limiters, oh. we'll, we'll talk about that. Because okay. I, I can't explain it probably the way it needs to be explained. By the way, for people who are here just watching right now, we've never played the game before. We're treating this like we did with Castles and Crusades. We're going over it as if we are showing it for the first time. We're kind of looking at it for the first time. Well, we did read through it. We're, look, we're discussing this as a first time. Like, is this something you want to do? Yes. Or is this not something you want to do? I have my quibbles with it, but I do like it. I, I just want to be very fair out there. I have quibbles with this, but I do like it. I am not sad that I bought the book. And yeah, we'll just... Leave it but there because before we go on, <clears throat> there it subscribe. is. Subscribe. If you like, if you like, share, subscribe for the tiny template. Oh yeah, okay. I see what he's saying. All these unique deficits. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, unique deficit: lifting capacity, strength, damage, running speed. Uh, but it is all. I mean, let's be fair. It is all right here. See, but I know, I know. But the thing is, uh, I I don't like it when. <clears throat> Uh, when just because you're small, you take more damage from all attacks. It, it, it happens a lot in role-playing games, but in real life, that's, that's just not always true. 
I would ha- I'd have to see it in practice. I, I, I don't know enough about it. I want to say that somebody who, who's owned the game from 1st edition to 4th edition understands his game in and out is going to understand why that that's there, and I'm going to trust him. Maybe not in 1st or even 2nd edition, but by 3rd and 4th, I'm, yeah, I'm going to gonna trust if it's the same developer. Go away when you get small enough. I mean, that's like, but the, that, that damage modifier, go away when you get small enough. No, it doesn't. It just keeps getting bigger. Strength damage, uh, range modifier, uh, where is it? Speed modifier, armor rating, or extra damage received, plus 100 for if you're minus 10 rank, plus 100. If you are that small, look look at the length. <laughs> what, what are those, micro? Oh, that's mass. What, what is that? Yeah, my, yeah micrometer. Yeah. You're, you're not taking any damage from someone punching you. You're actually existing in between their knuckles. They're not actually <laughs> hitting you. No one's stepping on you. No one's kicking you because you actually dodge in between the soles of the, you know, the, the tread in the soles of their shoes. You're not taking any well, damage. Well, look, you get to plus 20. Great. You can take an ant and throw him <laughs> off the Empire State Building. That ant will hit the ground, bounce five times, and live. Walk away. Plus, plus 20. When you consider that twelve is kind of like the the cap, plus you're right. Yeah. The person's not that that being is not gonna get hit. I mean, unless it's a godlike game, that being is not gonna get hit. Yeah. So I I would have to see it in play. I, I get where you're coming from, and I don't yeah. necessarily disagree with you. But until I saw it in play, I I can't speak one way or the other. But but I I understand why it's a concern. Yeah, uh, hair a, a, a strand of hair is is is, is measured <laughs> in, mic, in, in 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 micrometers thick. But Boom. you can punch you can punch hair all day long. You're not going to damage it. It's a role playing game, not a physics paper. I know, I know, <laughs> but I see it in a lot of role playing games. But um, in in comics and anime and stuff like that, when you get small enough, you're basically immune to damage. And I don't. I don't see that in a lot of role playing games. So I. I. I, w- I would like to see that. Like, when, how do you when... feel about this? Did you subscribe? Do you like what we're talking about? <laughs> hey, post in the comments. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. So uh, hitting modifiers. Uh, you know, again, we're talking about size and so forth. Let's move on to the race templates. Okay. So here are the different races in here. I'm surprised uh, he didn't change this to species. Uh, which actually, I, I, of, of all the weird stuff that's out there right now, I'm in total support of that one. I was in support of that before these weirdos got involved in our hobby. So, uh, but Android Battle Made. So this is the point cost of the page that's going to be on. So a bunch of examples here. For Look at this. Fairy's negative 10 points. Ready to play in that game? <laughs> so you're going to have hopefully have a, a lot of... Uh, yeah, you'll have a lot of points for powers and abilities and whatnot. Right, yeah. right. Uh, I had to ask my wife what a couple of these were. Oh, no, not for these. Uh, it was for the classes. I had to ask her what a couple of them were. A giant living robot. But if you're playing a game, think of it as like you're playing a heroic game, which is, what, 50 points? You're already 20 over, so it uh, might not be the template for you. So you but You're going to have a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of bad things to, to make that uh, come up to zero. Well, you're going to have an so, Ultron so five-minute power limit. <laughs> so, so Sabrash, we talked about that at the beginning. I don't want to go over that again because it's a, it's a known issue with me in all these new gaming books, and I, and I refu- just refuse to accept it. Um, but yeah, so not everything. Some of it was added to this book. 
But race and mark defect. Now, uh, the mark defect thing, uh, I haven't looked into that more, but it seems obvious to me. If you're playing, uh, I'm using fantasy setting now, if you're playing a, a drow and you walk into a high elf city, you're, you're, you've got the mark defect. <laughs> you're, you're a marked body. You're a, you're a made man. Or the uh, opposite of that. What's that? M- made men are, are safe. Are they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then you're right, the opposite of that. I guess I've been using that term wrong. You have done edumacated me. But now one of the things here, he says uh, Android Battle Maid, right? Page 153. Well, that's where the art is for it. I'm not going to scroll to page 153 in a PDF. So we'll just find uh, that. That's where that is. So if you really want to see it it in the top middle, uh, it's it's not going to be 153, though. It's going to be a few pages off. Off. I forgot to look at what page I was on. 151. That's only a couple pages off. That's good. There you go. There's your Battle Maid. Robot battle maid right there. With the lightsaber. Ah, 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 laser sword. Sorry. Laser sword. <laughs> Great. <clears throat> well, now we just lost all advertising. <laughs> what page was I on now for that? Crap, I don't remember where that was. Let's just go to 30. 30 seemed... Okay, I can scroll down past that. All right. So, anyway, there, there's a whole bunch, 25 here, and of course, as was already mentioned, you can make up your, your own. Let's just look at a couple of them. Um, let's get one we can actually look at. I don't want to do one that's so many points. Oh, there's cause... a slime. We, we, we were just talking about reincarnated as a slime. There yeah. is a slime template on page 49. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's look at that then. Well, well, actually, no, no. I wanted to look at the door first because something okay. was mentioned. Um it says uh, read race and skill groups page 37 okay i got a note for myself to read something on page 37 ah yes 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 okay because i wanted to look at the dwarf and this is exactly why most racial templates do not have skill groups to ensure that the templates remain broadly representational of the race in other words unless an aptitude for a skill is ingrained within the entire race it is not included in the template so what does that mean to me that's a little ambiguous right there but great there's a second paragraph for example most dwarves are fine craftsmen who have honed their talents with stone and metal. Mm-hmm. If a dwarf was taken immediately after birth and placed with a family of humans in Japan and Earth, would that dwarf automatically gain the related earthworking skills by adolescence? Probably not, which is why such skill groups are not part of the dwarf race template. I would say yes, because I believe in bio, uh, was it, uh, the, the genetic uh, bioessentialism, but that's my take on it. That's not the game's take on it. So... This leaves it open. So if you want to have the traditional dwarf well, template. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on your side on this one because there are a lot of anime where, where a, uh, you know, someone was t- taken away from their family at birth and yet still grew up uh, naturally gravitating toward the, 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 uh, the skills that they would normally have learned if they had stayed with their original parentage. Or but but here's what I like about this one. This is what I like about this one compared to when we were blasting Paco a few episodes ago. Yeah. He chose not to put it in there. So you as the game master can put it in there. And I absolutely prefer that to ham fisting something in and then making me take it out because you know how players are. They won't let you take it out. Right. So I absolutely prefer this. I I think that if you're going to actually take this as a, as a consideration, this is the right way to go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, now, uh, you want to look at slimes on page 49, right? Yeah. By the way, uh, one of my comments here is, uh, well, well uh, let me go to 49 for the slime. Do, 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 look at all these. And, and again, the art's on the page. Here comes there you there go. There's a, there's a slime. 
Um, one of the, one of my notes was uh, apparently third edition put the templates at the end of the book. Yes. I wish that would have been the same for fourth edition, or at least place these templates after the discussions of attributes, customizations, and defects. Because the way that way you'll, you would understand exactly what you're looking at. Right, and that's that's what I wrote down here. The way yeah. I read the book is I want yeah. to understand what I'm looking at when I get to it. When I first looked at the templates, I had no clue what any of this meant. I like yep. the progression of understanding this, even if I don't fully grasp it. So I really wish the template section was at, still, in the, I guess, in the character creation yeah. portion, but toward the end of it. Yes, yes. This uh, always have the information af after the explanation of the of what the information means. That's that's a good deal. We here we have slimes. These intelligent drops of dense goo are typically the size of a large beach ball and the shape of a teardrop or onion. Though some unusual slimes are as small as a thimble or as large as a house. Let's look at their stats. Okay, if I'm going to be as first of all, we got the size rank minus one. So some of these in here are going to be due to the size. There you go. The defect, defect, defect. All right. Yeah. Well, how many points is this? It's zero points zero. total. Well, that's awesome comes up as nothing you you gain and lose nothing by being a slime. right so it starts with a value of two in the soul stat now we haven't got to the stats nope. yet i have no idea what that means because it's explained later sad but starts with a value of two elasticity i, I gotta be fair while i did go through the attribute section i did not read them all i i did focus a, i spent a little time on the weapons and items because they were more in depth but i didn't read them all but i'm pretty sure elasticity is plastic man mess okay we can look it up later if if you want to if you want to look all this up later. Appearance cute and slippery. Aw. <laughs> Mulligan. Do you get to re-roll a die? I don't know what that means. Maybe. I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about the reincarnated as a, as a slime uh, business. Yeah. Regeneration. So you heard it. It's going to regenerate. I did look yeah. that one up for five points. It's only level one, so I think uh, that's what I think that's five health points per minute. Or is it ten health points per minute? I don't remember off the top of my head, but it is, I mean, it is a meaningful regeneration. Uh, ranged attack, ranged defense. Uh, that's, remember, partially because of size, or is that mm -hmm. completely because of size? Special movement, balanced cat-like fast, fleet-foot slithering. So, um, this means it's got good balance. I, I, uh, I read some of these. It doesn't have the wall-bouncing one, which I actually kind of read a little bit more. There's a wall-bouncing uh, movement where you can go boing, 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 and climb up walls that way. It's a special ability. Telepath. Now, um, one of the things I want to talk about real quickly right now is you see this is one level, but it says four. Yes. Well, how could that be? Because well, it's probably specifically just talking, like, like well, communicating and not reading reading someone's thoughts, just communicating your thoughts and, and hearing thoughts that, well, no, actually, actually probably, it's, probably just it's, communicating thoughts. It says right here what, what specifically it is. But what I, what I want to talk about is the points. Why? I mean, what is this value of four? Well, this is going to be modified to your dice roll so he only has one level in it but it acts as a four a level four ability that's because this is a level three limiter can only use this tele telepathy ability with other telepaths so oh, he can't okay, okay. he can't talk to you or me and that's a pretty strong limiter that and is it, that is a pretty strong one yeah so that but the good news is is while it is limited to that it makes the dice rolls easier by three so, I, so I'm kind of glad we picked the slime on that one. It's one of the few things I picked up that I think I can talk about semi-intelligently. Um, hey, anyway, so now we got all, all the defects. So here we had stats and attributes, right? Now all the defects. Well, fragile. So I'm glad he's got regeneration. Yeah, he's going to need it. 
impaired speech. I don't know why, but okay, maybe impaired speech. Okay, impaired manipulation. Well, he doesn't have hands. Yeah, got so it. There you go. Makes sense. Magnet. I read magnet because I was like, what is that? Is he like electromagnet or something? No, it means annoying, obnoxious people. He's got stalkers. <laughs> That's what it means. He's a social magnet. He's got stalkers. So, uh, and we can go through. You can see the rest and of the all defects. This other stuff is because of the minus one size. Right. So yeah. Anyway, so anyway, that's zero points. That gives you a lot. Of, if you're doing a hundred point game, that gives you a lot of points to spend on on your attributes yeah, later you, on. Yeah, you, you can spend a hundred points on the predator ability, and there you are. You're done. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that that's 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 uh from the from the anime. It might be in here. Slide, where his his the, the predator ability was so strong, it would be a hundred points on its own because uh, what what it allowed the slime to do was to absorb another creature, eat it, and gain its powers and abilities. So uh, most are wingless and scoot barely along the ground. Scoot, scoot, scoot. <laughs> I picture, you know what I picture when I hear read scoot? I picture <laughs> the dogs when they're rubbing their ass on the floor. Okay. Um, Snow Maiden, they, again, there are a bunch of other ones here. I don't think we need to go through any more. I, I will slowly go through the rest of these just so you can kind of see, but I think it's time to move into class. Up. Oh, get this more art. Aw, it's a skeleton. Thank you for not putting a zombie in here. I hate zombies. I'm so tired of the zombie trope. I get it. You can't get away from vampires for, for anime. I, I no. get that. But I'm so sick of zombies. Skeletons. Thank you. Uh-oh. Uh, Noro says, Japanese anime industry can't make enough money out of anime itself, so it tries to make game, movie, manga, novel, so, so it's been annoying. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang oh, on. That, hang that's on, that's hang just on. Shadzar. Okay. Hang on. But, this one right here. Predator would equal the mimic attribute with duration plus six. I, I assume duration plus six makes it indefinite. How many points is that? It should be an ungodly uh, amount of points. Because right, this, Write that down. Write that down. And when we get to that section, exactly what you want, we'll look that up. All right. I don't have a damn pencil. But... Okay, ah! I'll write it down. All right, you write I always it down. Have, I always have sticky notes and stuff next to me. Oh, what is it? Mimic? You said, you said it's mimic? Yes. Uh, mimic uh, attribute with duration plus six. And Shadzar wants to know what's behind the skeleton. It looked like a, a ghost wraith of some kind. A wraith or a ghost or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got werewolves. A woolly. I don't know what a woolly is. Naturally strong tribal race of fur covered barbarians. Are you allowed to say well, that? Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's let's go back to werewolf because the, this this one's different. It has <laughs> two different templates. Both of them have two different point well, totals. Base but form. It seems like you would wolf have form. to have both because well, there's wolf form and base form. How are they differentiated? I, I'd like to know a little more about that. Uh, that I can't answer. One hundred percent cannot answer that. Uh, one theory places the origin of thousand years ago in prime world of blah blah blah. Uh, okay. Duration plus 10 is for permanent. Well, since most games cap at 6, that might be tough. But you could spend the points for it. Well, yeah, uh, but for the, if you wanted to make this for the series, it'd be plus 10 because sure. he always keeps the power. Sa uh, Saber Expert says the wolf werewolf template took me a while to understand. Uh, Ghost of Tandler, biped and quadruped. Well, well, here's the thing. Does it cost 5 points, 20 points, or 25 points? I'm, an, I'm a jerk GM, so I would say it costs 25 points. Yeah, to, to get a but, but do 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 some of these attributes and defects contradict each other so you can't have them both? 
Well, not at the same time. This is base form. This is when you're a human. Uh, go, and this Ghost would be wolf form. says biped and quadruped. Werewolf form has an alternate form, which is the wolf form. So, but how, how do you handle being a werewolf then? Is it five or is it 20? Or, or is it like Max says, you have to buy them both 25? Well, since you can combine races, maybe this would be the one legitimate time that you combine races. Yeah, maybe so. But if I'm making a character, a hundred point character, and I decide I want to be a werewolf, how much would this cost me? Level four ultimate form gives a gives a wolf form. If you if you want to uh, post what he's typing into chat so people can understand that we're not just ignoring him. Yeah. Oh, alternate form level four. That's in the base form. Uh, will form 20 points. Delay plus one. Concentration plus two. Oh, so wait a second. Wait a second. Sorry, saying the the wolf form template is built into the base form werewolf template. Uh, looks like it is here. Yeah. It says here alternate. Form level four gives 20 points to build an alternate. Oh, you have to build. Okay, so you're going to have two different parts of a character sheet, depending on what form you're in. Okay, okay. I, I right. guess what, what I'm looking okay, at is, okay, no, no, no. as I, a I game master, how would, how would, if you're, if you're making a werewolf, and I want to make sure you stay I, within I the 100 points. Okay. I think I understand. The, the give, it's giving you two options. Oh. As, as a werewolf, do you want to start off as a wolf or start Got off it. as a human? Okay. Okay. If, Got if, it. Yeah. If start off as a human, it costs a total of five points because of, because of the deficits. If you start off as a werewolf and that that can turn into a human, a wolf that can turn into a human, it you cost twenty because the the uh, deficits are not mm -hmm. as extreme as the bonuses. That, okay. That, no. That that made that. If that is correct, that makes sense to me. Uh, actually, alternate form lets you change between forms and back. But I, what I think Heathen Dog was trying to say, and I hope the the character is human, costs five points. Human is alternate form, which gives a form up to twenty points. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay, okay. I I think I finally understand. <laughs> it's 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 werewolf base form. That's what you buy. The <laughs> the the werewolf wolf form is bought with those points. Oh, okay. So this is kind of okay. Got it. Yes. It, so when okay. you change into a wolf, your your all of your attributes and mm -hmm. defects change because you're in wolf form. That's why there's two templates. Got it. Okay. That, no, that does make sense. Now, I, as somebody who's never played the game before, thank you absolutely. Thank you, Dice Kami. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, for for the uh, clarification, really do appreciate that. If you want to, well, I'm going through the next little part here. If you want to just kind of put up his segmented uh, yeah. comments. Just so people can see that. Um, Discami. 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 Okay. I always pronounce D-Y or Y's as I, but yeah, Discami. Um, oh, so you right. I had to have my wife tell me what this means. She said it means ghost. I'm like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, Japanese ghosts are the freaking worst. Yeah. All right, now we go to class templates. Now, remember, class templates will add to this. So if you were to play this, she's going to come in here. Oh, my God. Are you correcting my, my Japanese? 
on air. Oh no no no! I said I said we, you you told me what yure means. Yure. Here, come here, come here and say it in the microphone. Okay, yeah, give me the middle finger. Bye. <laughs> oh, this is why we get along so well. That's right. Put up or shut up, woman. <laughs> anyway, no, she was in the kitchen. She thought I was calling to her, uh, but. Oh. Uh, you know, you know how she always cracks your Japanese. She does it to me as well. That's oh, why. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> See, I, I pronounce everything in Japanese absolutely correctly with an American accent. There you go. Uh, but if you're to say, and I'm only looking at this one because we're going to scroll right down into uh, class. Set. So if you are medium, that's zero points. But then you take, uh, well, which says right there, your U date. Uh, that's 50 points. Well, now you add your class on to it. Well, let's just say you take adventure. That's 20 points. That 50 plus 20, that's a 70 point character. Yep. Real simple like when you're getting you need a whole lot of stuff. Yes. Um, yep. Oh, sorry. I, I forgot to. Did I... Yeah, I did. Never mind. That's still chapter three. We're not in chapter four yet. Okay. So going down here, let's go. Let's pick a couple of these that so we can look at. So, so basically, race templates are what you are, class templates are what you do. Yes, exactly. Yeah, what, and what you can combine and your learned abilities. Right. And you can okay. combine class templates. Sure. If yeah. you have enough points, you can be a general adventurer. General means general of an army, or, or, of course. Sure. Uh, yeah. You can be a magical girl or boy. Doesn't matter. I, do, I am not offended by it saying magical girl. I could still play one. <laughs> martial magical artist. Magical girl, martial artist. You can do it if you have 120 points. Yes. Well, plus whatever. Well, no, if you're uh, just a regular human, a zero point. Whatever. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. So, anywho, uh, we're going to go through these pretty quickly. Uh, is there any that kind of interest you here? Let me scroll up. Is there any that interest you? You like the slime before. Any of these interest you? Um, I want to try to, I want to try to see a dumb one. How about idle? That's page 61. <laughs> dumb one. Okay. That's like a rocker from uh, uh, yeah, Shadowrun. Yeah, exactly. From Shadowrun. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's the drawing of the of the rocker of the idol. The idol is a celebrity on the on the way up, commanding the adoration of possibly millions of fans. The idol might be a singer, model, actor, or news announcer. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. Today on the news, <laughs> idols do not have to be normal humans either. This template can be combined with other templates for a more unusual character. I, yeah, I say probably true. Oh, an idol martial artist. A magical idol is the alter ego of pure-hearted preteen girls who have the power to transform into glamorous teenage Instagram stars. Got it. Got it. Move on. Well, hey, to be fair, the the creator of of the game, uh, I think, started this, or at least uh, I don't I don't want to misrepresent this, but basically started all this based on a Sailor Moon template, like okay. first first edition, way back in the day. All right. So yeah, I don't know anything about Sailor Moon. I know some people tried to watch it in uh, in my apartment, and I used to get upset. <laughs> well wait the attributes millions of assistants oh. that only cost uh, no, six no. points oh minions no, no, min minions millions. I'm sorry. minions assistance six points features appearance two famous perfect pitch okay inspire uh business skill a lot of idols i disagree with that part because a lot of well, the skill can't. groups skill groups and we'll have to talk about skill groups a little later skill groups act a little differently okay occupation it's entertainer like and wealth 12 points that better be a lot of goddamn money <laughs> be a lot of money <laughs> and let, let's be fair you're trying to play a character that's useful not just a a, a, a dumb instagram model so i'm okay with this <laughs> okay sure but the thing is uh you're useful with this wealth 12 
probably you, you really should be well, useful if you're spending 12 points on wealth you you, you should be useful level four at least getting to where everyone else has to go i mean i'm not saying you're you know bruce wayne rich but this is this is going to make up for all your fragile hounded inept attack inept defense reduced damage just throw money at it problems go away <laughs> man or arm i can't read that that far Oh, an idol with perfect picture is fiction for sure. Yeah, auto tune for the win. That's what it is. <laughs> there isn't enough auto tune out there for me. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but uh, you've got the templates: a master thief, mecha pilot, martial artist. Oh, I passed that one already. Yeah, Magical. 62. There it is. This, this wasn't needed. Guy, guys should still know they can play it. Otherwise, they're weird. Fair. Uh, ninja. Look at all those points. What I liked about this ninja build, because I did look at it, is artistic, street. It kind of went to the actual theme of ninjas. Okay, never mind. Didn't just say mind. I could fight. What's up? Wealth, Wealth four equals ten million. Equals 10, 10 million bucks. Okay, like I said, not Bruce Wayne rich, but ten million dollars buys away. Like what? You can't even shoot a gun. Yeah, but I got ten million dollars. Eh, you're hired. I, I, I could buy a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pet Monster Trainer. Here you go. You could play the Monster Trainer with yeah, your slime, slime Companion. Pokemon. That's what it is. It's Ash. Look. It's new Ash. <laughs> I wish I knew what he was talking about. But Pokemon? The, the main character, Ash and Pikachu, is his pet Pokemon? They do. Okay. Never mind. Carry on then. I had to ask my wife what this meant. Sen uh, meant Sentai member. Now that I understand it, it's like the Voltron team or Power Rangers or whatever. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, okay, didn't know that word, but uh, so I asked her what that was. But what I liked about it, when I looked at this stuff, because like, this seems a little weird. No, I love the fact that if you were making the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because you know yep. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other strangeness from Palladium Books, too bad it's out of print. Um, this is awesome. Environment, near teammates. So you get attack mastery when you're near your teammates. That's why it's elevated one level, because it's a limiter. Right. Defense mm -hmm. mastery, but... Only when, well, yeah, only when near teammates. Right. Pool of shared mecha equipment, 20 points. Again, near teammates. Focus spelled the Kanadistanian way. Uh, <laughs> mulligan, I gotta look that mulligan up. Six cents. I mean, again, danger to teammates. I really liked how this was built up. I, I did. I was like, okay. Now that when she said, because uh, she said Power Rangers. I was like, I don't watch Power Rangers, but I get it. So I mentioned Voltron, and she's like, okay, yeah, sure, same thing. Got it. Okay. Shadow Warrior. Shh, the shadow knows. You can, <laughs> you can play a student. Yep. I don't know this why, is why to, This is why I don't like anime. <laughs> I shouldn't say I don't like anime. <laughs> this is why I, I have a hard time getting into anime. The, the, you know, the, the crux of anime for me is that it's all teenagers. I hate Wesley Crusher. I understand, but I, I, I don't like the theme. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get it. I get it. But, but this student template has a special portion oh. in it. And it's, it's everywhere. The last Let's part, be... the very last part in the attributes, unknown power. Oh. You well, get we'll have 30 points of an unknown power later on, which means as the story progresses, you become useful because well, as a little, student right now, this, you are let's, not let's look it up. We'll look it up. We'll find out what it is when we when we get to answers. You're probably right. I, I don't know because I didn't look up on... Ichigo, exactly right. Ichigo in episode one of Bleach was just a student 
and he uh well he had the ability to, to to see ghosts he couldn't touch him couldn't do anything with him he could just see him and talk to him and that's it that that was all of his powers but he had the unknown power of like a hundred points when when at, at the end of the episode he he absorbed the powers of a soul reaper and, be, and became a soul reaper so he's but he started off <laughs> as a student for all their normalty students seem surrounded by a special aura of oddness yeah thanks thanks you just called me out <laughs> that was, uh, Ichigo is a strawberry, yes. And I I Ichigo was named, again, anime naming because his hair is oh, like Oh, that is like awesome. Hair color. What, Warder? No. Well, I put it on the screen. Oh, no, not that one. How did I not get the right... Oh, because I had to scroll down. Boom. So the Game Master... Now, of course, you don't want to do this to, to mess over yeah. the character at all. Oh, no, you don't. Or, you don't or the, you the player. The but this is good. This is yes, good. I like, I like that. I, yes. Yep. It, it has the player and the game master working more in collaboration. I, I like that. That that's Actually, that's a thumbs it, up. It's not even collaboration. It's not even collaboration. Th this this is the best kind of role playing that I like. It takes all it rips agency away from the idiot player. Right? <laughs> oh, great. Now we're getting it into away that. from from uh agency in the hands of a player is is like the hope diamond in the hands of a squirrel it's me if you wish to see more about this heathen dog has a rant video out there about agency <laughs> i do and if you want to see it you can subscribe there you go i can't say no. i fully agree with them but <laughs> but uh no with no, the you you entice the player to voluntarily give up his or her agency with a plus 50 percent power bonus later on it's a great bribe and i'm all about bribes as a, as a game master so this is it works out fine works out <laughs> works out great i love this i Last love it. said wesley crusher was a good character written poorly i don't like any of the kids no, i didn't no, like nog no. i didn't like alexander i don't like kids well let me rephrase it alexander acted as a kid so that wasn't such a bad thing that was a that was a foil for Worf. i don't like kids uh, with the exception of ender's game itself because that's the entire premise of the of the book or the movie later. I do not like the idiot savant kids. I can't stand them. I didn't like Wesley Crusher as a teenager. And certainly knowing who Will Wheaton is now, I can't stand him even more. But let's move on to chapter four. Are we ready to talk about stats? Yes, we are. And it's not it's not uh, strength. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> stats, short for statistics, are yep. numerical assignments that reflect your character's basic capabilities, known as attributes in every other game. With the higher stat values indicating an advanced level of accomplishment or achievement. More than any other values in Besom, stats are a measure of your character's core competency and provide the foundation upon which everything else is built. Dice rolls are compared to your stats when you want your character to perform challenging tasks in Besom to help determine if the attempt was successful or not. Bessem uses three stats. You know, I thought I, when I was playing the Year Zero engine, four stats was like the lowest I'd ever... Don't hit the microphone. Oh, uh, was the lowest I'd ever played before. But now we're down to three. At least it's not Fate Core. Bessem uses three stats to represent your character's abilities. Body, mind, and soul. And before we move on, I'm just going to tell you, uh, in the little bit that I looked over this in, in terms of rolling dice, I, it seems to work out really well. I tend to be the guy that wants 15 stats. Not, not three. But this, in the little bit that I rolled, I was like, this actually works. And, and it fits the theme of the game at the same time. So I, I couldn't complain about it. I wanted to, but I couldn't. 
You may use some or all of your remaining character points when assigning stat values to your character, and then add these values to any that were included in their assigned race or class templates. I just said they. Ugh. Made my brain explode. So there are three. Body stats, mind stats, and soul stats. So I'm going to look at my notes because I can do this quicker than reading this because we, you know, we've already been doing this for what, an hour or so? Um, actually, hour and a half. Jeez. <clears throat> all things physical. Body, all things physical. It's your strength, your dexterity, your constitution, etc. Yep. Mind, all things mental. It's your perception, your IQ, your wisdom, your MA, your ME. Yeah, I threw a little palladium in there for you. Drink. And... No, that's you. It's me. Hey, it doesn't matter. Say, if it comes no, up in stream. You yeah, say drink. palladium, people drink. If I say earth dawn, people drink. Fine. Palladium. <laughs> there. <laughs> now drink. Um, and then soul is all things spiritual. I think it goes a little bit beyond spiritual. I think it's all things that just aren't encapsulated by anything else, yeah, which yeah. is your karma, luck, luck willpower. power, determination, spirit, yeah. psychic ability, yeah. empathy, unity with nature. It says it right there. Yeah. So, uh, and, and they break down even more. Super strength for strength aspect, resilience uh, for immune system. Uh, these are attributes, by the way. We'll get to later. Um, but so you can actually say, well, I've got a body of four or we'll say a body of six. But man, I really want to be even stronger than that. I don't care if all my other stats, you know, willpower or not willpower, you know, dexterity, constitution stays at that six level. Man, I just want to be super strong. Well, you can take super strength. So there are attributes that will help you modify a specific aspect of the body stat. So don't think of the tri-stat system as, as overly limiting, like, oh, so I have to have a high you know, uh, um, endurance along with a high strength. What if I want my character to be immune to everything, but just not super strong? Well, then you can take resilient. Make sense? Sure. Same thing for mind. Same thing for a uh, well, mulligan is for a luck aspect. Okay, so getting a little closer on that one. So, reading stat values. Um, what did I have for notes? Uh, so, my notes are, so normal human stats are four. And uh, your starting character points, 22, are used to purchase your stats. Stats cost two character points per each level. So, if you go from zero to one, that costs two points. You go from, you know, one to two, costs two more points for a total of four points. You, you see how that's going. Yeah. Most characters should have values of at least four in each stat. That is human, human average. So, you know, once you start playing the heroic games, you're going to get fives and sixes. Remember, you still have the, um, did I write it in here? I did not. Uh, what, what's, what's that chart called that we read right at the beginning? The, the benchmarks. You still have the benchmarks that I would use personally. Let's say, okay, you know, we're playing this type of game. No stat can go higher than six. Right. So stats above 12 are not recommended. That's when you get into crazy talk. Yeah. Dragon here Ball we go. Super. It's Dragon Ball Supers. Um, point cost is two times the stat. If each body, mind, soul are all fours, that's 24 points. Okay, so I, I put an example there for, in my notes, which is if you add all fours, that's going to be eight points, right? And there are three stats, so that's going to be 24 total points to make uh, a character completely average. So, oh, there it is right there, eight points. Yep, yep, eight points, eight times three, 24, yep, there it is. Zoom, zoom, zoom. And let's look at some more awesome art. I want this artist to do my game. There it is. Shillin, 14. Okay, uh, that's really it for stats. Uh, do, 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 do. I had a couple more notes here. Some attributes can raise specific elements. We talked about that. Right, like yeah, super strength. Yeah. And yeah, shortcoming. Uh, hmm? Stats, stats seem, seem to be made uh, purposefully simple. Yes. 
and all encompassing. This is how you raise them. This is how you lower them, but they're, they're not the most important thing. It's, it's like a soup. This is, that's the stock. It's the, fr it's the framework right now. The attributes is what yeah. you put into the soup to make it good. You want a meaty soup, you get super strength attribute. You want to, you want, you want a hearty soup. You get, you get armor attribute, whatever, you know, like it, it, it'll, it'll base off of your stat, but it'll, it'll, but then that'll make it go that much higher. So there you go. So uh, for, the, the, op for, the opposite of attributes are shortcoming defects. I did have a note for that. And, and right. But uh, we'll, we'll get to those specifically more later. All right. So add attributes. The three stats from chapter four represent your character's baseline abilities. More specialized aspect of your characters are known as attributes. And once I started reading this and I watched those videos from Mark McKinnon, uh, I started to get this a little bit more. Like I said, it was this word that was throwing me off at first. It was just driving me crazy. Uh, but which can represent innate talents, learned skills, racial traits, magical spells, psychic abilities, superpowers, technological enhancements. More. Honestly, I, I'm just telling you, I, I get it. It was like this from first edition. So, of course, you're not going to make a change if it's like this from first edition. But I really wish these would have been called traits. Which have been attributes and traits, not, not stats and attributes. But... That's just a, that's a quibble. That's not, that's not a, a knock, I guess. Uh, attributes can also be added to equipment known as items, which we'll, we'll not look at, but we're not going to get into, but we'll look at. Or entities known as companions, also weapons. Um, the amount of flexibility and customization provided by attributes is immense. You will probably spend more time pouring over the attribute options, yes, for your character than at any other stage of character creation. Take your time and communicate frequently with your game master if you have any questions about how specific attributes will work in your upcoming game, or if the game master has any suggestions to help guide your character development. I, again, that goes back to that session zero. I, I love how this game focuses on the fact that it's a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. At okay. least in the beginning. Well, right. Well, yeah, and the, well, even then it says attack the characters, not the player. <laughs> so attribute levels. Um, Let's uh, let's just uh, scroll down here. Uh, let's see. Attributes of traits, power, skills, talents. For the record, I already did that. Uh, again, typically the max is six for most games. If you want to go above six, talk to your game master. Uh, a lot of them go in here, like when there are charts and so forth, go up to ten. But that would be for the really super powered games and so yeah, forth. Yeah, that'd be like your your you know normal. Wait, wait. The attribute level going to ten? Well, it, they'll they'll show in here some of the the. Um, can I scroll? Well. When we get to them, some of them will show, like, this only shows to six. Some will show up to ten. Uh, but mm -hmm. six is really considered, like, the natural maximum. Okay. And Un as you can see... Until you get into the mythical, godlike, whatever sure. type game. Or the game master might still say six, just pick new, new attributes. I don't know. Um, I would have to play it. Uh, it tells me I'm supposed to read something. That is way farther down the... So enhancements improve upon an attribute... Remember, we talked about that with the numbers in parentheses. Yeah. So enhancements improve an attribute, but lower the effective level. What that means is now your ability, your attribute is more powerful. It can do more things. It's got a, like a penetrating value. It protects from more damage or, or whatever it happens to be, but your role is going to be harder because of it. The flip side of that are the limiters. The limiters say, well... There's a limitation on this ability. You can only use it on Tuesdays when, you know, there's a blue moon. That's it. Can't do it any other way. And, and, and uh, Mercury is in conjunction. Because that we all be, love that. That, that. that power should be immensely great 
Right. If you can only use it once every 12 years. <laughs> right. Uh, th- that, that's exactly what it means. Your number for that is going gonna, is gonna to skyrocket because you can only use it at that time. So that's the benefit. So if you want to put limitations on your ability, it actually makes your rolls a little easier because sure. it has the limitations. Some of the limitations are it drains power, uh, like mana or, or bullets and so forth. But we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll look at some of those in a little bit. Um, Which so I'm, I'm familiar with, with heroes and champions, you know, charges and, mm-hmm. and endurance cost and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, and my notes, when we get towards the end, after I do the page 120 thing, I actually have, I, I mentioned RKAs in here. <laughs> here are the, uh, yeah, here are the ones given in the book. And if my understanding is proper, the, uh, the extras book will have even more. If you want to check out that Kickstarter. Here, let me put that link into chat again. Absorption. So five points per level. So what does that mean? For every level you want to give that, it's going to cost you five character points. Uh, I hope it's worth it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not, not going to read, but it says uh, you know up to five damage is absorbed. Well, you know that you just soaked five damage, so it probably is worth it. Limiters hands to adjust the overall power level of the attribute rather than the oh, which is usually based on. Oh, okay. So I read that wrong. So I thought it was I thought it was part of the die roll. No, no. The well, from what I'm looking at here, absorption. You just it's, it's not it doesn't roll anything. Well, I mean, the relevant right. stat is body, but where are some? Um, it just has an effect. Okay. Um, okay. Again, as not playing the game, I, when I when I was doing my test rolls, I, I thought I'd rolled some that said okay that this is. So if one says two in parentheses four, and is based on the mindset, because some of these are based on stats like body. Right. Not not all of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, absorption, as, as the example we just used, it said relevant stat was body. Right. Now, relevant doesn't mean based on. It just means that's, you know, it, 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 it doesn't seem like there's a role for anything. It, whatever level you have is whatever damage you absorb. Okay. Uh, I mean, he says uh, changes the effective level. I thought I understood that, but apparently I did not. Few attributes do modify dice rolls, but not most. Ah, okay, 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 okay. See, there you go. Got it. Got it. Got it. Then, so then, uh, what what made you want to link them to a relevant stat? Like, for for example, capacity, relevant stat, nothing. I mean, if 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 it if it's not a roll or 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 the the stat does not have an effect on on the attribute, why have it be relevant? Well. So like capacity, well, capacity right here, it tells what it does. Yeah. So it can, ca- can carry up to 10 tons or 50 plus, you know. Sure, or 50 sure. People. But uh, absorption, which is relevant based uh, off of relevant status well, body, but this it also this... just tells you what it does. Right. Well, so, some of them, I, I guess the ones that I looked at actually didn't. So, and, and we'll, we'll get to those. Or okay. I was reading it wrong. Maybe I was looking at the next chapter also where it goes into customization. I may okay. have been testing it out there. Um. But but I get I get what I get what he's saying now I, I really do so um, hang on relevance that is used when the GM decides that a dice roll is needed most of the time the dice rolls are not needed that, that, a player just does what the attribute indicates okay yeah. so it's it's uh it's mainly for for the GM to uh, arbitrate some kind of special situation so Discami I really appreciate you being here and clarifying this <laughs> absolutely think oppositional roles like mind control okay. Um, well, uh, cognition, I don't want to go through all of these again. We've been doing this for (laughs) 
hour and 45 minutes. Uh, and we have two more chapters to go through. Now, to be fair, the next couple of chapters are, are this is the longest chapter. But combat technique, blind fighting. The character can fight hand-to-hand in poor light or absolute darkness. Sure. Just as effectively as under normal conditions. Okay. So you take combat technique, blind fighting, and you can put uh, levels into that. Uh, weapons encyclopedia now. Okay. Oh, uh, the oh character- connected. See, connected for beyond level six, a good example. It's connected. Here we go. So one point per level uses soul, right? So yep. beyond level the six. The relevant status oh. soul. It may not use it. We don't know that yet. Okay, I don't. So I don't see anything here. Just, just I, I'm going to scroll back up for just a second. Oh wait, uh, provincial authority. Oh no, I did read this. Actually, I have this in my notes to look. At. <laughs> this is what I was going to look at. So that's awesome. Um, so if you look at level six, provincial authority examples include senior vice president of a corporation, U.S. senator, etc. Level ten, extra planetary authority. Those rulers of a multi-world nation whose boundaries extend. Extend to other planets or even yeah. other dimensions. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be a hard game. <laughs> when you can, cl- when you, can uh, you know, call on that kind of uh, authority. Backing. And, yeah. Uh, and, and the organizations, which we'll look at in the green thing in just a moment here, should not be assigned to select an organization, will not have meaningful impact on the game, and only makes appearances infrequently. I probably wouldn't let too many people take no. high levels of this. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But... These are the anime multiverse, which is like the, the default universe of the game. But I like this right here. So great power counts as two enhancements. The organization to which the character is connected has an important... And the reason I like this is because I like the clarification at the end of this paragraph. Yep. The organization to which the character is connected has an important and diverse role within the game setting and provides the character with much larger advantages than one with only moderate power. For example, a criminal organization like the Yakuza could be considered to have great power in a modern-day urban Japan setting, but merely a moderate power in a game about mystical demonologists. So hey. would, would the cost would be less uh, change depending on, on the, the, the reach and scope? Yes. Okay, so, so, so this game might be a level 5, and the other game might be a level 2. Okay, great. That makes perfect sense. What I like is is that, to me, that paragraph was once again explaining that this game is for all genres. So what you pick might not be perfect for this genre, but is for another one, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It might not work in another genre, but works perfect. A magical academy. I mean, you know, something like that. If you're playing a futuristic sci-fi Voltron game, uh, a magical academy probably isn't going to mean much, right? No, no, it's not going to mean squat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cost is the same. It's just it might be a different. Uh, it might be a, a level six versus a level three. Like in in my world, the yakuza is a level three. Where in Heathen Dog's world, it's level five. And if I'm wrong there, I quit. I'm out. Because <laughs> that's how I understand it. Um, again, some awesome art connected to student council in high school anime might be yes, right, absolutely, yep, right. Right. But if, if you're saying that the cost is the same, like, for example, I am, I am, uh, the, I am a, a member of Voltron and I happen to still have, uh, a, a connection to my, to my old high school student council. Well, that means basically, but in my life right now, but I, I still bought it. That should not cost me the same points as if no, I no, was no. still in high school. It counts as enhancements. 
Yes. Which we haven't talked about really yet. Oh, but it, okay. So, so it counts as enhancements. I'm sorry. I, and I just realized I didn't mention that earlier. Okay. That, that was my fault. I did not mention that. Attribute effectiveness is reduced by two levels. It counts as uh, two enhancements. And I, and I enhancements apologize. Enhancements adjust the effective yes. level down. Right. Okay. Yes. So, okay that that good, was good. my fault for not mentioning that earlier. Okay. I was thinking it, but didn't say it. So. All right. Good so, enough. So cost per level is always the same. Enhancements adjust the effective level down. Right. That's the thing we, we got to get used to with the whole enhancements and limiters thing. Right. And, and my fault, this guy's fault. Somebody's going to clip that because I never claim fault. Um, all right. <laughs> the thing is, is when you scribble this stuff on paper, it is much easier to see than talking about it when you haven't played the game before. Uh, again, some awesome art. I like that. I like is that. Yep. Whoever that shilling guy is, I'm, I'm going to pay for some art. Do, 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 do. Oh, oh, I wanted to look at items. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the items. See, this is when I think of anime, this is what I think of, and this doesn't make. I'm sure, like, my wife will probably be like, that's cute. I'm like, yeah. Example of features. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, crap. Do we want to talk about features? I don't know if I'm qualified to talk about features. But you can have secondary abilities that grant useful but minor advantages. Yeah, Noro says it's cute. <laughs> See? Told you. Uh, you can be ambidextrous. You can have animal, animal empathy. Uh, you can have gills. You can breathe underwater. So you can add features to your character. You can have a smartphone. I'm hey. guessing that's kind of like a smartphone that can't be taken away from you. Otherwise, sure. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there was an anime where an anime an, an anime where uh, a, a guy was accidentally killed by God and, and God put him in another world uh, as recompense because you wasn't supposed to die. But uh, the kid said, hey, can I take my smartphone? He said, yeah, sure. And uh, the, the smartphone never loses charges, and but, but it can use all the GPS functions and everything again back in the real world, even though now he's in a fantasy world. So I imagine it would be something like that. If you bought it with points, ju ju just like in a lot of games, like, like Champions or Hero, if you, if you buy something with points and then the, like, like a gun and someone takes it away from you or destroys it, that's a D-bag move. You don't do well, that. We'll, we'll talk about uh, some of that with the difference between items and weapons in this one, which is very similar to like how Hero System has, uh, you know, your range killing attack. And I can't remember all the modifiers that it's called in the Hero System, but like this one can be taken away from me because it is a gun. Right. Uh, this one cannot be taken away from me because it is ingrained. Like it is a, my arm is the gun. You know, something to to that degree. Because um, yeah, yeah. this a, game has the same. It's, a, it's an OAF, uh, an, an obvious accessible focus. There which, you go. Which, which means that it's obvious that your power is based on this gun because you have a gun shooting people, and it is accessible because you're holding it. Someone can take it away, and it's a focus because without it, you no longer have the power. Right, right, and and that's how that's how uh, items and weapons work here. A weapon is anything. That's your range killing attack. That's so your. So yeah, that, that's the one you bought with points. No one can take away from you. You have it. You, you can summon it from your right. soul or wherever. And Whether you're a robot with, like again, with, with the arm that just right. shoots or you've got a magical spell or a dragon breath weapon, you know, whatever. Yeah. On the other hand, an item, which you still put enhancements and so forth on, or limiters, like it takes ammunition, so on and so forth. Sure. Um, those are the, the, those are the obvious successful for, uh, focus, foci. Uh, they can be taken away from you. When you're, you're when you're bound uh when you're bound up and uh, take away your weapons and so forth that's taken that's gone bye 
Now, I'm, I'm assuming that it's like uh, Hero where after that scene or that adventure is over, you get it back. You, you can get it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Discami said that, that there is a point protection rule to where if you spend points on it, you don't lose yeah. it forever. Type, and, type and, I, and, and I'm guessing, I mean, do, do we want to look? I mean, we can look at what. Uh, okay. So do we have other items? Nope, just goes down items there. Items are at a 50% about. cost benefit because that reason, specifically for that reason, because they can be taken away. Do, 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 smaller items. What is this? Two extra levels of this feature should be assigned to small mecha. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I thought, okay. So, yeah, I, 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 I get the point protection thing. I was hoping that I'd actually see an example here, but I'm not seeing it, and I don't want to read it word for word right now. Uh, oh, here we go. If you have a water speed or ubiquitous given size function, Jim should take care not to make individual features too important, of course. Features so useful that every character needs to thrive and survive, then it shouldn't be just a feature. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. that, that, then it would be an actual full-on attribute. Uh, example features for partial list. Okay, that is a partial list. Personal feature, racial features, features, appearance, technology. These are usually assigned to robots, androids, cyborgs, or embodied in items such as vehicles or handheld gadgets, your smartphone. Examples include modern phone, personal computer, radar detector, toolkit. Most technological gear can be represented as a single feature with no other attributes, though trivial or common features need not be assigned because, come on, it's part of it. Yeah, if it's just a regular smartphone or a regular watch or whatever, then it doesn't have any special features. It's just a, a thing. That makes sense. So you, you'd want your medic to have, you know, a medical kit. Sure. So, oh, he's got one available. Okay. Um, anyway, so let's look at flight. I want to look at flight for a moment here because, you know, it's three points per level. Character with flight can fly through an atmosphere. That's why it's called flight, not space travel, right? The sure. method used to achieve flight can vary. Remember, this game is just saying you can fly. How you choose to do it, Silver Surfer, Wings, whatever, that's on your description. But there are limiters. Well, the flyer can only become airborne if launched from a high place, like a tree or a rooftop, like a flying squirrel, or from a fast-moving vehicle, like uh, the X-15. Yeah. Sh Shadzar has a, has a world-breaking question. Uh -oh. I just want to know if characters can create their own dimensions as a power, like uh, the captain's power in Black Clover, or unlimited blade works in in or in Fate Stay Night, or uh, Fire Force Show creates his own pocket dimension. Yeah, I think we've gone beyond regular campaign. We're in mythic and godlike and stuff like that. When when uh, when you you can create your own your own pocket dimension around an enemy to to attack him with the universe. So uh, yeah. Uh, probably not in every game, buddy. So force fields are kind of interesting. Blocks incorporate. Uh, there's where's, where's the one? Uh, field penetrating, offensive, regenerating. Oh, was it not force field? Oh, both directions. Here we go. <laughs> Limiter, both directions. Force field blocks attacks moving in any direction, both inward and outward. <laughs> Boom! Can't hit me. Boom! Ow! Hit myself. I'll stop my force field. I don't know, that's how I visualized that one. But it is a, a limiter, again, which uh, affects your overall, uh, what, what's the term I'm supposed to use? Level? There we go. Gear versus item. When determining whether an object should best be classified as a piece of gear, instead of an item, sorry, I should say that I'm there, in gear. Consider whether a reasonably connected individual would legally purchase the object with a modest amount of money. If the answer is yes, the object can be considered gear. If no, because the item is illegal, beyond normal available technology, or too expensive for casual pur 
purchase, then the object should be considered uh, acquired through the item attribute instead. Healing. I'm, I'm spending a little bit more time oh, wait, here no, than, there, than I wanted mulligan. to spend. There's Mulligan. Oh, you yeah. You want, want to look up Mulligan. It's on page uh, 109. 109? Okay. Oh, always want to stop at the art. Yep, you're in the middle of a, of a post-apocalyptic wasteland. And uh, yeah, cello. Good plan. <laughs> oh, more art. Oh, this is a two-pager. Yep. Oh, oh, a man fighting woman. Uh-oh, nope, nope. Is it? In, in problematic. Problematic. Problematic art. Oop. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm the one that's supposed to get everybody mad, not you. <laughs> uh, where is Molly? Oh, 109, Mimic, 109. Mimic is kind of neat, by the way. It's um, another one that I That was what we were at. talking about, Mimic, uh, Mimic level 10. Yes. Like, oh. Made it, made so it permanent, Mimic. which is all I care about. So uh, Mimic, all power. So Mimic, character contemporarily Mimic one attribute or stat of any hmm. single touch character. What is it you wanted to do? You wanted to, because I just wrote down. Uh, That's the reincarnate as a slime power, Predator. But he, uh, as as a as a limiter, I suppose it would be you. You would have to actually consume the person to get to get this power. So, well, you mimic requires an attack to action to use. If the user is an unwilling target, it requires a successful attack roll, which we'll yeah. get to next week. That won't be today. We're just looking at character stuff. Um, okay, you said a one hundred nine. Yep. Page is at one hundred nine. Oh, Mulligan. A character possessing oh. the Mulligan attribute may have. Powerful forces acting as its guardian, which can beneficially influence the outcome of important events. Alternatively, the character may be really lucky, have great karma, or perhaps can subtly influence his or her surroundings with thought alone. This relationship with fortune is represented through the re-rolling of undesirable... Okay, that's that's what I thought. That's, that's exactly what... what it means. Yeah, it's... There yeah. you go. Okay. And then between and here's the levels. Level one, you can re-roll all dice two times. That's powerful per game session. Level two is four. Oh my god, I don't know about this power. All dice know. are rolled when using a mulligan, whether that's two dice. Well, how many points is well, it's only one point per level, too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's really strong. Well, well, well guess hold, what? Hold on, hold on student, a second. Student gets it at level three. You're you're playing a story-based game, right? This is okay. more of a story-based game. Sure. I don't want to say that you just you obviously out of the gate just want the the characters to win everything, but you want to give them that that luck factor that hey, you're the player characters, you're the ones that are supposed to win this. You know what? Things are going south for you right now and now it's the time for you to be a hero or for that karma to kick in. I Look, re-roll all dice 12 times each game session, I don't think I would allow that. Yeah, lo but level like, 6 on this thing is crazy. That, as a matter of fact, if 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 I were to play it, I'm sorry, if, if, if I were to run this game, I would change this in one significant way. Instead of two per level, it's one per level. So Saber Expert said Mulligan is something that people call those being too powerful. Yes, I, I understand. I, was... I get it. Just reading it. I haven't even tried to play it yet. Oh my god. Have the amount. Lost Ogre, that's exactly right. I, I would change it instead of two per level, one per level. You get level one, you get you get one reroll per game session. Level two, you get two. I have not per game played session. this, so I can't say what the actual 
what the actual result would that be but right. yes exactly it 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 may you may have to do it like one one two two three three or one one two two three four you could you might have to change it like that because this oh. seems <laughs> game breakingly powerful well there we go i think that's going to be a segment As three a discussion designer, i would never take mulligan because it's too limiting too limiting well one well, let, let's be fair level for all this power a lot of stuff in this game isn't decided by dice rolls. This is a game that focuses a little bit more on story and, and comes out and tells you you don't have to roll that's, for every little thing. That's fair. That's fair. And uh, and uh, a lot of these uh, a lot of these attributes, like like we all found out, uh, may have a relevant stat, but are not rolled or directly True. based on that stat. Yep. So there you go. I get that. I get it. I would have I would right. have to see it in play. I could tell you though, first character I ever made will probably have this just because we'll I have to see level it. one or two. At level one at least. I mean, I'm gonna drop a point. I'm gonna drop a point to get two re-rolls per game session. That is really a no-brainer. Look, this is what I love about this. You, you, you know I have issues with some of the language in this book. And again, I don't know if that's because Canada enforces compulsory speakers. You know, but outside of that, in listening to the videos and in seeing comments like this i love it because do you know how many people right now are trying to remove mind control from a game because you're taking away player agency i love the fact that he, the designer's like this is what i'm gonna take <laughs> i love it no 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 here's the here's the problem with that though uh as as an example earlier in chat you said mind control is a resisted role so if you have if you have 10 re-rolls and they only put five points into mind control. That's only level one. You've got 10 rerolls to resist that. In all likelihood, that that five points is going to be wasted because you can't be mind controlled by that person. Well, I, I think that depends on on what class, <clears throat> excuse me, what class you take the two. I don't think that's going to be true across the board. Well, no, but he it was it was level one of mind control is five points. Let 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 let's say you have, yeah, I, control, you have uh, I control the friend instead. <laughs> yeah, you, you have you have a six. You 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 have you have a, a six in uh, in uh, soul, or is it is it mind or soul? Whatever the stat is. So that, that that equals to a seven. Great, but I have ten re rolls, and it's resisted, which means I'm probably going to resist at, at before my rolls are gone. So I think this is one of those those uh, attributes. I don't want to say the weeds out that that's being too negative, but uh, that stumps new players because you and I are looking at this like, oh, yeah, oh, I want this. But once you start playing, you're like, wait a second, I could just do things differently and not have to worry about this in the first place. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And, you know, Discami says, uh, you know, for five points, you can acquire level five features and get 26 to 50 features. True enough. But burning one point into into Mulligan, I'm I'm never gonna lose sleep over that over that amazing amazing backup utility. For never. for one point, yeah, you know, again, I'd have to see I'd have to see how it plays. But no, I yeah. <laughs> this might be one of those gotchas. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be. Like ultimate gamers will put more value on on dice rolls. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get, but I I see your point. Just reading the book without even playing it. I see your point because you the because the attributes aren't aren't rolled. Most of them are not rolled unless they're unless they're resisted. They just work and they I work. I think this is the winning comment. Level. That that's the winning comment. Yeah, I think that you but you both are saying strength. that exactly. Yes, not not burning one point 
for for this amazing back pocket utility is is a is a bonehead move bonehead move and in case you didn't catch it uh iron man uh the answer is yes at least according to what i read here yeah you can you can re-roll a particular failure what uh the player may choose to use the original roll or any any of the re-rolls so that i mean a character I'll you have to character. re-roll all the dice for that roll uh, it says that number dictates number of dice can be re-rolled in a single place i should doesn't say anything about you can't re-roll the same ability multiple times. No, it does not. You can re-roll this the same roll over and over and over again up until you reach your max per session limit. Yeah. And you get to re-roll all the dice every I mean, to time. be fair, this last sentence, you know, or last phrase, <laughs> like, oh, the GM can alter this time frame. As desired. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's move on. We've been, we've been, wow. Yeah, a long yeah. time at this. And Mulligan was a, was a landmine. No, it's good. No, I, I absolutely appreciate it. Uh, Kami being here, and as he said, the creator of the game. So I'm assuming oh, that's crap, Mark, Mark, Mark McKinnon. God damn it! God. Um, thank you. I really mean that. Thank you for being here. Pocket, pocket dimension, right there. There it is. There We're just talking about that. We can make our own pocket dimension. Tiny, small, moderately sized, building size, neighborhood, city size. God damn it! And uh, by the way, your your videos on how to make a character. <laughs> they got me to the point that I even got to now uh, to to talk about this game. So they were very helpful. Very good videos. All right. I, one heathen zero. Yep, that's true. I'm going to scroll down. There's something I wanted to read on page 120. Gaming with skill groups. Oh, yeah, because skill groups are... That's still something I don't fully understand. And that's one of those things that I think I would have to just handle in play with a good game master. Um so including skill groups in Bessem 4th edition is a shift from previous editions that use detailed specific skill lists instead of groups. There are numerous advantages to these collections of related skills, though several problems may arise as well that require the GM and player consideration, including skill overlap and interpretation. Overlap and broad applications. The open-ended nature of the skill groups could encourage justifying that a specific activity falls under the realm of nearly any group. For example, extracting information from a street thug could be rationalized under occupation. I'm a bounty hunter and deal with such things regularly mm. under business. I'll make a deal with them, selling them on the virtues of working with us. Social. I'm going to talk with people and I'll convince them through rhetoric. I love the word rhetoric. I praise. <laughs> like, I will convince you. Be saved. Sorry. <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, street. I'll speak. Oh, I'll speak. Yo, 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 I'll speak as gang language and sure he understands consequences nope, of silence. Nope, nope. <laughs> problematic speech. Problematic speech. Oh, Cancelled. Get out. I'm the one that's supposed to point that stuff. You're supposed to keep me under control. The hell. <laughs> After all my years. Oh, After all my years on the beat, I'm highly adept at extracting information. <laughs> this diverse application of skill groups is an intentional feature, though it may cause some consternation with some players and GMs who desire a more rigid structure. Mm. I'm not saying that, that it's bad. I'm just saying I'm definitely one that tends to lean more towards the rigid. I don't mean like playing Pathfinder. I mean, I just like to know. I like character classes. I like roles. I like knowing, yeah, you know, I where defining it. people a little differently. But primary usage, it's equally important not to make one or two skill groups essential for survival and enjoyment. Notice that he says this a few times in the book. Said it about some attributes. Said it about this. Mm -hmm. I think he's trying to tell you something. Like, hey, if you're relying on one or two things, if one or two things are game-breaking, it might not be working out the way you think they're supposed to be working out. So, uh, Which discourages characters from, play, uh, from 
sorry, which discourages, oh my god, which discourages from players creating diverse characters. There we go, English, I can do it. For example, if the characters with adventuring and street skill groups are always, are always have the opportunities, always have the opportunity to use their talents in the game while their characters <clears throat> are merely sitting back and observing, excuse me for coughing, there may be too much emphasis placed on those groups. I agree. That's why uh, Kickstarter provide individual skills instead of skill groups. Should gamers prefer that? I like the idea of extras. I, I when I when I saw what uh, I, th I think it you know it adds the the rules in clarifications, the examples, and so forth. So background groups, we can you can look at them I, again. I, I do have to kind of rush through this a little bit faster than what we've been doing. Well, the 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 basic gist of it is, if you want to take a a uh, a skill a skill group, you you get uh, you get a a broader range of attributes, mm -hmm. but it's all going to cost more per level. Well, also and kind of how useful it is. So, so I mean, academic, uh, root and language research, communications. I mean, that's one point per level. But you go up to these three point ones. You now you're talking adventuring. Why? Because in an adventuring game. Like this is that more meaningful. All of these skills are going to come up a lot. They're all going to be very right. important. So they're all going to cost more if you want to if you want to buy them as a group. But the upside is you get them all. Like you 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 don't have to cherry pick like fishing, hunting, foraging, you know, <laughs> building a fire. Still uh, on that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I still hate that. You get it all. You just buy adventuring, and guess what? You can do all of those things. You don't have to you know, spend all your points individually to get the whole thing, which is called adventuring. I like that. And skill groups reminds me a lot of uh, like Shadowrun and so forth. I know it handles yes. it differently, but just yeah. it reminds me of that. Where it's like you can focus in as much as you need to be. But right. yeah. this adventuring one is a exploration wilderness. Uh, sorry, spectrum of exploration in wilderness environments. I don't have to worry like you were talking about with the fishing and so forth. It might not necessarily include all tracking abilities, like, you know, you can track a ghost through uh, a well, darkened no, forest no, or something. Any, but any natural animal in their own environment, sure, yeah, you can track that. Just try to make a roll, yeah. adventuring skill, sure. Right. Um, you know, how, how to survive a rainstorm or a yeah. snowstorm in the cold, you know, I, yeah. absolutely, yep. <clears throat> okay. This is a wall crawling. <laughs> the character can cling to walls or ceilings. Oh, no, no, that isn't it. Where, which is the one... While bouncing for the duration of a dramatic scene. First of all, my game is doing scenes also. You stole it from me! I don't care if yours was 1997. <laughs> the character can move at a regular walking speed without touching the ground by bouncing back and forth between nearby vertical surfaces. I love that one. I don't know. I just do. I thought that was that. There's your slime. Your slime is bouncing. Yep, that's slime would do, the wall bouncing. <laughs> well, yep. it didn't have that ability, remember? It had it other had, ones. It had which, something. But you could spend points on this, but um, anyway, we're going to still go down here. Super strength. We talked about that before as you know, if you wanted my body stats only a four because I don't care about the dexterity side of it or the, the, the endurance side of it. man, I want to be strong. Well, four points per level. Now you can, uh, I can up that strength. each super strength level adds plus five damage. Seems like which hmm, yes and no. We'll get to that uh, toward the end of today. That's why I want to zip through this. Telekinetics. I, I think, you know, hopefully we didn't screw everybody over too much about talking about limiters and enhancements and so forth. If we did, well... Uh, How many points can, to be a super saiyan? Uh, we, we'd have to pour <laughs> over this thing. I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, I would imagine a lot, but I mean, uh, this 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 seems a little bit like champions. So <clears throat> so something akin to uh, elemental control group or 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 a power framework may be able to be made with the with the templates. Thought to, I just saw to create a a super saiyan for 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 cheaper than you'd think. Let's talk But mm. still, that 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 would be mythic at minimum. I, I will let you guys talk about the anime side of stuff because I'm horribly ignorant on that. Uh, see, saber expert, based on your last couple comments up above, yes, uh, that that's that kind of mentality. It's just it's kind of a broad group of skills. Just to say, look, yeah, you don't need to know every little thing, you know. Uh, can, can you read can you read how the leaves fell on the ground can you can you identify a broken stick can you no just you can track well, it's plus, all part of the with, with, with these skill groups there's a lot of overlap because yes. uh, if you have the hunter skill group and the adventuring skill group you are going to overlap in several areas was hunter you know, i didn't uh, see was hunter one of them well no no it, oh, okay. as an example i'm i'm just using using an example how how soft skill groups can overlap gotcha yeah, if, if you had a hunting skill group, you would be tracking animals, uh, bonuses for for killing animals, skinning animals, cooking animals, eating. You know, I'm not eating animals, but but with with adventuring, you would also you would also recognize signs of animals' presences. You would, uh, as 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 a hunter and adventurer, you'd both be able to uh, to sustain yourself in the wild for long periods of time, build a fire, all that stuff. All of that would would have be be the Venn diagram type type deal of what skill groups can be i like that it, it makes it a little more difficult for some players to wrap their head around but it makes a lot of sense let's put that on the screen <clears throat> i'm starting to cough a lot here and i don't like it okay let's zoom back in here just wanted i think that, that picture to me was like just that was like what but uh, the whole thing i like it strangely enough um what page is that page 152 page. okay trying to get to the next section unless something jumps out at me because i have nothing else in my notes other than to say that, that we're uh, done. Hmm? that means we're done god mm -mm. nope not at all <clears throat> i did when i i had to stop when i saw enervation because my D, &D you know, kicked in <laughs> it's one of my favorite spells in D. &D. Uh, but oh, actually, let me talk about this. So enhancements and limiters. I got to. <laughs> it's gonna punch me. Um, anyway, so enhancements. Uh, these are things that you add to your weapons. Remember, weapons. Mm -hmm. Just inherently, weapons are just called natural abilities. Okay, for now. But uh, items and weapons are two different things. Right. 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 Uh, you can have limiters. You can have uh, uh, again, like they they have kind of a charging ability. Uh, you can give them these additional. Uh, keep forgetting. I want to call them attributes, but they're enhancements. Enhancements. Yeah. Effects, uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they're. I mean, they're called enhancements. Yeah. But like, uh, like drain. The weapon causes the victim to lose points from one stat. Right. So area effect, duration, yeah. range, targets. Like we're you know, we're going to talk about target. that in a little bit because those are the the. I think that's actually in the next chapter in customization where. It gets into uh, that specific. This is like the one piece of art in the book I did not like. Yeah, that's that. Well, you know, doesn't show enough boobies. But other than that, <laughs> I it it, it I it's also poor. Yeah, you're right. 
<clears throat> Sorry to whoever wrote that. Um, Pierce, let's go on. Just, re just remember that your enhancements and limiters just allow you to add somewhat role playing. Yes, it costs points, but add you to allow you to add role playing or even realistic if you want to call it that effect. Um, now, do do limiters give points back? Well, they don't give points back. They change. I keep saying the level, but he kept correcting me on that, and I want to make sure that's like. Uh, but to, uh, so instead of having something at a power level of one, you now have it at a power level two. That was the thing. Oh, okay, in okay. It, it's li li limiters. Uh, uh, you you take a limitation on when or where or how you can use the power to get an overall bump in the uh, in the effect of the yeah. power. Pretty soon he's going to get some brass knuckles that has this quote written on there. And he's going to punch me in the face with them. <laughs> get it now. I'll have you written backwards so I can see it in the mirror, but still. There you go. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, all right. Um, so you get, you know, uses alternate munitions. You know, you, you see how it is. Again, I, I know I'm speeding through this. Some people might want to care a little bit more, but actually watch Mark McKinnon's videos. They're better than this. We're giving an overview of the game. That, that our objective here is to give an overview of the game and tell you whether you should or should not uh, should not get it. You you, you should. You see, even with my quibbles, you should. Oh, spoilers! Damn it! I know. Um, <clears throat> well, you should if you don't already own something of this type. How about how about that? If I want to really nitpick, but let's get into. Let me zoom in on this. Why am I zoomed out? Okay. Customize attributes. I think this is a short chapter. It's either this one or the next one. It's a really short chapter. As you design your character, you may find that some attributes don't function exactly the way you envision them. Perhaps they're too limited in scope, not offering enough options or alternatives. Or maybe they're too broad and need to be scaled back. This is the whole thing, again, of you want the super strength, but you don't care about the rest of the body types, right? Right, right, right. Fortunately, Bessem attributes are easy to customize using enhancements and limiters to increase or decrease an attribute's effect. You may have already assigned some attribute-specific customization detailed in Chapter 5, right? Particularly sure. for the weapon attribute. <laughs> Probably, yes. Which there are many options. And I'm sorry we didn't cover those, but you know, maybe after we're done with this entire series, if people want us to go back, we'll probably understand the game a little more by then. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I mean, we can look at them more. Or you can check... Uh, the Discami uh, uh, channel and uh, look at the videos there. But they're Nor also already put it in the chat. It's it's somewhere up in the chat. His his YouTube channel. Oh, really? She did. Thank you, Nora. Yeah. She's super nice, right? Yes. Um, we'll talk about the Kickstarter thing later. Uh, that that's almost more of a segment two thing. Uh, but uh, there are also enhancement limiters described in this chapter that have broader application across wide range of attributes. I punched my microphone again. Changing the way attributes function from their baseline abilities can have unintended consequences on the game, and therefore adding additional enhancements and limiters only allowed with your game master's approval. Mm -hmm. Okay. Effective attribute level. And this is what he keeps punching me in the face with, and he's right. As mentioned briefly at the beginning of the previous chapter, Adding enhancement or limiter to an attribute does not change its character point cost, but does decrease enhancement or increase limiter of the effective functioning level of the attribute by one. I still envision this, and it's because I haven't played the game. So please don't beat me up anymore. Uh, it's because I haven't played the game. I still picture this as a dice roll. That's how, that's how I manage it in my head. It's like even if dice rolls aren't there 90% of the time, I still envision it as... The dice rolls. It doesn't change the point cost, but it makes the dice rolls harder or easier. I, I get it. That's wrong. I, I, it's just that's how this noggin, this 47-year-old right here, that's how I'm envisioning it. 
Okay. It, it, okay. So limiters and enhancements increase or decrease the effectiveness. Yes. Of whatever it's put into. Yes. Okay. Wow. Look at that, Noro. Thank you. She did it again. Well, she already had it in her in her clip. Awesome. So we're good. Thank you, Noro. Hey, good day, Indigo Dragon. I'm sorry, I, I haven't even been looking at the uh, chat. So, how are you doing today? All right, enhancements. The four, and now, now this is what I want to talk about. So, the four standard enhancements are area, duration, range, and targets. Let's switch this to hero for your mind for a moment. Okay. Hero system or champions. Sure. Area is the area of effect. You got a range killing attack. It's, it's like a grenade, right? It starts here and goes out for however many hexes, right? Sure. Same basic thing here. Duration is how long the effect lasts, of course. Range sure. is how far it goes, and targets are the number of targets you can affect. All that, I mean, I, you understand that from doing the hero system. Right. It's the same concept here. Obviously, the points aren't exactly the same. How it works isn't exactly the same, but it's the same concept. Right. But those, excuse me? Those, my wife brought me more tea. But those are the four enhancements. Guess how many limiters there are? That's Apple. There are a lot. Allowable enhancements. Now, control environment. Attribute name. Remember, we already did the attributes in the last chapter. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have control environment, the enhancements you're allowed to assign to it are area, duration, and range, not targets. Dimension walk is area. I think this is self-explanatory how this works. Sixth sense, area. Weapon, area, duration, range. Sure. Because your number of targets are pretty much going to be in that area, right? Right. Um, your grenade kills three targets, <laughs> but not four. Doesn't matter if the fire and the shrapnel and everything is going around, but it's just three. No, it doesn't make any sense. So um, duration, obviously, maximum period of time the effect will happen. Get to potent in a moment. Uh, so remains in effect for 10 minutes. Two assignments remains in effect for an hour. So if it's got like an acid effect, just for some random mm -hmm. effect out there, it's gonna be it's gonna last for an hour. Or poison, or some, poison, some kind yeah. of disease or debilitation. Dece yep. Yeah. Yep. Potent. It's usually only assigned to level one attributes. To design an attributes functionality, and this is one of those things that I read it and I didn't fully get it, and I didn't have time to go back and read it more because I had a live stream today. To design an attributes functionality. To match a specific vision for your character, it's sometimes necessary to assign more limiters than enhancements. That makes sense. My weapon has a certain range. Uh, it only does X amount of damage. It's not armor piercing. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. It, it has ammunition. has a small magazine. Only she can fire eight shots. You know, whatever. Uh, increases the effective level of the attribute beyond the assigned level. For example, a player might want the character to have a version of flight that requires slight concentration while flying. Okay, that makes sense. And burns 10 energy points for every minute of use. Well, that's definite limiter, right? Mm -hmm. It's limiting how you can use flying. You have to use the energy points. An attribute with two limiters assigned functions... Okay, an attribute with two limiters assigned functions at two levels higher than the actual attribute. And we saw that before with the one and the four. That was three higher. Right. Remember, right. that was the, the telepathy yeah. or whatever it was? Yeah. Uh, so the player would only need to purchase flight at level one for 10 kilometer speed to gain the benefits of effective flight level three, 100. But because those limiters are in place, it's effective level is three. You're not flying at 10, 
even though you purchased it at level one, you're flying at level three. And I think this is what Mr. McKinnon was trying to punch into my face hole. Yeah. And now I think I finally got it. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but it gets weird after that. Does it? What if the player only wants the character to fly at top speed of 10 or 30? Okay. With the two limiters assigned, the slowest speed from a level one attribute is 100. Makes sense? We already talked about that. We already know this, that. This is where the potent enhancement comes in, which provides a more robust application of the attribute or what reigns in the effective level to match the player's intention with the character. The intended function of this limiter is why you usually only assign potent to level one attributes. I get that. Okay, because the level one was already jacked up to a power level higher than what the character right. intended. Makes sense. So, uh, for details about minor edges as well as stats, uh, see chapter nine. All right. Uh, so, let's look at this. The character. So, but receives to fully understand this, we have to know what edges. Uh, yes. What um, I did look at that. I glanced at that, but I didn't look into that because I saw that uh, as we got into the action section and so forth. So that that'll have to be something we talk about next week. Okay. Because I, I I cannot talk intelligently about edges at all right now, other than I know it affects your role because there's a chart. Can I skip, get to it quickly? Crap. Nope. That's past. It's chart right before chapter nine. There's ten. It's right before chapter nine. Chapter nine. No, that's not action. Chapter nine is not a big chapter either, which is good. That tells you that the game mechanics are. I will find it. There we go. Okay. So, uh, edging dice rolls, normal check, edge minor, edge major. These are, the, uh, by the way, this is like uh, D&D's taking 10 or taking 20, whatever. Right. So the, the hedging. So got the chart here. Like I said, I have not looked into it. Uh, minor, oh, three. Oh, so that's adding dice. Hey, you're stealing my game. <laughs> <laughs> Heathen Dog just learned a new facet about my game. I've never told him. Hey, soon I'm going to have it written before you. <laughs> I haven't written in my game I'm in over a month. Pieces of the puzzle, and another couple of pieces. I'm gonna, I'm gonna unlock his recipe and beat him to it. And again, I don't care that he wrote his game in 1997. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, so so it adds dice. Okay, uh, interesting because I have that feature in, in mine as well, uh, as far as adding and removing dice. So that's what the edges are. Edges are okay, adding so, dice. Yeah, I mean, uh, in, in in this example. Uh, this, this character only wanted to go 10 kilometers per hour. That was the vision of the person's character. So they would take two assignments of, of potency to bring it, bring it back down to effective level one, mm -hmm. but get uh, the set two assignments. Character receives a major edge on stat and skill rolls in circumstances involving the use of, in this instance, flight. So any rolls involved with the power flight would get a uh, major edge so it would if, be, if what, you brought what, it from right? three to one yeah yeah just cutting to the highest so major edges and and we'll talk about this next week i i saw it i just didn't go over it because uh, i was focused on on character creation right okay. for this week but uh that's where you can find out more about it what page right. were we uh, on page 147 which is probably 149 here there we go. 
Yep, but, targets. There you go. That's the next one. Actually, no so, range. Well, ra right, range, right. range. Uh, activated through touch, short range, moderate range. So if you want a fireball, a natural, or, or if you want a breath weapon, probably one assignment of range seems about yeah. right. Un un unless you're huge, then you know, you'd, you'd go big. Yep. I mean, this is like approximate ten feet right there. This is approximately well, approximately thirty-five feet, thirty-three. Um. So yeah. And by the way, I live in Germany, so the meters thing doesn't bother me. <laughs> you, know what the, you know what the only thing that does bother me about metric system is temperature. Mm. Yet that makes the most sense. Zero freezing, 100 boiling makes perfect sense. But when somebody's like, it's 23 degrees, I'm like, I, I don't know what that, that means. That's cold. It, should I wear a jacket? What? <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know. What? I don't got nothing. Uh, I, I, I do know that, that, uh, that a lot of people... Uh, consider normal room temperature be between 21 and 23 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that equates to. I imagine it's between 68 and 74 degrees Fahrenheit, I guess. So, I guess. The edge rules work very similar to advantage, disadvantage in D&D 5e. It's not so much a, a second roll with it, or is it? Oh, you know what? I shouldn't say that because I might have just proved myself wrong. Uh, so, I'm not going to say that. If that's how they work, then then Yes. I, I, when I was glancing at it just a moment ago, it did look like uh, you took the best of the results. But roll three of or dice, keep two. Okay, yeah. Yep, yep there you go. That, yeah, if, um, That's the, different the, my, than my, my game. Head, <laughs> instead of rolling two dice, you roll three, drop yep. the lowest one. I thought that's or what I saw. Drop, there. I I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Drop the most disadvantageous one. And if you have a major edge, you roll four dice, drop the two least advantageous ones. And there you go. And as he said, edges equals best, obstacles equals worst. Yep. So, and that that is very much like advantage disadvantage. And that that is something position. we will definitely be talking about next week. Okay. So we'll, we'll we'll get into that next week. So all our ignorance here. I'm I'm waiting to see. Remember how many bad comments we got about our castles and crusades for not knowing every little nuance? We're gonna get ripped up for this one. Oh yeah, we're gonna ripped up. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay with that. Killed. All right, a bunch of limiters. Look at it. There are four four enhancements. Look at all these limiters. That is a lot of limiters. But they all make sense. Let's just look at a couple of them. Backlash. The character suffers an unfortunate side effect whenever the attribute fails to work. That's, that's, that, no. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh, I failed, yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? Hang on. If you attach this to a power that, that, uh, that is resisted or requires a roll, then a mulligan looks pretty good <laughs> right about now. <laughs> a point of mulligan would help you out. You, can, you might be able to get this for free. You know what I first thought of when, when I when I saw a backlash? What's that? A Decker being kicked out of the Matrix. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You you get either either stun or lethal yep. damage depending on what uh, what got you. Yeah. I I haven't played Shadow in like thirty years, and I still. Anyway, yeah, like I, an energy beam attack that might blow up in your face. Right, right, right. If if you if you fail the roll, then uh, not only I hope do it's you not miss, that bad. Well, not, but not, not not only do you miss, but you know, some something bad happens to you. Could be physical damage, memory loss, stat yep. Yeah, I, something. I, something. I, I, weapon blown up in my face. Now, depending on how many assignments you have, one yeah, assignment. Yeah, I've like, got a lot of points to, for that. You'd have to fail by six or more. You're, you're you're okay. But if you put three assignments into that, because you, fail you at all, because you at want all. that 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 attribute at uh, rank one or, or level one, but you've already spent points to get that thing up to a four. It's like, please don't fail, please don't fail, please don't. Oh. <laughs> Charges, that's kind of a common one. 
yeah. you know, it, it, bullets, bullets in the gun, stuff like that. Yeah. Or uh, amount of times per day it can be used, period, it looks like. Yeah. Six times per day. So for, uh, yeah. I, I think of it as the dragon breath weapon again. Concentration, sure. again, you have to, you know, you have to focus on using it. These are all things. These, these all make sense. Uh, delay, it doesn't happen right away. It's got to, it's got to build up. You've got to activate that. It's a Kamehameha wave. You have to build it up. Uh, detectable, so if somebody can stop you. Emotional. What's emotional? The attribute only manifests situation. Oh, you, you got to Hulk out? Oh, you got to Hulk out. You got to be angry. Yep. I'm so emo, man. Ah, <laughs> the power starts radiating out. <laughs> oh, my God. I just got reminded of one of the worst movies ever. Uh-oh. Oh, my can, God. Can you I mention it quickly? the name of it, but uh, it, it, it starred the, 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 the eldest uh, female sister in Family Ties. And it was all about this guy who was cursed to become a demon when, when, whenever he became aroused. Okay. Sexually aroused. Dumbest movie ever. Sounds it. <laughs> but that's, that's what this reminded me of. I don't know why. The, the, way, the, the brain's a mysterious thing. Okay. Um, Let's look at permanent. I, I want to know what permanent is. Uh, permanent. It's page 152. Got the it. attribute is always functioning and the character cannot turn it off. This limiter only applies to attributes that would inconvenience the character if the attribute is always active, such as change state, force field, nullify, undetectable, whatever. Can't walk into can't walk into rooms. Associated with this. Okay. Slight doors. minor inconvenience, moderate inconvenience. Notice there is no major inconvenience because if you have a force field that is always on and now you can't breathe or eat, you don't have a character anymore. I'm sorry. So, yeah, it's not going to go that high. Got it. Check. And as always, the player and GM should discuss the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Unique limiter. This covers any and all possible limiters. This is what. Uh, is the catcher? Uh, who is it? Well, yeah. Who is it that was talking about that uh, before? Um, I don't see his name in chat. I know who it is. He's been posting it. I just can't think of his name off the top of a saber expert. Was uh, was talking about before, with the the unique limiter span. This is pretty yep. much, yeah, like you said, the catch all. Yep, th thank you. <laughs> Post it before I could find it. Stop being quicker than me. Uh, all right. So customization. So sample unique limiters. Roll to maintain control. Easy to counteract. Flawed results. These are. Uh, how would I say it? These are good character. Like I want my character to have this, but it needs. I'd like it to work in this fashion. Right. Uh, I can only I can only uh, be invisible when I'm naked. What was that? What was that movie? Mystery Men. <laughs> yep. I'm only invisible when they're not looking at me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, under conditions, uh, usage inflicts pain. That's an interesting one. Oh, I could see that for like a horror type. Uh... Yeah. Oh my God. Teleportation it was terminated. Fair enough. You know, I didn't think about that. No, no, one, that's but, time yeah. travel. That's time travel. Well, yep. Uh, I was going to mention something from Earthdom, but I won't. Okay, so. You already said the word, God drink. Oh, this art right here? This art right here that oh, you're on right now? Let me scroll back up. Let me scroll back up. This right here is 100% Ninja Scroll. Just looks exactly like, like the anime movie Ninja Scroll. I haven't seen that in probably 10, 15 years. It's but, one of the few anime that I really liked. Yeah, this um, right here looks like a, a young Jubei right here. Just right there. 
that the the whole scene looks like it. Oh, I ruined my note card that has my introduction on there. All right, let's get back down here. Defects. Defects are disadvantages through which your character must suffer in order to overcome the hardships of day-to-day -day life. Defects serve as an excellent and sometimes comical role-playing opportunity and offer interesting plot hooks for you GM to use during adventures. Ah, uh, one of my favorite chapters. Not because I think that the Game Master should be lording over player characters, but definitely I, should al be. I, I always like characters that have flaws. Don't they don't have the now? I don't like characters that have so many flaws they're useless, or the flaw is so like I can never go outside during the day. But you're hunting vampires, you know. Well, they're right. out at night, so I'll be out at night. Makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. Shut up. Right, uh, you know that, that don't make sense. But with that in my, other than that, no, I absolutely like characters that I'm a hero. But here's my Achilles heel. Pardon the phrase, even though it's right there also. Uh. But uh, they should only impede your character to a limited extent, though, and are not intended to totally negate their many abilities. Right. If assigned items, defects indicate built-in flaws or drawbacks, and that's probably where I would use uh, the, the defects the most, or um, <clears throat> that make it more difficult to use or render it less effective than ideal. I guess because, you know, almost every time I picture myself making a character in this game, I picture a mecha pilot. That's the battle tech in me. Like, carefully consider the number of defects that burden your character. One to five. Five! I don't remember reading that before. I thought it said one to three, but apparently I was wrong. One to five defects is normally appropriate since your focus should be on the capabilities of your character rather than the disadvantages. Additionally, it should be rare to assign a multitude of defects above one rank due to the restrictive nature. Yeah, again, that goes to the fact of let, let's not kill your character coming out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cursed. Level three, you're you're probably gonna die in the first couple of game sessions just because of the seriousness of being cursed. Well, let's, at that let's see what it says. Level. Uh, we're in customization, right? Oh no, we went past that. Remember enhancement? You know what's funny? Here, remember enhancements improve an attribute but lower effective level. I have that in my own notes. We're just gonna move along. Apparently, I didn't remember that. Oh, I don't have any notes for this chapter. Okay, um, so what did I want to look at? Cursed. I wanted to look at Cursed. So we look yeah. at Cursed. Cursed imposes sure. severe, a, a severe disadvantage on the character. Uh, cursed character is likely offended a great being of power. That's me. Uh, <laughs> in his or her past, or is the direct descendant of someone who did. Oh, you gotta love those That's right, anime loves those lineage curses, oh, yeah, don't they? Well, the, the whole Japanese thing where, you know, the whole, you know, cur the, you know, sins of the father going through the generations until you know the end of the world or whatever they love doing that hey, hey shadzar we already talked with this this book is it's canadian yes uh that isn't that isn't the problem that i had with it either though um if you can't hear by the way i reword certain things you know what my problem with it is but other than that no it's just written in canadian uh, it's, british it's english in canadianese yeah. yeah yeah canadianese so yeah and that i just expect that i guess i mean he's from canada i mean I'm from Minnesota. That's like South Canada, right? <laughs> uh, curse may also be assigned to an entire race of beings that have fallen out of disfavor with a god. The curse can take a near limitless number of forms, but should not provide a character with an obvious advantage. Well, it's a curse. Curse, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, the exact nature, background, and limitation of the curse should be discussed with the GM. Um, yeah, uh, Kanadistanian. No, the let's not let's not get into the political side of this. I already mentioned what I had to say, or the socio-political, not actually political side. Of this. I already mentioned that before. That that, that part won't be on the YouTube uh, 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 segment when when it goes live. I, I yeah, said what I, I had what to say. What I that. really like about this is that uh, the the effects of the curse are completely up to the GM. Slight, moderate. Or well, it should work with the player. Severe. It should be just the curse should be discussed with the GM. So yeah, 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 yeah. The the uh, you know background limitation of the curse should be discussed. Yeah, the 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 background stuff. But if if you decide to, to take a six point curse and limitations of the curse, yeah, but you sh you should expect all to be smacked around quite a bit on the regular. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I, I do. I do exactly. You know. Yeah. You. You have to. If, yeah. If, if you. If you want a, a curse, it has to be uh, filtered through the lens of the <laughs> world's framework. Well, you guys know the words or the the what to say to troll me, though. Also, I mean, let's be fair. And I fall into it, and I don't care. But I do want to say, I do want to say that. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, no, I don't want to say it. Let's go on. Let's. <laughs> it's all good. Nobody should, I mean, we we watched Grimm's book and nobody complained about him writing in British English. Yeah. Well, he, he would call it English. Well, I speak Americanese. There you go. <laughs> and I live in Deutschland, so what do you want? Um, see, impaired speech. This could be, again, I'm surprised you have this in the book. Not that I... These are things... It's not that impaired speech. It's, it's differently abled communication. I'm... I'm triggered. Well, no, and I say that, and I'm not trying to make light of it. Well, I guess the reason I'm saying this is because am. so many modern games right now are taking all types of this stuff out. Look how they go after Palladium for any of the, the mental disorders and so forth. I mean, people are trying to remove all of this from the games. I'm glad he didn't. I, I'm absolutely, this makes me happy to own the book, knowing that the good, the bad, things that, that give your character character are in the book. Love it. Yes, it has a place. It depends. I mean, now I mean, there are certain game worlds where it wouldn't have a place, but there are certain game worlds where it would. So, yes, inept attack. That's me. Uh, reflects your character's poor judgment or talent in offensive combat situations. Minus one attack combat value for all attacks. Minus two. Okay, or a minus two in certain situations. Minus six. Hell, I'll even say that minus three is pretty bad. Yeah, but minus six is you lost. I will like only this. take this if I am in a non-combat oriented game. Like, what's ISN? Oh, ISM. Oh, crap. Okay. I would have put a tilde in front of that. But, um, ISM is discrimination based solely on one particular aspect of the character. Uh, Mr. McKinnon, sir, I, and I mean this in all seriousness, you have earned a lot of respect from me by putting this in the game. I'm not saying everybody should use this. I don't think most characters should have this. When I play fantasy games, I tend to play elves that hate dwarves or dwarves that hate elves, you know, so on and so forth. Because, you know, the typical fantasy tropes. The fact that you didn't remove them from the game, of course, you have the, the, the chapter, it was a chapter two where you have the session zero, where you talk about this stuff. But I absolutely appreciate that you didn't take this out of the game. Now, uh, you know, I... I I'm already going to show an ism 
because I don't believe that's a word, but hey, whatever. Uh, I, I'm so happy. Yes, you're letting people be the adults they need to be and make the choices they need to be to play the game that they're playing. Um, oh, did he show it again? Okay. Did yeah, we not, no did we not show that? No number. That's right. No limit. Isn't anything. No ism limit. Where can where can I buy this game? You can buy. Well, I think he. Well, you can buy this off of uh uh the PDF download drive through. Where's the hardcover? And look again, hardcover. It's a nice solid book. Uh, fillable character sheets for equivalencies, older editions. <clears throat> I might have to actually go straight to the main. Oh, store. Duh. Being an idiot. There you go. You can buy it right here. Here, I'll put this into chat for you, Shadzar. Because I think you should buy this game. There you go. Is to talk? Yes. No, no. You have to talk about that in Session Zero. There's no sands or buts about that. You, you have to talk about it. But that's why I find Session Zero is to be important. I mean, it's, it's fair to say that, that my leanings are, I'm 47 years old. I was raised a certain way. And while I respect people, I mean, we have enough videos on this. You can go through our YouTube segments to find out. We have videos on this. I will respect anybody for the most part. That's just, and you know what? But, you know, I, I am also set in my ways in some way. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, we talked about Mark earlier. Night, uh, nightmares, a lesser defect. When nightmare haunts a character, has trouble sleeping at night and functions at less than optimal performance during the day. You know, I tried to incorporate that into a D&D &D game once about 20-some years ago, and they freaked out on me. <laughs> we need your glasses for? Shut yep. the hell up. You had nightmares, but... Oh. I was going to say, oh, gross. I'm still debating whether I'm going to say, oh, gross. <laughs> hey, at least there's no nipples. <laughs> That's probably good. Oh, look, look, we tear up everybody's game. Uh, you know, let, let's, let's put it up for him, because I don't know if he was here at the beginning. I think it's fair. Oh, that's not the right one. Sorry. Uh, no, that is the right one. Conversation about TDA, truthful but opinionated, information you need to hear, not what you want to hear. But the, the truth of the matter is, is with one caveat, and if you want to talk to me about it, we can. I, I think I understand the answer to it, though. I like almost everything that's in this book. They're, again, quibbles, but... Phobias, look at that, we got phobias. Uh, and, and I'm comparing that to, um, uh, what's that game? Oh, play physical impairment triggered. <laughs> Serious defense. Well, you know, it's I anime. I love this game. No, no, I no, stop, stop. And, 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 and I don't mean that to you like you're doing something wrong, but uh, this is like a timeout to everybody. Okay. It's anime. The combat wheelchair would not bother me. Yeah, fair. It's anime. Like, like, if anybody right now is like, ah, that stupid combat wheelchair, it's, it's, it's anime. It's got all types of weird magic and, and, and weirdness going on. It fits. There you go. Red tape. Character must negotiate his way through a complicated bureaucracy and corpus. Oh, the ring of bureaucratic wizardry. My favorite cursed item that I gave somebody in second edition yep. AD&D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reason we want to cast a spell you have to write you have to fill out the forms yeah and it takes as many rounds as the level of the spell yeah i had a i had a bard i gave that to a bard and so he stopped casting spells for i'm telling you weeks of game time and we played five days a week at this point i had nothing else to do um 
And it, it was weeks later, and he got blown off. He failed two dex checks and got blown off this t- uh, tiny walkway, right? And uh, he's like, oh, I'm dead. I said, no, don't you have Featherfall? He said, I have Featherfall. And he does his Featherfall casting. And I say, and the last thing you see before you splat into the ground are three pieces of paper. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> I still laugh about that one. It's funny, but yeah. yeah. Sensory yeah. impairment, a serious defect. One of the characters said, oh, God, yeah, that could be bad. Especially olfactory. People don't give their olfactory senses taste and smell enough. Uh, Credit. What is that? I should know what that is. That's a, that is uh, one of the, the classes that we looked at earlier. But Okay. Um, significant other. Ooh, ooh, a lesser defect. I like how this is written already. I haven't even, even read this yet, but I get it already. Character with this defect is someone for whom they will go to any lengths to keep safe from harm. I love it. This is a great story hook. Not for well, it's, every it's, game. It's Aunt May. Yeah. I mean, it's not for every game, but whether it's you know a little sister or uh, 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 older you know older father. Um, what was that anime Girlfriend, that you and uh, I watched um, that that I gave a good review to um, that World War Two one? Fireflies. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was taking care of his sister the entire time. Yeah, the, the entire time his whole job was to take care of his sister, and after he failed to do that, he just wasted away. And Grave of the Fireflies. Yep. Grave I, of the Fireflies. Yeah, that was. Uh, I had a little. I had a little tear I, in that one. No, 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 no. It was. It was eye sweat, because <laughs> we're, we're we're men. We're manly men, <laughs> not wearing tights. As somebody who doesn't watch anime and was like, "Uh, fine, I'll watch it." I had a little tear in that one. I actually asked my wife about that. I was like, "Hey, do you guys watch this?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's it's propaganda in schools." I'm like, "That, that came from my wife." I was like, "Okay." Yeah. Uh, significant uh, again, skeleton in the closet. I probably have a few of those. Special requirement. This defect requires a special requirement. It must be fulfilled in order for... Oh, God. Robot requires regular changes of batteries. Okay. I, I get I get what that is. Social fault. <laughs> Every stream. Uh, unappealing. That's, that's, that's him. That's him. Not me. Difficult to blend into a crowd because of their appearance is distinctive. But it's unappealing. Why do you use the word distinctive? Use ugly. Yep, there it is. Does not necessarily mean ugly, but can refer to a bad smell, manner of speech, yeah. or even unpleasant habit that provokes a consistently negative reaction. It's kind of like, you know, we talked about the hot chick. Max that, versus uh, everybody. <laughs> that, that, yeah, me versus everybody. You know, that, that still has a low charisma because she talks, she smells. I, I this girl, you might remember when I was in the Air Force, man, everybody was trying to hit on this chick that I was working with, this airman. And uh, they moved her up to my office. They're like, oh, we're going to move her up to Schlo's office. She's cute, isn't she, Schlo? Oh, she's cute. Brought up that this chick had the worst halitosis I had ever dealt with. I mean, she was hot. Don't get me wrong. But my God, anytime she opened her mouth, like the, the walls would melt. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Oh, unique defect. Okay. Is there a space in there? Yeah, there is. Uh, weak point. These are things I like as well. I don't know why. Why we spend so much time on this? I don't need to read because them all. You really like flaws. Oh, look, it's Trigon. Trigon, right there. What's Bam. Trigon? It's What's Trigon? Anime. Oh, okay. I, I, I I reviewed it years ago. So Noro says. Uh, so she's talking about Grave of the Fireflies. It's anti-Japanese, yep. anti-American government military propaganda anime. That's yep. from our Japanese person. And I get it. I get it. It. It it pulls on every heartstring in every direction. It still made me. It still made me cry. I'm not gonna lie. Sweat or, from sorry, your sweat. eyes. Be a fucking man. 
Sorry. Sweat from your eyes. I sweat. All right, the last chapter we're going to go through are the derived values. This will be quick as hell. In fact, I'm not even going to read the pink thing here. Um, they're, they're, okay, in most games, there's a derived stat based on a couple attributes. Excuse me. Based on a couple attributes or attributes and skills, whatever. You add them together, you subtract them, they create the final result and so forth. Right? Yeah, the, uh, and this whole attack combat value and defense combat value is very reminiscent of the hero system. Yep. Yeah. Combat value, the assumption is you're using your entire being for your, your combat. I think it even says that in here. Uh, it's achieved through harmony of the complete self, which, by the way, is a very Japanese-y thing. Um, uh, so Mind-body attunement, baby. Mm -hmm. Mind-body and soul attunement. Oh, pardon. <laughs> in this case. Uh, so the, the attack combat value is equal to the base combat value plus one per level of the character's attack mastery attribute, which we didn't go over but it's it's a uh, attribute health points body plus soul times five well, wait a minute so that means mind isn't worth anything oh energy points oops i thought it was gonna be up there i was wrong cat dude or chick is that a chick that looks like a dude that is not it's chitara chick. it's chitara only with big ears <laughs> um so you have mind and soul oh my god i'm coughing i'll let you finish this Okay, energy points, the mind stat plus the soul stat times five. So there you go. Your, your soul stat does uh, does a lot, depending, especially, actually, this uh, this this is very dependent, the the importance of this is very dependent on what kind of character you're making. If, if, if you are making a Dragon Ball type character that uses a lot of energy and chi attacks, energy points is going to be very important because you'll be spending them you know, in attacking people and defending and using effects and stuff like that. But if you're a, if you're like a, a Wolverine type brawler type thing, well, your energy points probably don't mean a whole lot because you're, you're just punching and kicking and you, and, and your hit points are going to be the, uh, the most important thing that, that you're looking, your health points are going to be the, the most important thing you're looking at. So yeah. Okay. I get I, it. I have a suggestion. Tell me what you think about it. You've got sure. an hour left before you have to go. Our segment two is going to be pretty short today anyway, since uh, you couldn't find anything and I only have one small topic to talk about. Yep. Since, um, since we have Mark McKinnon here, if he's interested, and only if he's interested, there's no, not trying to call you out or trip pressuring anything, but uh, should we bring him in now and treat it like segment three now? Yeah, we should do that. Okay. Mr. McKinnon, if, if you wish to, I can send you the link uh, to come in here. And uh, actually, I can send the link to everybody because uh, we can have anybody come in here to ask questions and so forth. Sure. If you're interested, if you're willing, no pressure, no expectation. Just if there's anything you want to explain or talk about yeah, or answer especially questions. Especially if there is something that that you yelled at your screen that we don't, we're not getting, that's important. <laughs> we definitely want to hear that. We probably don't want to, to yell at us for it, but we'll take it. We don't care. We're, we're adults. We're, okay. we're on the internet. We understand abuse is that. Yep. Oops, I'm hitting the wrong button. Yep. Um, why am I hitting the wrong button? It's the invite button. I know, and I keep hitting share screen over and over and over again. You want me to do it? I can do I, it. I, okay, you know what? I, I copied it, but you're probably smarter at this than I am. I close out the thing in the middle of the stream. Yes, you do. There you go. <laughs> Um, I do have the book available if you want to, if we want to refer back to it, I've just taken it off the screen, but I still have it available. If yeah, necessary. It still has it up. Just. Effective level. Yes. Oh, wait, I... you have to go ahead and change it to segment three. Yeah. Uh, it's a good, good point. I got it. 
Well, I'm, I'm going to keep this as part of segment one since we didn't do the rant. We can put segment three up there, but I think I'm going to keep this, depending on the kind of questions and so forth we get. Um, I'm going to, uh, because I think this might be important to have as part of our segment one. Okay. Since that's the developer. But anybody is allowed to click that link. That's why it was put out there for everybody. Um, we just won't kick out Mr. McKinnon. <laughs> like yeah, we will if you. If he comes in, anyone else gets kicked out. So that's just well, the way we can, we can have up to 10 people in here. Yeah. To ask him questions. We'll just have one other well, well, while we're waiting for him, I'm going to go and refill okay. my drink. Um, so, yeah, while we're waiting, I'm also going to mention that, uh, no, I, I uh, anybody who's watched the streams that we do for a long time, you already know my problem with the book, but I, I, I've talked about it. I've been considered insensitive about it. I've had people rail on me about it. I've also had a lot of people tell me thank you. So I, I'm sticking to my guns on that. On that aspect, it isn't going to change anything, but but I'm sticking my guns on that. But other than that, I do. This is a system I want to play. Oh, there we go. This is definitely a system I want to play. I want to try it one time. Um, oops, got some echo in the background there. I hear myself talking. Got some echo in the background there. I hear myself talking. Just wait. Okay. Just wait. Okay. Just wait. No problem. <clears throat> it happens a lot. This is what I do professionally, and I see it all of the time. Like my real job is video conferencing, and I see it all the time. No. Um, so uh, was a gaijin can't enunciate properly. In our, what? Uh, I won't jump on the crack. Yeah, <laughs> Japanese. Well, there you go. That's. <laughs> uh, I get yelled at all the time about my Japanese, or my lack thereof. No. But uh, yeah, uh, but no. I mean, I love the art. Let's put it this way. I am not mad I purchased the book. Oh, let me get him back in now. Boom. Test one, two, three. Still problematic. Nope. Everything is good. <laughs> Glad Heathen Dog isn't here. He hates that word. <laughs> but no, everything's good. I absolutely 100% appreciate you being here, putting up with our shenanigans and so forth. It's, it's what we do, though. Um, and answering any questions that people may have, or honestly, just telling us where we're totally wrong or where we got some things right. Let's see if we have any questions on here. Does anybody else want to come in to ask directly or <laughs> P word every wondering, or do you guys just want to ask the questions uh, in chat? I, I don't care either way. We want to make sure your questions get answered. So for our first time ever talking about this game, literally I got the book. I think it was like uh, two weeks ago because I live in Germany and had to go through the APO mail system. Um, what did you, how did you think that this overview was? Was it, was it fair enough for people who had never played it before? Yeah, I thought it was good. It had obviously, uh, you know, a lot to try to accomplish with the game. Obviously, a lot of details, and so I wouldn't expect it to, you know, be able to cover everything. The attribute section alone could take hours to go through. But no, you did a, a great job covering through it. Uh, a really good feel for the um, kind of the nature of the game, emphasizing a lot of the things that I thought were important to emphasize, like the session zero, for example, was really good to go over that uh, and understanding the foundations that, yeah, there's some terminology differences uh, with some of the other games, but there's also some familiarity, you know, like you mentioned about 
you know, why do we use the, the term race, for example? Well, I agree. Species is much more accurate, of course, but of course, D&D calls it races. D&D uses classes. And so because of that, using that familiarity tone seemed to make more sense, where while they use ability scores, we use stats. Uh, and that goes back to obviously 1997. So oh, I thought it was, was great. Really appreciate the opportunity to follow along with everything you're doing there. And, and I'm sure a lot of people, once the YouTube video will be out, will be able to have a chance to, to go through it and, and sit and enjoy the way I have. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate yeah. that because it is going to be a long one. Um, I just had something in my head. I'll let no, him I, I have up. something. I have something. Uh, uh, of the things that, that we did get to cover today, obviously, we not not all of it, but of the things we did get to cover, um, what what do you think is the most important for a new player to really wrap their brain around to get the best experience from this game? Yeah, I'd say the number one thing would be uh, the templates. And although, you know, I understand why you thought maybe put them after. And in edition three, they were after the character creation session. So they, they didn't come at the end of the book. They come after character creation. But the reason why I moved them in this particular edition was to emphasize their importance for newer players. So while you don't understand everything that's in the templates, what they do is they get you thinking about what kind of character can I play? And they give you ideas and you don't have to understand the specifics of the game mechanics, but you have to look and say, oh, wow, I, a mecha pile, that sounds kind of fun. That sounds interesting. I don't understand what's in this template, but I like that idea. And so it's to get the ideas first in the, the templates to do that first. And then once you have that foundational aspect of choosing some templates, then you can go in and understanding the game mechanics better after that. Now, obviously, if you're an experienced player, you don't need templates and they're not for everyone. But for your first time exposure to either Bessem specifically or an effects-based point-based system in general that's universal and so it covers everything it was really designed to get you thinking about that and you can jump in so quickly by just taking your points choosing a race choosing a class make sure they're within your benchmarks for your level adding on some stats whether it's 444 which is your 24 that's exactly the baseline mm -hmm. always think every character has already spent 24 points is what i like to think uh, when you're going into it and then working from there so i think that's probably the number one thing is after session zero which is clearly the most important which is why right, right, it yeah. gets such a, a big section on that well and, and your, your video on that pointed that out uh very prominently because i watched all the the what was it the one through sixes that you had uh in character creation they helped me out immensely because i was i was struggling with some parts of this and i think the reason i was struggling uh, with learning this was because i do have a lot of that <laughs> old school mentality like I, I can't remember if it was you that said it or if it was a uh, saber expert but to, like old school people like to roll dice yes <laughs> yes that that is absolutely true i actually want to toss the bottom banner and move heathen to i'll how about this i'll move myself down oh there you go i'll let these guys stand on top of me i probably deserve it anyway uh but so one of the things that i noticed uh online is I, and it legitimately surprised me is other than yours and a couple of quick reviews, I don't see a lot on YouTube about this game. No. And, and that honestly, because I know how much he, he then <laughs> likes anime, uh, Garthon, who's another one of our, uh, streamers. Uh, he, he's played Bessem before and I, I can't remember yeah, second or third edition. edition. It was a first. first. Yeah. Oh, wow. was first. Okay. I talked to him yesterday. Yeah. He played first edition. Okay. Uh, I honestly thought that it would have a much bigger YouTube presence. Yeah, the so the print edition just hit the stores in mid-October. 
So uh, there was numerous delays for COVID and then printer issues. And so we've adjusted all that going forward. We're not going to make the same mistakes. Obviously, we can't adjust COVID uh, timelines, but there are some issues that of why it took so long. So <laughs> the PDFs were in people's hands in December from the Kickstarter that ended last September. So they had it in the kick in their in their hands in PDF if they backed it. And so since December, it's been out in the wild and there's been a few reviews. But I think part of it uh, really is uh, well, even though people are on lockdown and, and kind of doing a lot of distancing, it's people just aren't in a great mindset right now. Uh, you know, I, I know how much it affects me. I mean, I'm doing a lot of work productively. I'm far, I'm probably a, a year ahead of where I thought we'd be with the company because of all the time I've had to, to work on it because of obviously the distancing. I'm not seeing my friends. I'm not playing games we used to. So while the PDF has been out for a while, certainly the physical copy has not. Uh, and that was in stores in mid-October. Backers got it end of September, early October. And so it's still very much a new product at this point previous editions of Besson, there's a good amount of stuff out there i just think it'll take a little bit of time for it cool. to, to percolate and for people to think about things other than masks and and <laughs> yeah. washing your hands and, and everything else yeah. like that you, youtube is a, is a strange bird though because uh in for over two years uh uh garthon and i had uh had our had our show pr uh, previous to this one uh legion myth live stream where we talked about uh, comics, animes, and tabletop games. And I, I did anime and tabletop games. And almost universally, my 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 anime views would be one-tenth what my tabletop game views were. And it was because people didn't didn't go to YouTube for anime anything. And it could be part of it, the YouTube thing is because it's 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 an anime game. I mean, the, the tabletop thing should help because I've had, you know, thousands and thousands of views on hero kids and GURPS and champions. The ones I did, you know, they're, 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 they're still going strong, you know, one, two years out They're They're still getting, you know, hundreds of views, you know, a week and stuff like that. But anything with anime attached to it is almost radioactive on YouTube for views. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's that's certainly a factor. It is a, a niche market of a niche market. Obviously, it's something like Dungeons and Dragons, your standard fantasy has a lot more viewership. But I also think it, pl it plays out to one of the reasons that in some ways limits the amount of coverage that you can give to a game like Bessem is because it is so story driven and narrative. And so because of that, there's not a lot of crunch to talk about. I mean, how many stuff yeah. you've talked seeing people talk about the rules and the details and the character optimizations and and how do you min max the system the best and and those right. discussions just aren't fruitful in Bessem. so when people talk about Bessem, when you wanted to have a discussion about it yes there's the initial rules you know there's always going to be the here's how you play the game but after you get past those videos then everything is so specific to people's individual gamer groups and campaigns and they're not as uh universal i guess so something like gurps which maybe not as popular as it once was but you could talk a lot more about gurps and hero systems you can debate the game and and have people debating how you do something with the math where yeah. oh, that just kind of yes. falls flat we do have a discord oh, channel that there was a fan group set up for that uh that that does some of that but it's so limited compared to other games and i think that's you know, that that's to me is a success of best one that's how it was mm -hmm. designed that i didn't want it to be the game that we talk about the math of the game or what was the designer trying to do it's like it's not my game it's your game 
and the math isn't important. The story's important, right? Even though it's a 350 page book, <laughs> which seems to go against the fact that it's a story based game, but we give the foundation so that you can then turn into a story based game by taking, giving the mechanics and then allowing it to step out of the way and let the story take over. Well, well, That's the goal anyway. And I think that might be one of the reasons why we don't see quite as much coverage for it. We're also, yeah, you know, micro company. We're, we're, we're not Dungeons and Dragons. We're, we're really small and we were bigger with Guardians of Order, the previous company that, that did the first two editions and then did third edition before we sold it off to White Wolf. Uh, we we're a bigger company then, a lot smaller now. Well, of the okay, 350 wait, wait. pages. You, you, hang on, hang on. Uh, he, 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 said, he said the bad words, White Wolf. Um, <laughs> what, what if, if you don't mind answering, what, what, uh, what caused that move to, to White Wolf? Sure, that was strictly financial. So, you know, step back into the beginning of, uh, you know, 97, 98, 99, when Best and First Edition came out, we did the Sailor Moon role playing game. Uh, very, yeah, very World successful. Very we did some excellent stuff. Yeah. And yeah, th Strong. thank you. I'm, I'm really happy with how that turned out. Uh, and when things were going well with the economy and with the exchange rate mm -hmm. and with uh, sunny skies in the gaming industry, running a, a gaming company was easy. But then, <laughs> things started going differently. And the Canadian US dollar exchange rate, we're a Canadian company and 95% of our income was American dollars. So every dollar of sales that came in, I'd get a dollar 62 Canadian to pay my employees, for example, like it was it was amazing exchange rate. And when that started changing down to 1.5, 1.4, 1.3. Um, and the industry was also contracting. So D20 sales in the early 2000s were going up and the smaller third party companies like ourselves were going down. And with those combinations of the thing, I kind of didn't change how I ran the company. I continued running it as if it was a boom cycle back in you know the late 90s, early 2000s, but my income was not there. The company, Guardians of Order, could not support our expenses. We had like a quarter million dollars in salaries every year, for example. We had excellent employees and we, we paid them decently, but we, we paid them beyond what was feasible for a company of our size once the exchange rate started going sideways. So it came to a point we had to shut out the company effectively you know the employees had to be let go and then there was debts that had to get paid and so selling off the assets at that point was you know, a very dark time obviously personally and a lot of people got hurt by that a lot of financials didn't get paid a lot of business partners didn't get paid and we tried to extract as much equity as we could and so selling it to white wolf made sense they took over the publishing of our Game of Thrones role-playing game that we did. We, we produced it and we just couldn't publish it. We didn't have the money for it. So they took that over. And when I saw that they were doing that, they were the logical choice to approach with uh, with their their sword and sorcery studios. So they had kind of their, their imprint. It wasn't White Wolf proper. It was their imprint that had uh, like Aberrant, for example, and some of the other smaller companies. And so we sold it to the White Wolf imprint. And... That's, that's the Swedish one, right? We thought would be, would be the best choice for the game. The, the, that that's the Swedish version of it, right? The AB, if I remember correctly, because I think Sw White Wolf is now part of Paradox, if I remember correctly. I, right. I forget so, how. That yeah, that's okay. right. So it went through CCP. The White Wolf mm -hmm. sold the CCP, and then CCP sold the Paradox, and then Paradox is operating White Wolf independently, and then 
some things happened and they absorbed White Wolf into Paragox effectively. So now, while I still say we're licensed from White Wolf because that's what the contract initially was, it's really, we have a license with Paradox to do best and fourth edition as well as Silver Age Sentinels, which we're doing a new edition next year for the superhero game, which is TriStat again uh, and other TriStat games as well. Well, I will, with Garthon being the comic book person, and uh, I know uh, Heathen Dog also is, I'm like the nerd man out here. Yeah. I don't do anime, I don't do comics, I'm just a tabletop gamer. But uh, you, you're talking about the book being 350 pages. I, I gotta tell you, one of the things I really loved about the book being that big isn't, is the fact that it didn't have the crunch in it. It was just all about options and options. By the way, the folks, I've been trying to scribble down the questions. The folks who have asked some questions, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, so I, I think the fact that, again, like we were talking about there, you know, we say it somewhat facetiously, but it's also somewhat true. We're old. We come from a different generation and we see some of the things you put in there. And the fact that you're willing to tackle those things, I like the, the you know, the, the way you put the attributes in there, how it's not hero system. But I can recognize that, you know, some hero system aspects, you know, at least in my brain, I'm not saying you took it from there, but uh of like how weapons and items and companions and so forth work. Cause that's how I visualize it. So it helped me like, Oh, this game is all full of options. Uh, I don't expect that you've ever watched our channel before, but like last week I was telling these guys, I said, it took me forever, like years after I stopped playing the game to understand the concept of range killing attack in, 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 uh, in hero, because I want I want a gun that shoots a bullet. Yes. That's a range killing attack D six, whatever. Like, no, no, no. I want a gun that shoots a bullet. Like, right. But his fireball is the same thing as mine. Yes, points-wise, it's the same. I don't get that. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but it took forever. I saw it plain as day in Bessem. So, I don't know if you wrote it differently, or just, I, I because I now understood it there. You got I matured. It. I got matured, whatever. There you go. And, and the TriStat system, we're going to do the dice roll stuff next week, or go into that more next week, but it's, so far, it's simplistic. Seems to make sense. And I like, as you said, that it is so much story driven. And the, the, other, the only other comment that I want to make based on what was said before, so we can move forward. Uh, the other comment says, uh, I hope that this overview, that people understand that this is an overview. And we weren't here to show everybody how to play the game and, and, and to get in that crunch and so forth. And I hope this overview actually does spur on more people to create videos of their play sessions or of, uh, you know, how to do a step-by-step -step here and there, you know, kind of like how your videos were for character creation. I, I oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was, I was going to say earlier that uh, the, this, this, uh, this, this doesn't have the crunch of, say, the hero system that, you know, champions that, that I did. So much so, uh, there, I, had, I had one YouTube commenter who commented on every single champions video. No, you did it wrong here. No, you did it wrong there. No, you did it wrong. There. And I finally, I finally called him out on air and said, listen, if I'm doing the math wrong, let's collaborate for the next videos. And we you got to create a base. We got to create a vehicle. We got to do this stuff. Let's do it together to get the math right. You, you can, you can stop talking to me about it. We can start doing it. And by God, he stepped up. And the, the next couple of videos, we, we used Discord, got, got, got together, collaborated on, on all the math, made it right you know, crunched it all up the, the way he wanted it crunched, you know, to get the, to, to squeeze as much juice out of that point system as you possibly could. I wasn't doing that. I didn't want to go that deep in a YouTube video, but he wanted to just crunch us, squeeze it. And we did. And they were great. 
And then I'm going to tell you that's why I like Bessem, the tri-stab system, better than Hero right now because I don't have to worry about power pools and multi-point or whatever, all that other... Right, right. Everything's yeah, straightforward here. Yeah. Everything's straightforward here, even the even the weapons and so forth. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a chance to, to, to jump in here. A, a lot more simple. And uh, you had mentioned about the similarities to Hero. I mean, certainly... First edition Bessem was incredibly rules light. My background, although like most people, I started with Dungeons and Dragons. I moved into Amber diceless role playing mm -hmm. very early in my role playing uh, in '91, and for me that became the end all be all of narrative storytelling. It that was what I wanted. So when I created Bessem, I wanted to get as close to an Amber like experience, but I still wanted some sort of game framework. So the first edition was very very light. When when I was moving on to second edition, I brought in David Pulver to the do the majority of the work. He had done some work on an expansion for first edition that kind of add a lot more options. And David Pulver had done an incredible amount of GURPS work. I mean, that's where his background was in GURPS and, and he knew a lot about Hero as well. And so it had second edition morphed into more of a GURPS and Hero feel. I mean, in the end, it's a more robust point-based, effects-based system. If you go look at any of the ones that have not not the really, really light, light, super light point-based, but if you go to, to an, a point-based, effects-based system, they're all going to start looking like Hero, GURPS, mm -hmm. Bessem, Tristad. They're all going to have some similarities there. Uh, and so what we wanted to do is we kept the framework of it being uh, math light and much more intuitive using language uh, that, you know, like, something that we didn't use a lot of acronyms and a lot of short forms. It's just why I've made a point never to call health points, never to call them HP. They're always health points. Uh, and it's body, mind, soul, incredibly short. They never have to be shortened to anything. And that was a purposeful decision early on is to take the acronyms out of it. I mean, I have a strong chemistry background. We're using acronyms all the time, but I didn't want science in my games. I wanted language in my games so that people can talk about it that maybe don't have as, as sciencey or mathy a background. So it certainly has similarities to those. And, and I appreciate all the comparisons to a GURPS or Hero, of course, and it's they're gonna have uh, get to the same end, but through very different means and will probably appeal to very, very different gamers. All right. Uh, let's see if we can answer some questions here. Um, sure. A lot of old timers hate the concept of using PDFs. Just want their physical. That's me. I hate PDFs. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like it's not just having a book in your hand. It's just that after a while of reading a book, you can just flip to the page. And Apparently you can do the PDFs too, but, but I suck PDF, at it. You're like, oh, guys, scroll, 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 scroll. Yeah. God damn it. But, but yeah. what's amazing about PDFs is searching for words that is true yeah there's an index in print books but whenever you want to find every instance of a specific word oh i love pds for that, for I, that i can't yeah. argue that i <laughs> can't argue that yeah but if, if you're looking for a specific table and you know it's on page 154 but in the pdf you type in page 154 you're plus or minus up to four or five pages scroll scroll up down fuck where am i ah, ah god there it is got it but if you have it in your hand you just go 154 and you're there i love that I love so, it. so Saber Esper, uh, Expert asked this question twice. We better answer him. He said, will you guys okay. do a YouTube video of playing Bessem 4? Probably not. And here's why. Neither yep. of us like online gameplay. No, we, we do not. I mean, I, I, I need people to be near me to, you know. Feed part, off of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to feed off of them and, and to give them the proper energy. Now, I'm going to try, like for, for, the, for the whole, you know, sub- you know, sub milestone giveaway. I'm I'm going to run a a one shot uh, Call of Cthulhu Fourth Edition uh, game. I'm going to try it 
in this format in this for format for for youtube subscribers members and uh and twitch uh subscribers as well but uh uh it's it it's going to be hard because it's it's hard to to give the the non-verbal clues that you would normally as a game master and as a player to other players, stuff like that over the internet, some stuff is lost. Just like, just like texting without emojis, nuance is lost. That's why emojis were created to, to, uh, to, uh, shore up the, 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 the loss of inflection, things like that. And, uh, I don't, I don't think online gaming has that, that equivalent, that emoji, uh, rectification equivalent for, uh, for role-playing that uh that texting has all right well let, let's we have a guest here so let's let's actually ask our guest a question this is from shadzar that scares me it's from shadzar uh, <laughs> is there any anime uh, is there any anime game genre I, I keep hovering over it and losing my space here is there any anime genre you left out you wish you could have fit in but just doesn't mingle well with others um i i wouldn't think so i mean because obviously when when we the game is mainly about the game when we added on in fourth edition and third edition, we added on kind of the, the anime multiverse, which was really intended to be an example of the genres and what you can do with the game. And so unlike uh, like a what world of darkness, for example, this isn't really about the, the stuff we're presenting. We're giving the tools that you can do your own thing. But when we look at the, the, the prime worlds that we had set up, so earth is kind of your, your central hub, and then you have six prime worlds and we go mm -hmm. into details about those. We covered most of the major, uh, so we got the fantasy, we got the more uh, fairy tale fantasy, and we got the more high fantasy. We got horror. We have uh, post-apocalyptic that has kind of a, an environmental bend to it. We have space opera, you know, your, your Firefly slash Cowboy Bebop uh, slash Star Wars, if you want to play that. So we hit all the major genres. Most of the other ones are going to be more sub-genres under there. What we didn't go into a lot of detail on were the slice of life genres. Like, I want to play high school cooking as a game. And that's great. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know how much setting we need to provide for that. Uh, we have the rules to, that you mm -hmm. can do it, but I don't yeah. know how much direction you need from us where... The, uh, the concepts of a high fantasy setting, you know, it's obviously Dungeons and Dragons, but if you haven't played D&D, maybe you want a little bit more context to that. So we have some interesting bands where our world of Icarus, for example, is run primarily by mages instead of uh, warriors. So you don't have your warrior king, you have your mage kings. You know, some some variations like that. But the, the real strength to me comes down, although people can run any genre with it, and that was the intention there, genre and, and uh, any timeline, any setting, yeah, is yeah. the- If you really want to play Food Wars, you is, can do it. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the cross genre, cross hopping. And with the, the multiverse, we have powers built in that you can go between different dimensions, different worlds, and you can either do it between worlds or dimensions in one session, or you can have it session to session. Think of like a, like a Stargate or uh, sliders or something like that. And that kind of diversity also allows people to play their characters they want. And so you'd have the, okay, we're playing fantasy. It's good. Great. I'm a mecha. It's like, well, okay, <laughs> sure. You came for portal from the, the high fantasy from the mecha world. Yeah, and so now you're in the fantasy it. world. And, and that kind of works, whether it's, uh, and you see it in anime all the time, so many different SK uh, shows where people, a lot of like, high school students, but not just that, people can come through with tanks, uh, people can come through uh, with fantasy into 
Tokyo, for example, you can play in a real world type setting, but now you have your magical girls or you have your your horror demons. I mean, demons in Tokyo are like such a trope for anime, for example. <laughs> so that's kind of the the thing that I think we're, we're really seeing the strength of it is you can do whatever you want and blend it together in the same game and it still works. Well, you you mentioned two of our favorite shows. Uh, I, I know Hingo uh, was a huge fan of Sliders back in the day. I'm a huge was, Stargate yeah. fan. So yeah, I, I have so. all the episodes on my Plex server. <laughs> well, I have oh, a feeling really? the three of us are roughly the same age, so uh, <laughs> certainly a lot of that plays out. Like when you I'm probably still the oldest one, face, as opposed to virtually. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm very similar. I would much rather face to face around a table. Uh, but if that's not going to be the reality going forward, and I have to make it look at making some changes. So be it. We have to adapt. That's one of the advantage of PDF books now, as opposed mm -hmm. to print books, that you can do this virtually. Even though I'd much rather sit face to face with people and, and play yeah. that way. I mean, some of the the best role playing sessions that we're you're, you're playing for 12 hours around a table and yes pizza and like granted it's also university years before marriage before children before responsibilities what, uh, what does that but, stop how does that stop anything yeah i, I <laughs> so i think our age certainly has that familiarity put your it. wife in your pl in her place that's what you yeah crafty yes we are reading chat we're just kind of going through uh and we're, i'm hitting because we have some questions in order i absolutely do appreciate uh, if you missed it to heathen dog crafty sub five more people again Five more people. Yes, I did miss it. I was away. I, oh. I, I was I was getting a drink and then and then halfway through I realized I also had to use the heathen dogs room. Well, I'll let you scroll because I'm I'm using a uh, um, Streamyards chat. I'll let you go back and Twitch chat and you can That's bring that I'm up doing. in a moment. Yep. Um. So where were we? Uh. Basically, where I was welcoming. Uh. Where does Bessem D twenty come into play? I bought that about two thousand ish. Didn't know there was a there were other editions. So. Uh, Interesting about SMB20. So uh, this is actually, we were, I was at a, the Gamma Trade Show in Las Vegas, and that's a big industry event with a lot of people go to, and that was probably 2001, 2002, we were there, and I was driving back to Los Angeles afterwards to hang out with some of my gamer friends, John Zinzer, uh, president of Alderac Entertainment Group. They did Legend of the Five Rings, 7C. Oh, really? They're mainly, they're into board games now, but John Zinzer, great friend, and he had said, so yeah, are you going to do a Bessem? version in d20 it's like no like trice that system so much better why would i possibly want to do that and he says well if you don't do anime d20 someone else is going to do that i was like oh crap you're right um you know i had the, the, the you know, guardians of order had the lock on on anime role playing and the d20 field was getting huge and so i thought oh you're you're right john we really do need to do it and so how do i take my point-based universal multi-genre system and tag it on to d20 which was primarily a fantasy-based power-based not points-based not effects-based system and the answer is i think i did it very badly and with a lot of arrogance in it well, yeah. Um, I would say, you know, if, if, if actors say they do those films for the money, I could say I did best in D20 for the money. And that's well, what we needed at the time. Um, yeah, exactly. some people love but it. you know what, it you, is, you are not alone. Chaosium made the same mistake yeah. in, in the early 2000s. Yeah. They, 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 nope. they came out with a call Absolutely. of D20 and it was a flop. It was an absolute failure. Yeah, a lot failure. of people did. And, and sales wise, it best me 20 did quite well. And reputational wise, I mean, we did a, a we released a, the SRD of it. We were very few companies that actually released a full SRD. Our open gaming concept of that was let's make it open as possible and then release the SRD so other people could use it. And very few people were doing that type of stuff. So we embraced it fully, 
but it was with an arrogance of the goal is to get people playing Besom D20 and then move them from D&D into Besom because we are better. Tristat is better. Effect space is better. And that was my goal. And I think it, it, did, it didn't fail or succeed. It is what it is. But as a design product, I think it was a failure, which leads to forward, 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 forward. We get Besom 4th edition coming out. Great. Um, and then someone said, what about Besom D20? I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing Besom D20. It was done and we're in fifth edition. There's no longer D20 in the same way. And then the lockdown on COVID happens and I have all this time in my hands like, ah, let me just start tinkering with this fifth edition thing and just take a look at this and just start deconstructing some stuff. And a few months later, it's like, oh, so apparently anime 5e is a thing and it is done. It's, <laughs> I wrote that and it's going to be coming out next year. It's something we haven't talked a lot about right now, but this is not the best D20 updated for fifth edition. This is taking a point-based anime approach to Dungeons and Dragons, not taking D20 and slapping on onto Bessem. And this product is vastly superior to anything I did in Best Me 20 because it respects the source material. It really plays to its strength and it integrates fully with Dungeons and Dragons and none of this alternating systems and, you know, our system is better. No, no, now you can play your, you, if you have a D&D game and then someone brings in um, a magical girl who happens to be a cat girl and brings that in to your D and D group with your fighters and your wizards and your clerics and it works. And so anime five E is coming out next year. We are so happy with it. Oh, I, I, I want to read that just to, just to really, really look at all at the possible balance issues that could happen. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I did that, is I, mean, I, that, I that's gotta be a tightrope. We deconstructed everything down in that's presented in fifth edition, deconstructed all the classes, all the races, understand mm -hmm. all their abilities. And then when I deconstructed them, started assigning point values and started looking at the balancing aspects. And that way I also did this with Bethany 20, but I think I did it in a more holistic way. And then now what you're doing is rebuilding up from there. It does lose some of the, the exclusivity that Dungeon Dragon has. Like one of the things that is exclusive to, you know, fighters cannot cast spells. That's a wizard domain or the cleric domain. And cleric or wizards cannot easily uh, carry a two-handed sword and wear plate mail armor. And that's the exclusivity that's been in D&D since the beginning. So yeah. when you have an, a point-based game, suddenly exclusivity is gone if I've opened it up and I have opened it up, which could lead to some balancing issues. But it also leads to the guy that says, well, I want to play a fighter, but I know this one spell. And I got, the, I get this one thing I can do. I can, I can, whatever it is, I can heal, I can teleport, I can fly, but I'm, I'm a D and D fighter. It's like, great. You can do it now. And I, now I give you the concepts of how to do that. So it breaks down the exclusivity, but it increases the inclusivity of creating the characters that you want to create, just like you can do in Besom, but now it does it with a fifth edition framework. Okay. Now I, I, I will admit that the idea sounds great but I have real reservations about the execution, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any prejudgments <laughs> on it. I want to see it when it comes out next year. Uh, do you have a time frame? First, second, third quarter? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I'm thinking given it's 
level of development and where we are, um, like the cover art's done, all the interior art's done, the layout's done. We're doing some play testing. Uh, mm -hmm. And some of the, one of the things in this current Bessem Kickstarter that we have at high, the higher pledge levels, some people are getting early access to some play test files uh, to give some input if they're interested in for Anime 5e. So I'm thinking probably first quarter is when I plan to do some crowdfunding for it. I think this is going to be not the book for Bessem players, because they already have that. That's Bessem 4th edition. Yeah. These are for our D&D players that want a little bit more of their game, or their anime are D&D players that maybe like anime, and they want that anime feel in it. And so I'm thinking crowdfunding it first quarter, coming out second or third. But of course, uh, right now, long-term predictions aren't exactly the forte of anyone <laughs> in the world currently. So, you know what, we think that's what it's going to be. Yeah, we're, we're just going to say end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth <laughs> quarter of, of 2021, when you could actually get this in your hand. Yeah, I mean, I would normally have said, it'll be open Gen Con. But now the, those cons dates aren't meaningful, perhaps. Yeah, anymore. yeah, we don't I know almost what lost a few grand on this last one. So, so that we're getting a few comments uh, on this 5e thing. I, I'm going to kind of pose a, 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 we'll call it a question, but it's going to be with my take on it. And please correct me where I'm wrong and, uh, and tell me where you think I'm right. To me, that there's this putting of, so first of all, I can't stand fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to be very upfront about that. I don't like, I don't even like the rule set for it, let alone what it is in terms of Dungeons and Dragons, but that's neither here nor there. They're here nor there. I see this as a very smart Kind of like what you're talking about with the D20 version, a smart business decision. Get in there, become the anime name. Uh, people, as we all know, once they start playing D&D or pretty much any other game, whatever their first game is, they don't like to leave it. So, you know, uh, so keep with that rule set. I absolutely get that, understand that, and I think it is a smart business decision and something you should do. And you also said that this isn't for Besson players. This is for people on the D&D side. My question with this is, uh, for people who play Bessem, or for people who would like to get those players to eventually merge or move from the fifth edition core rules to the tri-stat system. Uh, it, he already answered that question. I mean, with, with the original D20 thing, he said his original intention was to try and get people right. over to Bessem, and that was that, not... So I'm, so I'm asking that for the fifth edition side oh, of it, it Oh, do you still have that mindset? Right. Yeah. Right. And and honestly, although, you know, you could always look and say, well, why wouldn't you want more people playing all of your products? And obviously, if I can get a person buying one, buying all of our books, great. That's that's good for us. But there's a there is a reason Bessem is not part of this new game. It is anime 5e. And it's very specific because it is not Bessem. It is 5e, but it's an anime version of it. And it's somewhat intended to educate but not from an arrogance point of view the way I, I i had it back in the early 2000s but educative hey here's some ideas about effects in a game and what you can do with effects and how it's a little bit different and here's some ideas about uh point balancing where points as a concept doesn't exist in D, &D. uh it's it's just there you go up in level and you get an ability well now you go up in a level and you get one ability and then you get four points and you can spend these four points on anything you want. And you got this book of, oh my gosh, what am I gonna spend these four points on? I'd like to have an extra proficiency, or maybe I want to, to increase my saving throw on something, or maybe I wanna fly and, and have this new thing that I can do. And so while 
if people got educated about they're, they're strictly D&D players like I was. I was a second edition AD&D guy. That was my thing. And it's still, in many ways, my favorite version. But but looking back now that I've worked with fifth edition so well, I like it better than three, and I like it better than four. Uh, I, it's, it's probably technically better than two, uh, although two is still my baby because that's what I grew up with. But uh, it's it's giving people who play fifth edition a peek behind the curtain into other aspects of game design and what is possible while doing it with respect that if you don't want to, you can still 100% play in your sandbox of your fifth edition of your power based. And I'm not going to break that, but I'm going to give you a little bit more flexibility than you currently have and allow you to decide how far you want to go with that. And yeah, maybe some people will come over. I'm not going to certainly be quiet on the fact that we've done Besom because that is the the start of Anime 5e was Besom. But if people only want the Anime 5e and they just want to continue playing d and I'm totally fine with that because this is a product for them, not for just an acquisition product. Uh, at least that's okay. what I like to think. My motivation is different than it used to be. Uh, I'm at a different place than I was you know, almost 20 years ago now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a uh, question again from Shadzar. We got a few other people did ask questions, but apparently he asked a bunch right away. But uh, why as a game maker, would you say that one power mentioned previously, Mulligan, was underpowered while everyone else thinks it's overpowered? I actually think you answered that so in the chat, yeah, but go ahead. Right. But let's 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 hear sure. Yeah, no, that, that's a good question. Uh, and obviously, everyone has a, a different point of view, but I come from a very narrative focus of my games. And so when I look at rolling dice, people are like, oh my gosh, I can re-roll four dice around, eight dice a session, 10 dice a session. Look at what I can do with re-rolling dice. I'm like, great. But re-rolling dice, all it allows you to do is change the probabilities of something that you can already do versus adding on a new skill set on, on something else you can do. So yes, with these five points, you can reroll tons of dice. And so what you're good at, you're even better at, but breadth and diversity also has some advantages. And so adding on something differently, I looked at it as, as another strength. Um, now, when I typically build characters for almost any game, whether it's Amber or any game, I, I do like not the jack of all trades. I like the focus. So rather than, oh, all my stats are balanced. No, no, I'm going to go 10 in one stat and like three or four in the others. Like That's I'm going gonna, gonna to give myself a role-playing <laughs> focus. That's what I like doing. It's not not a power gaming thing. It's, it's a character-driven narrative focus and the numbers back up my focus. So when I look at the the game, I may be taking a very different point of view about success and failure because succeeding in a die roll to me is irrelevant because the story is going to be better with a success or a failure. It doesn't matter if I succeed or not. What matters is what is the the story going to be? How can my character, how can I integrate with the narrative of of the story and giving me more powers to play with and more diversity to play with or in some ways more power, like going from mind control level three to level four, for example, that gives me more story hooking than just saying, oh, I succeeded this role. Well, if you didn't succeed at the role, the game is still going to be great because the game, the, the, the quality of the game should not be dependent upon your success or fails of your roles. That is irrelevant, which is why I look at re-rolling as the least important aspect of, of all of Bessem. And some people like you had 
you know, you're kind of the, your first look at it, you instantly said, oh, one, <laughs> two, two dice rolls is too powerful. Level. It should be one per level. And I've run all the, the calculations on it from a balancing point of view. And I actually think it should probably be three or four per level, uh, <laughs> the dice rolls, in order to make it worth one point. Because that one point from a role-playing narrative point of view in a different place is so much more powerful than just having a better chance of succeeding at something that doesn't have any change to how much you're going to enjoy the story because you're going to enjoy the story whether you succeed or you fail because if you don't then the story's not being done very well so you you mentioned a couple of things there that uh, that i want to point out to people in our chat is uh obviously you're mentioning story a lot and i know there's this big weird rift between rpg games and story games and i i don't care about any of that i i like story in a game um but what you said to me speaks to almost all or, or the thought process between a lot of different rules light systems. It's like, sure, I don't care. You can roll the dice a hundred times. Doesn't matter. Uh, we're trying to make, we're here to make this simple. We're here to uh, move things along. The dice rolls are only intended for when they're important anyway. So sure. You want to re-roll it 15 times, re-roll it 15 times. Can we move along now? I, I'm not saying you're saying those words, but it's just, uh, it's kind of that rules light mentality of either worked or didn't work. Let's go on. It's more, as you said, like in the diversity of characters and in the story and how that's progressing in of itself. It's something I actually agree with. Hearing you say that makes perfect sense to me. I still have to see it in play. I haven't played, but uh, conceptually, I like that. Yeah, and some of the, the most fun I've ever had in, in any game, with board games or role-playing games, is when you don't succeed in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm playing a, a heavy Euro game, I'm much rather losing against a better opponent than winning against a weaker opponent. I want to lose because then I'll learn something and it's a more mm -hmm. interesting aspect. When I'm playing a role-playing game and you, you have these plans and you're executing these plans and then the NPC that you were trusting backstabs you and screws up your plans and something bad happens to you. I'm not saying you'd lose an arm or anything, but narratively you wanted to win, your character wanted to win, and now your character is losing. When that happens, often I find as a player, I'm winning more than, than I'm, I'm losing that way. I win mm -hmm. when my character's put into conflict and gets unexpected results. And I'm not saying that you know, you never want to succeed in dice rolls, of course. The, the mulligan there can be kind of fun. I mean, who doesn't, when you're playing D&D &D and you roll that D20 and you get a 20, it's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I mean, the dice rolling, it, it's valuable. It has, its, it has its strength there. But if you have a group of players and you're fighting against this big bad in a dungeon with D&D &D or, or Bessem, and everything's dependent upon this one thing happening right, and it doesn't, well, unless you're all going to get eaten and the GM cancels the game, then the fallout of what you have to do now that your your plan failed that can often be much more fun than actually succeeding mm -hmm. i agree uh i'm seeing a bunch of comments in here it seems like they're talking back and forth there i know there's a couple yes we are reading twitch chat we'll, we'll get back to you crafty because we owe you a big thanks for that i just we have a guest on so i want to make sure that we're still moving this forward i want to ru run a quantum leap game in Bessem. that sounds interesting no that 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 is that is it, it's it's a, a similar way of running a game as as what uh what uh mark actually said about a, a stargate game or a sliders yeah. game you know the, I, I, that's i like the comment yeah 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 the the uh, quantum leap thing is instead of traveling in space to to an unfamiliar place you're traveling in time to an unfamiliar place so yeah i mean the the, the rules could be adapted pretty easily for that yeah i wrote this down already but since it was brought up in the chat i'm gonna so uh, 
Would you like to talk about future products? What are one of the things I'm going to do here? So I'm going to share your Kickstarter page again. I can find it. Share that. Let's get it over to the Kickstarter one. Uh, if you want to talk about what is in here, I will try to scroll and keep up. Yeah, and and you know I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for that. I didn't come on here to you know promote our stuff or whatnot. I came in to, to see what you were doing, and but I, and I really do appreciate this kind of exposure. So Bessem Extras is the next wave of the Bessem product. So in the first Kickstarter in 2019, so that was your core book. Uh, in two different versions, you got your rules, lighter version of the core book, Bessem Naked, as well, your your existing core book. And then you had your your standard stuff that supports your base game. You got your GM Scream and Adventure, you had your character folio, you know, the expanded character sheets, and you had dice. And so that was the first wave on oh, and, and Bessem Primer, which is the free thing that just kind of gives you a 16-page, really stripped-down version of Bessem so you can understand what it's about. So that was the first wave of Bessem. This is though the next wave that's focused primarily on Bessem Extras. As as the, the, um, the centerpiece of it. Bessem Extras, it's a 144-page full-color book, which is the optional and enhanced rule options for Bessem. And you'd think, well, Bessem was 350 pages long, and it's a rules-like system, you're saying. How could there possibly be more? Well, part of it is, is giving options as opposed to saying this is now a rule. So here's how you can do critical hits, and here's several different ways to do critical hits. Here's how to change the cost of ability of a uh, uh, stats. So instead of a straight two per stat, what if you priced it based on a Fibonacci sequence? What if oh. the first four were free and then after that cost five for every extra one? And so every option that we're presenting is a different way for you to look at the game and say, oh, this is an interesting thing I can bring into the game. And so we expanded out with social combat rules. So you you have the two main characters, very dramatic situation in anime, a verbally sparring at a bar uh, with all these patrons arounding them. How do you resolve that? Well, we have social combat rules. We have mass combat rules so that you can resolve a hundred year war between two, you know, a, an elven army and an orc party. You can resolve with one more role for a hundred years done. Like this is see, the type of you, You're actually stepping in into game. an area Whereas one of the things I love about the year zero engine, because I think it has some of the best social combat rules out there. And if you've got a system that competes with that, <laughs> <laughs> that's something that I'm definitely interested in. Well, it does with a, it, I, mean, I don't know if it competes. I mean, that's going to be, of course, uh, everyone's individual you know, sure. aspect of whether they like it. Uh, but we, we bring stuff into Bessem that hasn't been there before. Sanity rules. So Call of Cthulhu is obviously very big. So what if these tentacled horrors from other dimensions are, you know, do you want to bring in uh, the concept of sanity? Well, we give those rules as well as all the things like called shots and critical mm -hmm. hits and critical fumbles. And di we have diceless Bessem. Here's how you run Bessem diceless. In addition, we have these packed of abilities think of them like like a spell book effectively except we're not calling them spells because what if they're not based on magic what if it's a psionic ability what if it's a technological ability these are power packs and power bundles that we bring through as well as over 70 items that we've statted out to either use exactly as they are or i think of the more important role to give people the idea of how you can create items and some of the attribute combinations so one of the interesting things in there is we have a tinfoil hat is an item we stat out that gives you a mind shield, but only if you believe it actually works. Uh, hmm. And so these are some kind of aspects that people hadn't really thought of that we're bringing into this. So that's what the, the main focus of this new Kickstarter is Bessem Extras. It's the essential optional rule book. 
Past Excellent. there, we also have five other expansions. We have Dramatis Personae, which is 71 NPCs plus an organization. And so that's a, another hardcover, full color. And it's really designed to uh, just give people a bunch of characters that they can play with. And it's a great resource for that. We have 2D Animinis, where these are the cardboard minis that we have. So we can't do all these miniatures that other companies can do. This isn't a minis game. And it honestly, we don't have tactical actions and tactical movements in Bessem. It's not really that type of game, but some people yeah. still want some sort of visual representation when they're on a table. And I like doing it, even though I don't use squares and hexes and exact distances, but just kind of, well, this was where the general stuff is. So we give uh, there's 110 cardboard minis that we provide in here. And so people can use them in their games. We so, also have, have the ever... dice tower and dice tray. So this is, completely frivolous. Does anyone need a dice tower or dice tray? No, there's a table. You could roll it on any surface. But what this is, it's kind of neat. The dice tower is, a, you know, it's a tree. It's a water slide going inside a tree from one of our prime worlds. And we think it's kind of a cute little way to roll your dice in the, the dice tower. And it's constructed a cardboard. You just, we give you punch boards, you punch it out and put it together. And then two trays as well, in case you don't want to use the tower, you want multiple options and either just, you just snap them together, really quick neoprene dice trays. And so once again, just a simple resource. And then the last two products are smaller books. Uh, Bessem Adventures, volume one, is a 32-page two-part adventure that is for introductory level characters that is a, kind of a world hopping between two different worlds. You go back and forth and you get powers when you're in one and then you go back to the other world and you're back to your normal character. So you kind of play with two different types of characters in that one in the adventure. And then Bessem Tokyo Sidekicks, actually a partnership with, with our publishing partner we have Japanime games. So they handle all of our sales fulfillment and they are coming out with a board game called Tokyo Sidekick, which is an import of a Japanese board game. And hmm. there's a bunch of characters in this. This is your standard anime superhero. So think of My Hero Academia. Well, this is effectively like a My Hero Academia board game. And what we've done is we've statted out the characters from the board game. So again, it's more NPCs, but it's more of a superhero NPC. So that's what this Kickstarter is about. It's six expansion products. None of them are necessary. All you need is a core book. That's it. One one book will give you everything you need. Extras is a really good optional book, and I'd highly recommend that. If people could could just stretch their budget and get one more product, Bessem Extras is what I'd recommend. And then after that, it's like, well, what do you want for your game? How do you want to expand it? Do you want more NPCs? Do you want a GM screen? Do you want dice? Do you want a place to roll the dice? And so that's what this Kickstarter was. And we have the second batch uh, for this. And because we've already taken a slightly different method for most Kickstarters, where everything's printed and is shipping over from our factory now, this Kickstarter ends in early December. And hopefully, if things go well with customs, by the end of December, this will all be fulfilled physical products as well as digital. So super fast fulfillment on this one. Well, so one that's of the things that, I, that I again, see on here. I, I, Oops, sorry. Yeah. I, 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 I like, didn't so, want to really make this kind of like a sales pitch, but that's what we're doing currently. There's more yeah. stuff for 2021 I can talk about if people wanted, but that's what's currently up. Sure. And, you know, we can, we can talk about that in just a moment. Well, actually, no, I, well you got to go. I got to go, care. yeah. I don't. <laughs> you don't. Mark, it was, uh, well, it was, it was great meeting really you. nice talking to you. I really appreciate you, you stopping by our little stream to, to see what, what we think about your piddly little game. And <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you, you decided to come on with us and, uh, and talk with us. It, it, uh, it, it gave us better insight in the game, and that's exactly what we do on this when, when we go an overview. We want to glean some insight in this game to see if it's, you know, if it's worth a much closer look, if it's worth a buy, basically. And 
for for the most part, your book is worth is worth a buy. So uh, I'm I'm glad I was uh, introduced to it, and I was glad I, I'm glad I was introduced to you. So I want to say goodbye. Well, thanks, and uh, yeah, look forward to seeing more from you. Great, and I like to say uh, goodbye to everyone else as well, especially uh, Max Liao. Yeah, get and, out of here. Uh, I got things to talk back. about. Yeah, I'll be back uh, on uh, Monday for m Monday, Wednesday, seven days to die. Yeah, so with the seven days to die stream during the day, and uh, of course Saturday night, and. Uh, Thursday night with a uh, smite and risk. So uh, look for me then until then don't look for me now because I'm out. Everyone <laughs> have a good Thanks man. Thanks. So the, the, the what I, what I wanted to mention here is like, I use the arc Knight miniatures. I don't know if you know what those are. They're like the clear plastic. So yeah. your, your standees, cause I keep getting yelled at that. They're not miniatures. I don't care. Uh, but uh, so I actually like, so for me, it would be extras and these actual uh, these standees. I enjoy that stuff because I tend to play, doesn't matter what game I'm playing. I tend to play theater of the mind, kind of like you talked about in your book. And I use these as just generic representations of like, okay, this is about where everybody is. This is what you're trying to do. Let's go ahead. Let's move it. Let's talk about it. Let's go on. I don't like five foot rules. I don't like 10 foot rules. I don't like squares. If I'm going to do anything like that, I'll do a hex, you know, but so I, that's actually what I've been most interested in. I don't see a lot of people actually trying to do quality standees. Uh, it's either minis, like you were saying, which is crazy if you don't batch build them, or you know, it's it's a here here's a file. Go put it on your three D printer. Well, not all of us have that. <laughs> so, yeah, precisely. So is there? Uh, you talked about things going forward. Is there a web page that can I go uh, on your page here? Uh, actually, hold on. Before I do that, let me one more time put this into chat. So. Yeah, so we don't typically talk too much on our okay. um, like on our website. We usually only put kind of things that are done or in the process of being done on a website. The projects we talk about what will be coming out for 2021, that's usually up to the socials, talks like this, uh, Discord, we'll, we'll have some discussions on there about what's coming. And so we allude to in, in this Kickstarter, in some of the higher pledge levels, we talk about accessing playtest files for a game called Pixie and a game called Anime 5e. Pixie is, think of this as a, um, the new version of a focused tri-stack game. And so Besom, which covers everything, is you know every setting, every power level is 352 pages. Well, if I'm dealing with the borrowers slash Arietti slash Pixie's living in your house, and what they can do, well, now it's a 32 page tricep book, which is still a complete game, mm -hmm. but it, it no longer needs to give you everything they can do because Pixies can't do everything. And so this is gonna be a beginner's box set uh, type of thing. So there's a 32 page rule book. There are six characters uh, or six day character sheets that have pictures and then their full stats on them. You can pass around to the players as well as uh, what we're calling uh, scenarios, which aren't full 32 page adventures, but they're kind of like one page adventures that you can run through. And here's the, the parameters of those. And then there's going to be dice in there as well. And so for a reasonable price point, it's now an application of a very specific version of TriStat. Now, mm -hmm. could you just do this from the core book? Well, sure, but we are presenting characters and a setting and concepts around that and also limitations. So now instead of these open-ended dynamic powers for magic, Pixies get access to, there are three different levels of magic and there's six spells in each level and that's what they get access to. So I'm a, I can do level three magic and I have two spells I get access to and that's it. So I think it's more like a, like a D and D style mage in that aspect, but still everything true through tristat lands. And so that's the Pixie game. Those are kind of two of the 
previously announced big bigger i mean Pix pixies is still pretty small because it's an introductory style game and it'll be a box set uh, but the anime 5e is a standalone core game anime and add it on to your fifth edition DD game the pixies is the new version of the tristat and there'll be a line of those types of boxes and then the fifth one or the the third one which we people knew we were doing it, and this is the new version of silver age sentinels which we're calling absolute mm -hmm. power uh, and the reason why that comes from you know the obviously quote about power corrupts but absolute power corrupts absolutely this is not the boys uh tv <laughs> show you're not silver age sentinels version two is not the boys but it's a point where all of the heroes who were in the game, Silver Age Sentinels came out in 2001, was set in 2001. Well, now this new game is set in 2021. It's now 20 years later. The setting has progressed by 20 years. The characters are now 20 years older and the world is not the same as it was, obviously. Um, and right now, all the heroes are effectively encouraged to just reach a little bit further for a little bit more power because then they can protect you better right and you know we, we see that very common in the real world i mean that's mm -hmm. how far do you go with some of those those reaches for power if it's for your own good and these are some of the the conflicts that some of the characters going to have to have and then you have characters that 20 years ago you know who were like authoritarian regime leaders um, they're looking now, 20 years later, thinking, uh, am I even relevant in this world anymore? Because uh, there's lots of countries doing what I do. Uh, <laughs> and so they have to advance the world. And so this is absolute power. It's a tri-stat game. It uses the same system as Bessem. And so if someone wanted to buy it that already owned Bessem and they wanted a completely new system, that's not, you wouldn't buy it for that purpose. But this is the superhero version. And you know, we talked about about Bessem kind of like level six for most of the attributes. Well, this is level 10 because superheroes are obviously Makes ratchet sense. up a power level. So now level 10 is very common for every attribute. That's our main big focus of our three key points next year are, is hmm. absolute power, pixies and anime 5e. And then the fourth thing I'll just mention, it's not, we're not in a position where we can talk about the date, but we have a writer lined up. And this is the next Bessem book, which is Bessem Multiverse. This is the setting book. It'll be roughly 140 pages. And it goes into the settings of the prime worlds and, and gives examples about how magic works in Excellent. specific worlds versus other worlds. It is, a, it is the setting book for a multi-genre universal game. Uh, we're hoping to have it out by the end of 2021, but it's still in the earliest phases. So we're not really ready to talk too much about that is, but that was the last big Bessem book was the multiverse. So I don't know if we're talking a long time and you know, oh, using no. this as a commercial, which was my, Please my do. Intent, but thank you for the opportunity to ask those questions and to give the answers. You know what I appreciate? So, so far, everybody we've had on the show has either been from UK or Canada or you know, wherever. No, nobody wants to shill themselves. And I'm like, please, we brought you on, shill yourself. So no, you're, you're all good here. Um, one of the things that you mentioned, uh, or you mentioned about that, and maybe I'm taking it the wrong way, but it's how, again, how my noodle works, is one of the things that D&D &D that I don't like about what they're doing now is they're just, it's like setting books are anathema to them. It sounds like these, what you're trying to make, are setting books. And that's something that I absolutely appreciate whether it's the palladium system where you know every book's got a little bit different rules with same kind of system or it's the year zero engine stuff where everything's a different setting or or uh my god i had another one in my head it, either way um i like having a unified rule system that i can say this is we're playing the anime version we're playing the superhero version we're playing the pixie version 
I personally, I like that. I could picture myself doing a fantasy Dungeons and Dragons type game using the tri set system, just with people with big eyes and small mouths and spiky hair. Uh, I, 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 so as I say, oh, so your setting books again. That's how I'm taking it, uh, especially with the Silver Age uh, Sentinels. I, I absolutely, I like that concept. Is that what you're looking for? Is to kind of create a setting in that, or are you just trying to show different ways of using Besom? No, in many ways, it's it's kind of an execution of what we did with the previous company uh, when we were first doing the TriStat expansions. And I'll let you in a little little secret that what everyone says they want is not what everyone is willing to buy. So what True. people want, and they say they want, is give me one core rulebook that's expensive, and then <laughs> give me a bunch of accessories. Don't reprint the rules because I don't want to rebuy rules. Give me everything and make them half the price. Make them really cheap. So give me all. Get, I want a, a fantasy book. I got the TriStack core book. Now give me the fantasy setting. Now give me the horror setting. Now then mm -hmm. you give this setting and don't put rules in any of those. Well, what this turns into is these are now all expansions for one game. They are not core books. And players love core books. Players yep. will buy core books. They won't do what they say they want to do because we've we've tried that. We did TriStat DX, which was the standalone version, stripped out version of TriStat back in the early 2000s. And we made it available for free downloading or was a $10 book, super cheap. And then the goal was then to give all these expansions, which stripped out the system and were just the the mechanics of that we did that with Bessem with the the license books we did uh initially sailor moon tenshi muyo el hazard were full complete games then we when we came out with second edition Bessem, we said great we're going to do these new anime licenses ultimate fan guides which gives you all the same content that we would do in a normal game but we're not going to give you the game because you already own the game that's Bessem second edition but we're going to do ultimate fan guides which will provide you the skills the the character stats for all, all of them we're going to give you full background talk about the show it'll be great financially not a good choice and it's we hmm. did far better by releasing core books so even if we do 20 different anime licenses we would be better to release 20 core books with all the same rules reprinted than we would book to promote one core book and then a bunch of setting expansions so what we're doing a little bit differently this time given that we know the limitations of what people actually want is we're no longer presenting the entirety of this giant book in a game like Pixie, we're very being very specific and we're stripping it down to only what you need for that genre. But then in addition, because we're stripping it down, we now have a little bit of flexibility on re on presenting some aspects we didn't have before. For example, if you remember when you're talking about, oh look, we had uh, health points is body plus soul times five. Yes. Well now in Pixies, health points is just body times soul or body plus soul, it's not times five. So health points is no longer times five, which means our armor is no longer times five, which means our damage is no longer times five. And we've stripped out a variable of five in everything. And so now your attack does one damage or two damage and your armor stops one damage or two damage. I mean, it simplifies things down and it's the same system. Uh, and you could easily just multiply everything back by five again, but that five times granularity was needed in a game like Bassam because we had to cover an entire range mm -hmm. of a universal system. And so we needed a much more granularity. When we're stripping everything down to one specific genre, one setting, we can remove some of that granularity and have a tighter book with it, which is slightly different presentation of TriStat system that's still 100% compatible, but it's just a slight variation. And that's one of the things we're looking at doing. And so it's kind of a blend of what I think people say they want and then what people are willing to pay for 
And we're trying to come up with a blend of those. Uh, is it going to be successful? Well, I don't know because we haven't released it yet. But I think this is a winning combination with this new version of the TriStat additional books. Something like our big ones, like our like Absolute Power, is going mm -hmm. to be Bessem, but it's superheroes. It's still a massive amount of content, 350-page book. Like It's still going to be really big, full-on <laughs> core book full color, really awesome product. That one, we're not giving it a short treatment. But with this other line of, of examples, the settings, as you mentioned, we're trying something a little bit different with that. And we have, you know, Pixies is our first one. We're going to do some interesting with dragons. We're going to do some stuff with zombies, uh, you know, some of uh, variations, but not always what people expect. This isn't going to be your standard zombie book or your standard dragon book or whatever we do next uh it's going to be have a different spin on it that hopefully will give people ideas on what to do with their own stuff because part of our our goal has never been to say here's the game here's the setting use it exactly as it is it's here's what we our ideas are now and in, get inspired by what we gave you and do your own thing and then you've been very clear about that even in the besson book as well and i like that you got a couple of people excited about dragons myself as one so i think that book might Right. I don't know if this question was uh, directed towards you or if it was towards Chad. I can't quite tell at this point, but it was uh, why why not just help introduce? So I think this was back on the uh, anime 5e. Uh, why not just help introduce people to a new game talking about Bessemer Tristat? So like, hey, you want to play this game? I've got this game for you. It's not 5e, but I'll help you learn it. Uh, I don't know if that question was directly towards you, but if you've got a comment on that. Yeah, I'd say just in general, D&D um, &D players play D&D, &D, mm -hmm. and thus they want to buy D&D &D stuff. You, if you look at Kickstarter, what are the top-selling oh RPG Everything's 5e. factors? <laughs> now, they are. It's not just and D &D, Pathfinder. <laughs> all the core books by the big-name people. When Money Cook does something, it's going to go huge, right? When World of Darkness people do something, going to go huge. There's no doubt about that. But strip out those big successes, which are usually core books, strip out those, and you have the Dungeons and Dragons spell book, boom, $400,000, like massive amounts of backing. And it's not that I'm saying I'm trying to tap into that funds, but there's a huge player base that I would love to be able to access and just give them some things that maybe they hadn't thought about before. Because I think most of the 5e stuff that's coming out now that is just more of what they're used to. It's just, it's just more. So here's D&D &D and here's more of it. Well, mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, well, here's a variation of D&D &D, and here's a, an anime aspect of it. That's now a point-based aspect. That's now a balanced aspect because if anyone thinks that a first level bard and a first level wizard are balanced, they're crazy. They're not. <laughs> uh, the Mathematically, I don't think they are. And I broke them all down. And it's clear that the two most powerful classes in basic fifth edition and first level is a barbarian and a wizard. And they're both 200 points in the new version of anime 5e and other okay. aspects you know this ranger might be only be 170 points at first you know is what they like overall and so i have to bump those up that's not just over first level that's over 20 levels and so there's adjustments on these characters and so why don't i just say play this other game and show them that is because dnd players don't want to be told that they're playing the wrong game they love D&D, &D, they want to play D&D, &D, and I want to allow them to keep playing that. I just want to give them some extra tools that maybe they don't have currently. So, so Marhawk, if I don't ask this soon, Marhawkman's going to stab me. Uh, he keeps asking if you've read or played, uh, I've got to find one of the comments, but do you know what uh, those who hunt elves are? Yeah, tanks in a fantasy land. Uh, let's see, see, I was trying to find his exact question. I know he's posted a couple of times in here. 
Uh, I can't find it. Marhawkman, if you want to ask it a fourth or fifth time, copy and paste it. I don't know. I don't see your actual exact question in here, but I know you mentioned it a couple of times. So I'm not skipping anybody's questions, or at least I'm not trying to. It's just, you know, I want to give uh, Mark time to say what he needs to say. And uh, you guys are chatting, which we do appreciate. Uh, was it uh, some tentacles? <laughs> my wife. <laughs> if you didn't catch from earlier, my wife is actually Japanese, so uh, she always gives me crap over this stuff. I did. Let's see. So, oh yeah. So, uh, nope. That was. I can't fire it, Marhawkman. You'll have to post it again. Other than that, I think we're actually caught up on the questions towards you directly. Uh, Nora, question for McCann, are you familiar, oh, okay, so he said, uh, thank you, Noro. Uh, yeah, so you answered that question, are you familiar with those who hunt elves? I, I like the name of that, because I'd like to hunt elves. Or have you yeah, tried Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen it a long time ago, I'm not up with it currently. Yes, uh, have you tried running a game in that sort of genre? Oh, a game, no, I, I haven't, in that specific <laughs> one, I, I have not. Some of the ideas about, that I got about the, the cross-genre and the moving between them were somewhat inspired by some of that. Certainly, um, the idea of, of tanks in a fantasy world is pretty neat, uh, and that's, you know, you can do that easily with the, the rules that we present. The the big, I guess, the, the big cross-genre one right now, obviously, Isaka is huge, but uh, it's obviously Sword Art Online with people going to alternate worlds. And that is just kind of like the new version of El Hazard. You know? And, and you know, we did a book on El Hazard, which is here's how you take these regular characters. And this is where the unknown superhero power came from the El Hazard game that we, that's when it was first created because these characters, these high schoolers ended up in this world and they didn't know they had new abilities until they discovered they had them. And I was like, oh my gosh, we need to have that in Besom. So it came out in that game and now we've adopted it into the full fourth edition. Yeah, I think I saw that uh, post earlier. Mar Hockman says that's one of the things that reminded him. You know, I I, I have to say, uh, I'm one of those people, I think you mentioned it in one of your live streams that uh, that you had, is that Sword Art Online kind of rejuvenated the popularity. Uh, I have to tell you, that's what worked on me. I, I still don't watch anime. It's not that I hate it. I don't avoid it or anything. It's just it's not my cup of tea necessarily. However, through Sword Art Online, I then started watching Log Horizon, which I thought was better. Same same genre, same idea. Heathen Dog on his Plex servers got a few others. I started watching those. But if it wasn't for that, I probably to this day still would be making fun of anime. <laughs> so, so I mean, so they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, no, those are really good ones. So I, I so that would be something that I could find myself interested in playing. So far, I mean, I I got to be, you know, I'm not trying to pander because you're here. I'm saying this because I mean it. Which is, I'm actually interested in doing this. Which before today, even reading the book over the last couple of weeks since I got it, I'm like, all right, it's a game system. Uh, you might have heard some of the comments I made right at the beginning. Uh, you know, where where Heathen Dog and I disagreed on, you know, whether it's you know just a, kind of a GURPS type thing or whatever. But uh, I mean, hearing how you talk about it, talking through it here, uh, seeing the chat and so on and so forth, I think this is one of those things that I could see myself playing this and enjoying it. And I'm a, I'm a curmudgeon. I'm straight up. I, I, I fully admit that I'm a curmudgeon. I can complain about anything. I, I'm already ready to go. I, I want to play some. Max needs to watch Elfin Lead. I think I've seen that or part of that. It sounds so familiar or somebody's trying to make me watch it. Um, Log Horizon was great. Mark knows a common friend, C. Beck, that loves that show. Uh, do you know who C Beck is? Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I it's yeah, I yeah, I do. From he's from the Discord. He uh, one of the, oh, okay, the Discord okay. mods there. Uh, so it's it's interesting. We mentioned that you can see 
what you can come from this. And although it might not be where, you know, your initial gaming interests lie, certainly having these kind of interactions with the designer can, you know, pres- provide some insight. But also what you'll find is after you go through Bessemer, you're like, and you can spend hours and hours just trying to understand it and you you start with it. And then once it's done, you have your character, it almost fades into the background and disappears during play for most oh, groups that I've seen. I mean, there, there might be a couple that don't do it that way, but it just, it becomes transparent. And it's just once in a while, you're rolling some dice. And obviously in combat, you'll do it a little more often, but it's usually just all about the story. And it's like, if you have to have a great game master, people say one of the flaws of Bobesim is you have to have an amazing game master. I'm like, well, that's, that's true. But I don't think that's a flaw. Like, I think that's a strength. Otherwise, it's like when you get into the to the game that are more board game likes, like like I've seen D and D being run more like a board game, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's to me not the role playing experience that I want. So I think the requiring an excellent game master who can bring out the best of the players as well. I look at that as a feature, not a bug. I, I would agree with you on that one. I, I mean, I come from the old school, but like we've talked about on the stream here, I used to get mocked by the old first edition AD&D players and so forth. Oh, you're one of those Dragonlance campaigners, aren't you? With your role playing all the time. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly who I am. I do. Uh, we, we got a couple. Uh, Mark spent a lot of time here for us and we, we need to appreciate him for that. Also, it is 1021 p.m. here in Germany. So uh, I do work tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I do want to slowly wrap this up. So anybody with your final questions on here, and uh, and I apologize, going first name base if you prefer to be called Mr. McKinnon. Uh, but uh, it, whatever you want to promote, as soon as we're done with these questions, I'm going to give you all the time in the world to promote discords, websites, whatever whatever you think is important to you, your business, and and Bessem. I want to make sure you get that out there. But let's. Uh, Follow up with a couple questions here. Question: Why haven't you got Matt Mercer the anime V? What? Oh, co- Shadzar, stop it! <laughs> We're gonna skip that question. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Some we have some strong opinionated people in our, on our show. It's one of the one of the things that we're about. Uh, matter of fact, normally our segment two is when I go off on a rant about something, but we're not going to do that today. Um, you've been a calming influence on me. Shadzar uh, is trolling. I noticed that. Yes, he was trolling. Inuyasha uh, is interesting here. Serious question. It would fit. Okay. I, Chads are. Post that on our Discord. We'll talk later. Interesting here because it mostly plays straight. Okay, uh, that's his comment. I don't know if you're reading any of the comments or not, but uh, okay, uh, I'm going to leave the floor. You've got 10 seconds, 30 minutes. I don't care until you're done, but I, uh, bef- I do want to thank you once again. This has been awesome that you came on here, and whatever it is, and if you've got a link and you put it in a chat, I will copy and paste it and make sure it gets to all chats because we're streaming on multiple services right now. Yeah, no, no, thanks for that. I mean, it's it's really simple. I don't need a lot to, to wrap up. Uh, you know, I really appreciate this aspect of interacting with, with fans or reviewers or just people who are interested in more. We are really easy to find. I mean, we being small company, I do most of the promotion stuff. Um, so at Discami and that we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we do a lot of effective cross-posting between our different platforms. So follow us on the platform of your choice. So at Discami, easy to find. Discami.ca is our website. It has all of our links from there. And then the uh, Facebook page for the Bessem 4th Edition group is, I'd certainly recommend that. If you went to the, on the, the website and went to our Facebook page, which is our Discami Facebook page, you can go to the 4th Edition group. If you're interested in Bessem, that's a great resource. The second thing, and this is wonderful, it's not an official Discami site, and this is the TriStat fan page, which started out mm-hmm. as a Bessem fan page on 
uh, Discord. But then when they found out I was doing all this other TriStat stuff, like Absolute Power, so now it's turned into the TriStat uh, Discord channel. And an amazing group of people there. Uh, Sabre Expert is one of the ones that are there and you know interact with him regularly. So great community. Highly recommend that anybody check that out. Uh, yeah, just give us a look. Whether it's drop us a line on Facebook or Twitter, uh, on Discord, I'm pretty accessible. The stuff speaks for itself. We don't have a lot of products right now. Uh, it's pretty limited, but we have six existing Bessem products. There's going to be six new ones uh, by the end of the year. So the Bessem line could be could be a great place to start if you're looking for some role playing and if you're looking for some other stuff. Keep an eye on us. I think we will be a a good solid micro company. We're not growing big. Not going to have this big office, with lots of staff the way we had before. But uh, I think we're doing some interesting stuff for people that are looking for the types of games that we produce. So uh, you know, thanks for for all the time you spent with here and, and all that time you uh, you spent going over that system and i do look forward to uh what you got coming up next yeah ne- next week will be uh <laughs> well that's when we're gonna go over actions i i don't know how i have i have to actually dig into the second half of the book better um but uh, i'm gonna probably skip most of the game master stuff i think it's gonna be in three segments uh this one apparently being a lot longer than i intended it to be but that's okay i'll break it up on youtube for this week but uh, next week's gonna be about rolling dice and the mechanics and so forth and then we'll get into the gm section for the third one so um you're welcome here anytime while we're talking about your game absolutely you can jump in uh, like i said you can punch me in the face and tell me where i'm where i'm like not nah, that you, you've, you're not understanding this properly because we do also want to represent your game properly I, I hope from our perspective that it also looks like hey this is how somebody with experience in gaming but brand new to your game, who has read through it. I'm not going to say I read word for word, literally every attribute and so forth, but I I read through and I understood as best I could. This is how we see it. So if there's anything in there like, hmm, maybe this could use more explanation or wow, I actually explained that a lot better than I thought I did, you know, going forward. Some of those concerns I have when I'm writing my book is if I'm saying it the way that somebody reading it is going to see it like I did. Uh, I hope that's been helpful for you. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, certainly it has been. It's interesting that you uh, you had mentioned that you kept forgetting about changing the effective level on the enhancements and limiters. We had it written down, so obviously you had, <laughs> you had been through it. You recorded that, but you know during the discussion you you're talking about point changes, of course. And so it is interesting that uh, you know it, I, I like seeing the lens that you have going through the game because then it shows you know what, what some of the, the way it was presented was it presented in a way that you know kind of was my vision or are other people seeing that same thing so no this has been really really helpful if i can tune in next week I, I certainly will do so i'll just let you know that it was the twitter link that got my attention here i think you tagged their company in it i saw it retweeted it and that was the link so that worked somebody's to gonna attention. keep me on so twitter i hate twitter <laughs> and uh yeah no that that was really great so thanks again you're welcome. Appreciate you, uh, appreciate you having me on here. And you have uh, everyone, thank you everyone for participating. And uh, I look forward to seeing you all again sometime. And thank you as well. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Saber expert, if you want to uh, post that Discord link, that would be great. Um, Noro posted the Discami YouTube. Um, everybody, if you get an opportunity, you guys, anybody who's watched this show, more than this episode or if you go look at our, our youtube videos we can be very uh vitriolic um we can say some things that uh that modern D players and this modern sensitivity don't like but at the same time i like to think that we're honest so we're not always the the friendliest people in that regard but he came on and, and i think i mentioned this at the beginning of the stream too when i saw his uh when i saw his videos he seemed like a really friendly guy obviously passionate about the games that he makes uh Give him a thank you. 
check him out on Discord. Find one of those videos out there. Thank him for for being on our show. Uh, you know, people who treat us with respect deserve to be thanked and treated with respect back. So um, that was incredible. Was not expecting that at all. That was incredible. And honestly, because of him, we're not going to have a segment two today. We went from one to three. I'm going to have to find out how to break this up on uh, on on YouTube because it's incredibly long. Uh, maybe I'll do like the overview and then. Uh, the interview, if you want to call it that, or maybe I'll break up a three. I don't know. But uh, there's going to be no rant today. So uh, you can think, I'm telling you, it's people from Canada. They're always nice people, right? <laughs> so Unless they're trailer park boys. But uh, so, uh, yeah, so so no crazy rant. I'll tell you what it was going to be. It was going to be about that whole Matt Mercer thing that RPG Pundit uh, already took care of, which is that he backed out of a game uh, because he was given an Asian character, even though the game master is a black guy. But you know what? Not going to do that. So, yeah, peaceful stream. There you go. Uh, Saber Expert, uh, thanks for coming by. Crafty did not get the recognition that he deserved for giving us five subs. Um, so, uh, thank you, Crafty. I'm going to have to scroll back an hour and a half on this. Uh, by the way, guys, the amount of chat that you did on here was also absolutely amazing. So, oh, I can't even scroll back far enough. That's lovely. But, uh, so, thank you very much. Um, Indigo Dragon, if you're still there, I did see your comment, but uh, I agree with you. You know, that's how I feel as well. But, you know, he's a businessman. He's got to do what's right for his business. So, segment one, Max and Heathen read a log. Segment three, cracks everything, Max and Heathen. <laughs> Mr. Red, there you go. So, yeah, no, no rant today. I, it's, it's pushing 10.30 p.m. here. We've been doing this four and a half hours. I thought it was going to be a really short episode. Um, I think we hung up on the attributes a little bit too much. But part of that was because we were getting them wrong and we were being corrected. And you know what? I would rather get right information out there and be corrected than, uh, than spew out crap. So, and uh, I think with that, do you guys want to have kind of, we'll call it a bonus segment three where you guys come in and chat with me for a moment or do you think it's time uh time to head out i mean nobody came in to talk to to mr mckinnon so I, i'm guessing nobody wants to pop in but uh i'll give you guys a moment to type in a chat if you'd like to do that or if you think it's time to uh just call it a day well i'm not listening to you <laughs> go to bed max yeah probably should hey we have to, look, we're interactive, we're irreverent, and, uh, oh, I did that backwards. We're informative, irreverent, interactive. So, you know, I've got to do the interactive side of it. The Discord link for Triostat, um, I did not, yes, it looks like it did. And I will post it again so the people on the YouTube side get it as well. I will unplug your internet. I will make sure you never have internet again. Go to bed. Okay, everybody's telling me, okay, people are telling me to go to bed. So, I posted out there, so... Uh, Iron Man, this episode will be valuable for future player interested in getting... I I'm glad you feel that way, because one of the things that I was starting to struggle with is the fact that, you know what, are we making too many mistakes, or is it, is it too far off? But I, but I think it is important. Um, so, when we had the Legion with Weekly Livestream, Heathen Dog did a really good job of going over fundamentals. On the few times that I was able to be on it, because understand it was on at like 2, 3 in the morning for me here in Germany, so I was very rarely on it, either at a special time or because I had like the next three days off. I always did my stuff from going in blind, and that was intentional, especially with video games. 
this is what you're going to experience in the game. I didn't want to go in as the expert because going in as the expert doesn't really give you the true feel of what to expect when you're really playing the game. That's like people expecting all games to be critical role. They're professional voice actors. Come on now. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, with this new series, it's like we want to be somewhat knowledgeable. We want, well, we want to be really knowledgeable about what we're doing and what we're talking about based on our experiences. And I, and I, I think we covered that. And like I said, Mr. McKinnon came in and, and he straightened us up where we weren't. And I, I can't say how much I appreciate that. But everybody's telling me I have to go to bed. So uh, going in blind is more fun. Yeah, honestly, that's how I like to learn a game. Let me, before I go to bed here, let me tell you a pet peeve that happened to me when I was running Earth Dawn. Some of you may have heard this story already, but I'm going to say it anyway. I was trying to run Earth Dawn. It was first edition Earth Dawn. And uh, yeah, it's always been an issue trying to get people to change from D&D, whether second edition or third edition, whatever, to play Earth Dawn. It's like, oh my God. And just couldn't get people to do it. And, but everywhere that I've been and that I've exposed people to Earth Dawn, back to D&D. So that's awesome, right? Well, I, I got out of the Air Force, I'm at home in Minnesota, and I'm trying to get these people to play Earth Dawn, and finally, after like a year of just, hey, you know, we can try Earth Dawn, hey, we can try Earth Dawn, not interrupting anybody's game or trying to kick anybody out or anything, finally convinced them to let's give it a, guy, give it a go. People borrowed the books, kind of figured out what they wanted to be for disciplines and so forth, well, gave it to this one guy, he's a statistician in real life. He's the only person to borrow the book for literally more than a couple hours. He borrowed it for a week. I think it was a week. It was something like that. Maybe it was over a weekend. I, I forget. But it was for a few days. But I was like, dude, I need my book back. What are you going to play? He's like, I'm not going to play this game because I can't break it. What? So much more fun just figuring out, I want to play this. Can I make it? I'm not going to min-max it. I'm not. I'm going to do what seems like it should be right. This is how I'm going to make the, the character. And let's move on and I'll figure it out from there. So, uh, yeah. Streamlabs calmed down. Oh, wow. Crap, sorry about that. Yeah, you must have hit everything right at the perfect time. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when we're hours into. Min-max to the extreme. Well, because that game, you have uh, stats that are derived from other stats. Well, if you've, you know, 17, uh, 16, 17, 16, 17, and 18 are all the same step. So that means dice rolls, you, all, you roll the same dice no matter what the value is, 16, 17, or 18. However, each one, one gives you like a physical defense bonus, another one gives you a strength bonus, another, and, and it's not always linear across the board. So you don't just say, oh, I want a 16, but oh, I want a 17. Well, a 17 costs more points. It's a point by system uh, for how to make the characters. And he couldn't get the points to line up so that all six of the attributes were perfect. Like, right. <laughs> like, that's the way it should be. So, uh... I like to play uh, when I'm in the mood for it. Yep, uh, breaking the game is easy, but playing something fun is hard. Why not both of them? <clears throat> Excuse me. Unlimited. I said the best on how many attributes can I have? <laughs> Unlimited isms. How many? Well, it's that's all based on the. Uh, that's all based on the. Oh my god, I forget the term. I forget the term. Anyway, I like to both min max a character to be super good at one or two things, but I. I don't, not for my first character. I don't like to min-max, like, for the first character I make. I just like to play what seems fun or, or whatever. Now, as I know the game more, or especially if it's a tactical combat-heavy game, maybe I'll move in that direction. But if I wanted to play just pure stats, I'd play more of a board game, or I'd go back to playing Battletech all the time. 
but I mean, I get I get why people want to do it. There are some things that people do that break games, though. And again, you've heard us talk about this here in Second Edition AD&D. The warrior, you know, the guy who is a human dual class starts off with warrior, uses darts as his weapons with a huge strength bonus, blah blah blah. Because by the actual specific every written rule of the book, that is it's incredible what you can do. And then you take a a level in thief, and all of a sudden now you got the backstab, etc. You see what's going on there. There are some things I'll just say no. No, if you're going to play a fighter, you're not going to be a dart expert because that is not the intent of being the fighter class. Flip side, in a in a tri-stat game, in an anime-style game where anime is crazy and funky and all over the place, I don't necessarily see a problem with that, but it doesn't have the same set of rules that would break. So so you, you, see, you see what I'm saying there? So uh, Anyway, kills the fighter real fast. I think it's more straightforward in Besson, which I like. Uh, it's a, Chapter 5's option. Remember that. Kill dart fighters real fast. Well, I, I play with Chapter 5. I believe in the non-weapon weapon proficiency. So, Okay. With that, I want to thank all of you for being here. We've lost like all of our viewers because, you know, Mr. McKinnon left. <laughs> and, and it's also been pushing uh, four, over four and a half hours here. So let's go through our, our final... Uh, comments and so forth i do want to thank everybody's here especially those of you who stayed for like the five hours uh saber expert thanks for coming by i hope you followed uh you know uh, we're going to be doing this again next week we're going to be talking about the dice rolls next week and then the week after probably the game master stuff but we'll see i never know for sure until i go through the chapters and figure about how long it will take because i mean if it's going to be like a 10 minute segment well then we'll just add everything so um yeah now we all go to discord to argue tentacles so uh do, 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 do. You don't need to know what RPG Digest is. You're watching it. Although I missed the rant today. I kind of feel bad. I didn't even get to use my disclaimer. This is my rant disclaimer. I didn't even get to use it. Oh, oh well. Uh, you can check us out on the interwebs. And as you heard uh, Mr. McKinnon say, uh, every time I want to turn off Twitter, somebody brings me back into it. So uh, I'm glad he mentioned that. Because I've actually been starting to use MeWe a little bit more, too. Just, just to mess around. I, I, it's not on here because I don't expect. But if you really want to hear from us, Discord. And YouTube comments are by far the best way to go. Uh, um, the other ones I'll get to when I can. In fact, uh, one of my old 2nd uh, edition and slash 5th edition uh, D&D games before the COVID stuff hit um, messaged me on Friday asking if I had played Vampire the Masquerade in the past. As I, and I didn't get to it until just before the stream. I felt bad. Because <laughs> I like role-playing with, uh, with them. But, uh, up. Uh, I did segment three. I want to thank everybody, the monetary backers. Uh, we didn't get any. We did get subscriptions. So Crafty, thanks again. I hope he doesn't feel bummed out that we didn't really call him out. I'm trying to scroll back, but uh, I didn't want to interrupt Mr. McKinnon because he was a guest on the show. So absolutely didn't want to interrupt him. But uh, thank you, Crafty. Hey, everybody that got a, a sub from Crafty, please shoot him a thank you. I know he had to go, but if you can shoot him a thank you, he deserves it. He just spent some money to get you a sub on here. Gets a new game. Shad's a crafty. Gets a new game with spin wheel next week. Well, put that on our Discord. Maybe, maybe he will. Put that on our Discord, and we'll see what uh, what he says, and we'll see what uh, I show you on part. Yes, uh, Lost Ogre. I actually, I noticed that. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't read Parlor too much, uh, except for what pops up in my face. I try to try to echo and and so forth. There, you know, people keep telling me I need to go to Mines. Like you got to go to Mines. I got kicked off Mines. It's a free speech platform, and I got kicked off last February. And they won't tell me why. All they'll say is, like, oh, three votes and you're gone. 
Three votes about what? What what did I do? I was just posting, hey, we had a segment this week. What I had been posting every week. So I have no clue to this day why I got kicked off Minds, but I got kicked off Minds. And while I could, in theory, make a new account, I'm not going to do it. So there. Uh, but I do thank you for that lost ogre, and, 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 I, and I do see those echoes. So, uh, yeah, thank you. I uh, want to thank our YouTube members and our... Oh, does that mean... There you go. He posted on Discord. Uh, so I want to thank our YouTube members and for Super Chats. I also want to thank our Subscribestar backers and anybody who donates through Streamlabs and PayPal. Uh, you guys chatted a lot today. That falls under the whole awesome viewers thing. Absolutely do appreciate that, whether it's on Twitch or on YouTube. Thank you. We had some good questions in there. Chats are trying to troll us, but hey, you know what? We expect that, and it's kind of funny. So, uh, you know, I want to be respectful to our guests, though, so... You know, and, uh, you know, un unless unless we bring in a guest to rant, I mean, Mr. McKinnon came in here to talk about his game. There was no reason I, I would absolutely have no problem bringing in some, you know, Matt Mercer or whatever these these people are that that make me want to rant. I'd have no problem arguing with them and calling them whatever names I needed to. But that wasn't the focus of this. Uh, that we wouldn't be deserving of that. So if you don't want to give us money which apparently nobody did today. Well, actually, Crafty did, but nobody else did. Uh, you can give it to the Wounded Warrior Project. If you're watching on Twitch, you can actually hover over the screen. Or not, I'm sorry, no, that's for the friends of the channel. Uh, you can scroll down, you can see Wounded Warrior, you can donate there. It is a wonderful charity to give to. Uh, so if you want to check that out. And obviously, friends of the channel, which I have to update at some point here soon. But uh, for now, if you're watching on Twitch, hover over the screen, you'll see friends of the channel. Please follow them and say Legion of Myth sent you. They're people who have been cool to us. Shazar needs to show up and have the story war. Hey, that story, well, the story wars, actually, that would be with both me and Heathen Dog. Um, but I think Heathen Dog's more into that than I am. It's, it's not that he's more into it. I, I lean closer to story than I do to just, quote unquote, it's a game. But uh, no, I mean, I, I need to have a good story. We're telling a story here. I'm playing my character to grow my character, and that is telling a story. I'm there to, you know... Uh, slash orcs in half and you know that's part of telling a story about how i failed at slashing orcs in half and now the orc is teabagging me uh you know so uh all right uh that's it i don't have anything else to put up i don't mind story it just doesn't belong yes it does belong in D D. and with that i'm gonna put up the screen so you all have a most wonderful day